Uh-oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people. How y'all feeling this morning? Look, first, I got to apologize for us coming, uh, you know, from the behind the scenes a little late. It, uh, it is what it is. Real life happens. Um, Ants happened to, to Pong. He had to go figure out why the army is invading his home. Um, I heard he tried. they, they tried to pick up his entire foundation. Uh, they were going to move him down the street. But he was able to talk to the boss and uh, he's going to give, give him a couple days. I think that Pong's got something planning behind the stage. Um, he's talking about starting nuclear warfare. Oh, so, no, I nuked him already. Steve. Oh, so, so Man, he, there was no talk. See, OK, new straight to nukes. See, I thought Pong was going to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, he was going to pacifist. Yeah, like yeah. talking out. Yeah, I mean, you're playing no, Age no, of no. Wonders. You know, I no. figured you wanted no. to be nice. No, you cross my borders as an ant. Like I like I told you behind the scenes, I love you, ants. I do. I love. I think you're one of the coolest creatures in the world. I I really do. You cross my borders, get nuked straight up. We ain't talking. We ain't negotiating. Damn. That's it. It's over with. Well, well, ants, if you're listening, you're not gonna have a chance in Paul's house. Uh, but no. nonetheless. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us today on Living Split Screen, your Saturday morning cartoons, uh, your non-console-centric platform covering everything going on within the gaming industry. Uh, we take that RTS approach. Uh, that's that real-time strategy. We pull ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices in the map, pull those resources together, and Lord, do we pull some resources together this week, and we're going to have some fire conversations. Um, to not only build up our own foundation, but also potentially reach those 3 billion gamers that apparently nobody else thinks that we're ever going to hit. Uh, because if we don't continually do gaming the way that it's uh, been known to be done, uh, I think everybody is just going to have a hard time and Microsoft's going to go out of business. And um, yeah, we'll see where things go from there. Now, but within all seriousness, uh, this is also the home of that ECP. It's the educated consumer perspective, right? Um, we're not lawyers. We're not in the business. We're not devs. So I can't sit here and pretend that we know exactly what's going on, right? Um, we're consumers. Uh, we have professional experience in like customer service sales. Um, so we have an idea of how business works for sure. Um, that's kind of the perspective that we come from. I know a lot of other people don't necessarily... They don't necessarily believe in taking other perspectives, right? They don't want to listen to all sides of the story. It's either one side or no side. And we're also going to end up bringing some uh, hard, cold facts today, gentlemen, because um, with Xbox seemingly being in a doom and gloom scenario currently, uh, I think people have kind of lost their way of lost a perspective on, one, what Xbox's goal is, and two, have you guys ever heard of like the uh, the idea that you don't have to have something that you don't like? I don't know. It's a it's a it's a very novel concept. I know it's it can be very difficult to grasp, but I have all always understood that at least me personally, and again, grew up differently, so maybe it's just a me thing. But I typically don't keep things that I just don't use like that. And if I wasn't getting my use out of something, I probably would stop using it and maybe, you know, still talk about the issues that I'm having and why I, I might have left, like some have done. Got to the mag, you know. Uh, he made some valid points for, I don't agree with them all, uh, but he's made some excellent points. Uh, middle-aged game guy, shout out to him. Uh, he's, a, he's a brother. Uh, but you got to find out what is your reason for doing this uh, 
whether you've got true value in your gaming hobby, because I, I think that's something else that people forget about. Um, it is a hobby at the end of the day. Uh, but it's all about the conversation. I'm ready to get it rocking and rolling. Uh, enough of my intro. Paul, the brother from another, the uncanny gentleman himself. The X-Men who is not Cyclops, mm. but he may be pulling Jean Grey into the bathroom right after this show. Matter of fact, I think he just Man. might as well pull into the bedroom. Second week in a row. Let's Second go. week in a row. He's consistent, ladies and gentlemen. The shooter, <laughs> the brother from another. My guy, Pong. So, how you feeling, brother? Uh, I'm feeling great, Steel. It is Saturday morning. I just had nuclear warfare. Nothing gets the blood pumping like that you know, uh, against some ants. So that was good stuff. Uh, Knicks, they survive uh, because they are one of the hardiest creatures in the entire world. And uh, in Minnesota, they are a special breed. Uh, and like I was telling Steele, I think they actually go into the foundation uh, during the winter um, and then come out once we get thawed out. Uh, and they start inside the house and then go out is what they kind of do. So after I nuke them. Um, and so that how, how that works. Uh, Nick's also said you look like uh, your camera looks like a peephole camera oh is that what it when i get like this <laughs> yeah 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 and i was laughing about i can't that i can't i, I can't help it I, I, I really can't I, I probably should not get ever that close but i really can't help it like it's like when we really get engaged and this you know what's funny is i do this in real life too so it's like it's yep. one of those things like we'll get in the conversation i'll sit up or like i'll get i'm really animated even in real life so it's like yep. i can't help that uh yep. but Sorry for the peephole. I've tried to back the camera off a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. So give it a, give, give it a different angle. No, that, that is fucking hilarious. Uh, hey, Nick, by the way, man, you're becoming popular with just being a Sony pony, man. People yeah, uh, don't like you, man. Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick likes to... Nick likes to bring the extra comments. Yeah, so, he likes to which stir is good pot. though. Well, we're used to him because he's one of the OGs here. So uh, I like Nick's comments. He always gets the conversation going. Uh, listen, everybody, welcome to Living Split Screen, episode 101. Uh, when Steel uh, put the graphic up, it looked like IOI Interactive. It did, IOI it did. But I, I, laughing. Yeah, it worked out perfect. No, it, I it love that graphic. I love it. I love it. So episode 101, Saturday morning, back at it. Big week. Holy cow. The pot has been stirred yet again. Uh, I, this this pot in the gaming industry just never gets settled, Steel. There's always some something going on, and boy, oh boy, did Phil... Phil stirred up a hornet's nest yet again, and he knew he was going to do it. I mean, yeah. one thing he it was purposeful. Said. He knew he was in a mood, yeah. and uh, when uh, yeah, when Steel or when Steel when Phil warns it uh, about what he's about to say is going to be disruptive, you know it's going to be disruptive. So um, we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about the interview, obviously. But this week for me, Game and Steel, my oh my, awesome. talk what about the golden age of gaming, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, finally got pulled away from Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, nearly 50 hours in Ghostwire Tokyo. Finally got pulled away from that because, as everybody knows, that's been listening to Living Split Screen. Uh, and uh, shout out to everybody who, who's live and who is going to be listening to us in the future. You all know I had um, Age of Wonders 4 um, pre-order. And I, I don't do that with too many games on my budget. I usually wait. Uh, but I was so excited for this game to come. And again, niche. But it's fantastic. It's finally coming to console. The mainline game has never been on console before. It was only PC. We did get Age of Wonders Planetfall, which is a sci-fi version. But this is the full main game. And we get number four coming to console. 
And I'm supporting all these studios and these publishers this year who are bringing strategy RTS games to console finally, back again, part of the golden age. Uh, Age of Wonder 4 has surpassed my expectations, Steele. Um, it is simply as a 4X strategy game. And again, I'll kind of give you the descriptor I put on Twitter because somebody asked me on Twitter uh, what it was. And I put out a descriptor and Triumph Studios, who actually made the game, liked my tweet. Uh, so uh, I must have done a decent job. So it is 4X yeah. strategy. Think Civ, Civilization, right? Think Civ, 4X strategy. But you also get tactical turn-based battles in there that are optional because you can auto-battle if you want to. And the cool part about these games, the Age of Wonders series, is that if you auto-battle, because it'll give you, it'll tell you when you, go in, when, you, when you go to attack somebody, it will tell you if it's low-risk or high-risk type scenario or somewhere in between. It gives you a meter, okay? And you can judge whether or not you want to auto-battle. If you auto-battle and it shows you your results, success, failure, but even in a success, you can lose units, and it'll show you if you lost units because the, the um, computer did the battle for you. Right. If you don't like the results, and you can actually go back and watch the replay, uh, whether, oh, you okay. did the, whether you did the battle or whether the computer did the battle, an auto battle, you can actually go watch the replay and see the strategy that the computer actually used, the AI used. That's dope. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's freaking amazing. And you can speed it up. Slow it okay. down so you can you don't you don't have to sit there through the whole entire battle. Uh, but if you don't like the results, then you can hit retry and actually do a man manual uh, turn based uh, battle. So you yourself. can get so basically yeah. what you're doing is like you're seeing how the yeah. AI would fare right. with your squad, right? Yep, correct. And then if you lose in that battle for yeah example, or if you just lose one if you lose like a a a, a champion that right. you didn't want to lose right? right but you still won you can go in and say no i can do a better job at this gosh that's kind of yeah. cool i yeah, kind of that's it it. i like that side of the, that's kind of cool yeah, that's different it is it is um there are performance issues let's get that okay. out of the way up the front i'm not going to be one well, of these uh, people who go. talk about a game and don't mention the performance issues there are performance issues on console again i'm playing on series x everybody um when you get big enough battles once you get an army built out um depending on how big it is uh you will see frames dip like big um i'm playing in quality mode right normally you know you know you guys know me normally i prefer performance mode but with turn-based 4x strategy i don't care <laughs> like 30 30 frames who cares so i'm playing in quality mode because i get then you get the you know 4k graphics which are gorgeous this game is beautiful from a strategy point of view it's not mind-blowing to some of you this is not like oh my god next gen like but it's gorgeous the animation that they did all that work is beautiful that's why i got it in quality mode but you will see them dip down um you will see it stutter mm -hmm. um from time to time in the larger battles nothing game breaking uh so far uh there has been people that have reported crashes i played a hundred turn game to victory um over the past couple days and i didn't have one single crash so again it's Good. being reported there is crashing that kind of stuff um it does auto save a lot uh, you can also manual save any time, of course. It's a strategy game, so you can manually save any turn. So all I would suggest if you jump into this game, manual save a lot, which most people normally do in this type of game, um, but just do it. Um, but other than that, 
running really well, controls extremely well. I know Jez said that he had a little bit of an adjustment period to the controls, and he didn't think that they were as intuitive as they could be. Listen, I maybe it's because I played Planetfall, so I was kind of used to it. They've changed a lot. I didn't have a problem adjusting to this game at all. Uh, really set up very well. And let me tell you something about Age of Wonders 4. You want to talk about deep lore. Quick. You want to talk about details for everything. This game, obviously, like a lot of big games, comes with an encyclopedia. But with 4X strategy, you wind up using your encyclopedia more often than not to see what things mean because you're dealing with diplomacy, you're dealing with, obviously, warfare, uh, you're dealing with, uh, you know, creation, uh, building out uh, areas, because obviously it's a part of 4X strategy, expanding your kingdom out, gathering resources, um, all of that. So when you de- go into the UI and you're looking at a descriptor, they will actually highlight different words within that description that are important. So if so, there's something in that description, let's say you're going to apply an effect from a spell that's going to, you know, affect a, a certain uh, part of your production. You can actually just hit the button and it'll actually go into that descriptor. And then you can go to one of those highlighted words and bring up another window that will give you a description of that word or explain what they mean. Um, and it's got layers. You can go like five layers deep before, is it three layers deep, three layers deep. And then the fourth layer, it'll remove that last layer, but you can back out and it'll keep those layers there. They did an awesome job allowing you to deep dive. Now this is again, why they have to do this is because it's normally been a PC game. So keyboard and mouse, it's no big deal. You're pointing and clicking. You can click on a million things, open a million windows and see all those explanations. But on controller, you don't have that freedom normally. But the system they created to do that works extremely well. And then this game's got the RPG elements to it. Your champion that you create, the customization features that they put in this, it's not the first time it's ever been done in a 4X strategy game, but the amount of options in this game for customization of not only your champion, but of your factions. For people who don't know, it comes pre-built with champions. It comes pre-built with factions. It comes pre-built with lands, different, you know, your your maps that you're going to play on. But you can go in and create a custom version of all of that. And the options that they have and the amount of detail that they went in to make everything look unique from your armor to your face to your hair for a 4X strategy game. It's a lot. It is beautiful. It's just brilliantly done. Um, And you can go in and change your faction colors. You can actually change how your faction is going to look on the battlefield. If you want your champion to look different from your faction, all of that works extremely well. And the monsters, the creatures are incredible. Um, And they've done an awesome job giving a lot of diverse different feature sets because you're going to be all over the place. You're going to be in snow lands. You're going to be in desert lands. You're going to be in volcanic lands in the creatures there. Of course, there's always going to be a mix all feel different. And of course, as a forex strategy goes, your champion, you get to pick out your traits, what you're good at, right? 
what your strengths are, what your bonuses are going to be. You got huge list of different traits and different abilities and that kind of stuff that you get to choose from. And then during the game, you actually pick up equipment. So you'll get your weapons, you'll get your armor, you'll get your helmets, and there'll be different levels. There'll be different magic. There'll be different abilities on those equipment, and you actually equip them on your champion, just like you would in Diablo or any other type of RPG game, right? So you're equipping your champion as well throughout the game. And then when you get your generals, because you can actually recruit or earn new generals, which are also champions, you get to equip equipment for them too as well. This game is deep. It is so much fun. Uh, And the coolest part for me is if you build a champion, right, Steel, you create your custom champion. And they tell you right in the beginning, like, do create go go for go for that whatever favorite character whether it's conan the barbarian mm-hmm. or is it it's drizzt duarden from from forgotten realms whatever your favorite trope character is create that character okay. and play it out right play it out create your character because if you get to victory with your champion you can actually they got what's called a, a pantheon okay and the Pantheon is where you earn, you actually earn experience for every time for playing, and you earn experience for all the little stuff you do throughout the game. And then you can get skill points, which you can drop into the Pantheon tree, which actually opens up a lot of cosmetics. And it also opens up different starting traits for characters as you go through the skill tree you can pick which you know just like any just like any tree you can pick whatever branch you want to go to and there's linking ones and all that kind of stuff but you can open up different traits so they've got like druid starting point right or they've got rogue that you can earn or they've got you know they've got all these different things plus cosmetics like wizard hats and 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 new helmets and all that kind of stuff but then also if you get the victory with your champion you can choose to save that champion to the Pantheon. And when you play a custom game later, right. that champion could show up with, you, with the faction you created as an enemy or a friend. So all of a sudden, the character that you played with that you created is now a part of the story Damn. when you're playing again. Yeah, it's freaking cool as hell. Yeah, that definitely sounds crazy. I love it, man. So shout out to Triumph Studios. Again, Published by Paradox. You guys already know my love for Paradox. They superseded my expectations. Yes, there are performance issues. It's nothing that they can't fix. I haven't had any game-breaking bugs. I haven't had any save losses. Nothing like that. You guys know I would tell you up front about that. So it's not perfect, but the overall game is freaking amazing. You not only have, and I haven't even done this yet, but when you're on a map, you don't only have the overworld steal like your normal world. Okay. There's an underworld that you can explore. I heard you talking about that. Yeah. And it's just as big as the overworld. Damn. So you're talking about if you wanted to create, I watched some guys who are age of wonders. These guys have been playing. They're on it. Yeah. They're they're, they're on it. Right. They do brutal. You can set it up so you can play like brutal level modes. And these guys legit steal. Like, so it goes from easy and anybody can play it very accessible once you get the controls down once you understand all the functions i haven't even scratched the surface yet and again i'm somebody who plays forex strategy games and have been i haven't scratched the surface on everything yet i'm still learning a lot of how the mechanics work there's so much integrated in all that but i've watched these guys play brutal create these absolutely 
desolate world where you can't heal. You don't get any healing unless you're sitting in your actual city, all this kind of stuff. Damn. This game gets so hard steel on the upper levels. If you get good at this game that I've watched these guys that are experts play out and in the first battle steel. Yeah. If they lose one unit, it's not a champion one unit. They restart the game because the game's over because they already know they'll lose. If they lose one unit out the gate. Damn. That's how crazy it is. So when you watch these guys, I've been watching these guys and they like go into an auto battle and it's like a 50, 50 chance, you know, right. and they'll auto battle because they want it. Yeah. Speed see up the what game. It, it speeds yeah. up the game and it speeds up the game. Right. They don't want to be sitting there and they're streaming and they'll just, it, it's like hitting the lottery. They'll hit the auto battle and be like, Oh yes. Look at that. Look at that. And look at, Oh my God. The AI did a beautiful job for me. Look at this. Like right. even sometimes, like I said, in some of the brutal levels that they create because they create the worlds where you can't heal. Like if one unit is too close to death, they'll quit out because they don't have the time to go back. They got to be getting out there. They don't have time to go back to the city and heal. And they know the game's basically lost at that point against that AI. So um, absolutely cool game. Highly recommended if you guys are in the Forex strategy. Jez has been loving it. Um, you know, a lot of people out there are playing it. Um, you know, Triumph Studio, they liked my one tweet and they actually retweeted my screenshots and my little video that I posted. Shout out to them because I was promoting that it was on Xbox and they used the quote tweet to promote that it's also on PS5. There are oh, people nice. playing okay. this on console. This seems like this is going to be a big hit for them putting it on the console. And again, it's all relative right? It's all relative. This is right. very niche. This is very niche. Um, but they're off to a great start with this game. Um, and that's, you know, I played some other stuff. I, you know, I tried Ravenlock for a tiny bit the other night. None of that matters. Age of Wonders 4, fantastic game. Uh, I've talked enough now, Steel, but I, I'm just loving this game and I can't recommend it enough. So nah, I don't think you, yeah. I don't think you talked uh, too much again. I mean, you were basically giving a breakdown of Age of Wonders and for people that are curious or haven't played, I mean, like myself or aren't going to play it because uh, <laughs> it's a time sink yeah. and uh, yep. I want to be able to play other games. Um, it's, it sounds extremely unique, man. It sounds super different to have that much customization, especially in that type of game. Um, it really caters the experience to you. And, and again, to, to also hear that there is kind of a, a, what I would probably consider as your hardcore base that's out there really sweating and playing on the harder difficulties. And and they can really set it up to, that used to be a thing in RTSs too back in the day, especially when you played online, uh, especially in StarCraft, where it was just like, you knew if, once the enemy sent so, once the op opposition sent so many enemies to you of a yeah. certain type, you're like, yeah. okay, I I already know how this is going to go, and I'm yeah, already behind yeah, the ball. Yeah, 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 no, no, and that and that's the thing about this. And and again, if you guys think it's just the basic trope races that you've got there, no, Age of Wonders goes up and beyond. They've got you can you can be frogkin, these little oh, these little toad dudes. Like, and you can make them evil. You can make them good. That's the whole thing about creating your own factions. Like, it's across the board. It's crazy how many different options they've got. They got little rat guys that you can be. You can be the rat king if you want to be. Like, everything. You can be magic-based. You can be melee-based. All that's in this game. And like I said, with the weapons that you can customize your champions and your generals with, uh, and the armor, it changes, like, the game. And then you can kill off when you kill... <laughs> Sorry, I can keep going about this. You kill when you get in a battle and you wind up taking out another kingdom, right? And you kill some of their leaders. If you've got your city expanded and you've done the right expansions, 
you can actually resurrect their champions and recruit them to your side. Like oh, if wow, they're dead, crazy. you can have them in the crypt and resurrect them. And when you kill another champion, you get all their equipment. So yeah, you get okay. their body and get to decide to do with it. Sometimes you capture them and put them in jail and the right. prison. You can decide what to do with them and you get all their equipment. So all of that, like I said, there's RPG elements to it. It's, it's simply cool. And then little things happen throughout the game. Like you expect in Civ, Right. But the differences in this that you got to make decisions on the difference in this one, Age of Wonders so far is they have a whole little short story that goes with it. It's not just simply, okay. hey, leader comes over and says, uh, you know, trade us your goods or I'll, you know, right. normally it's pretty simple. This is a full story and they use your name in the story and all that kind of stuff. It's simple, but it brings you in even more. Like it feels like you're a part of a high fantasy story and time for Tanami. I understand completely, brother. Company Heroes 3 does come out at the end of this month. I am also getting that. I am inundated between Age of Empires 2, between all this stuff that showed up at our front door this time around, with, as Steel says, time sync strategy RTS games. Oh, and man. I'm getting Company, Company Heroes 3 as well. And then it rolls right into Diablo, and it's over with. It's all over with. Diablo. Yeah, that's going to shut it. everything down. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The end of this month is going to be crazy. Going into June 1st. Uh, again, I'm, I'm definitely planning on trying to be live at least, uh, especially for that first day. I think it's going to be a really good time. I'm really excited for Diablo. Um, that's going to be another one that's going to be a time sink. Hopefully everything lines up for me because I still have to uh, make that pre put that pre-order down. Uh, but with real life things going on in the background got daughter getting set up for cheer camp and and whatnot uh we just got to make sure everything is where it needs to be and um so but regardless uh I'm, that's definitely kind of my plan currently but it's super dope that uh angel of wonders is seemingly hitting especially for you somebody that's uh has been interested in it has been very excited for it coming in um and that it's the only thing that's really subsiding it is the performance issues is you know as long as it's something that's bearable, um, it's yeah, something that no. you can work through, then it's, it, it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's common sense slowdown and I haven't put it on performance to see if it picks up. I think right. Jez did and said he still had dips. Um, so I don't know if they're as bad, right. uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's again, it's Forex strategy. So right, it's like, right. whatever. It, it it's, is, it's, it, you know, it is what it is. Well, um, I guess for me, man, let's see. For me, it's just been a lot of Jedi Survivor. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. <laughs> um, when I've had my free time, I usually am able to juggle a few games between my free time, uh, but it also depends on what game that I'm playing. Um, in this case, with it being Jedi Survivor, um, I'm knee-deep in this game. Uh, when I have free time, this is what I've chosen to play. And I'll be quite, I'll be completely honest to say that this game is at least four to five times better than the first game. Every mm. way. Mm. Um Mm. at I least lot, brother. Uh, I, to again I, I made this point here before uh the first game i thought was fallen order i thought it was it was good um but i didn't complete the game um i got to about 90 percent and dropped the game um more than likely was because it wasn't nothing to do with the game itself um uh, but probably a call of duty or another multiplayer game came in and Maybe drop it, and I hadn't, and I didn't. Never went back. Could have also been Destiny. I didn't, there's no telling. But um, the way that I felt about the first game, though, the, the entire time that I was playing it, as much I was like digging the concept of it, Cal as a character didn't stick with me. Um, and I still have some comments about that now, um, because 
to me, especially with the customization options, because I got I gave him a beard and changed his haircut, I gave him a short haircut. Because I, I gave him like the the real short haircut, as you'll see in this uh, this gameplay video that I have up. Because like with some of the other haircuts, he either looks like Anakin or he looks like Obi Wan or he looks like, and it's like I don't need him to look like anybody else that I'm familiar. With. I wanted him to look like either the character he's trying to be, which is Cal Kestis, or somebody else. Um, but luckily, with me playing on PC, uh, I've been watching out for the mod streets, and I've had some people. Um, there's been some people who are already have dropped in some cosmetic mods so right now, and I may have some gameplay up of that also. Um, my cow got a helmet on. He's kind of, he's like, uh, kind of looks like a Mandalorian a little bit. Um, but not, not really. Um, any, any Starkiller mods or Luke mods yet? No, not yet. Not yet. No, nothing gotta, like that. We got to get those. I can't. That, those, that, those are probably, those are probably yeah. coming. I can easily yeah. see that getting dropped in here. Oh, um, Star the killer mod. The other thing too, is that. The combat and the force and the, the way that they use the force abilities and how they introduce you to the newer abilities that you can use, um, especially some of the traversal mechanics that they um, bring in, I, I thought it was very well done. This is a lot of signs of a team that took a lot of pride and effort on really and truly iterating on their first game and making sure that their second game was literally a... And not only an iteration, but a a unique experience on its own. You can go from the Fallen Order to Jedi Survivor and be like, "Oh, this is it's the same, but it's also very different in a lot of in many ways." Um, I would I would say now. Um, there's nothing since I am playing on PC. I do have to mention. I do want to mention. Um, as much as I have not ran into as many bugs as some other folks have, and I think that's going to be a topic um, of one of our discussions this morning, um, as far as that goes, like different people's opinions, their perspectives, and how people try to override other people's perspectives, and then people try to use shade and talk under their breath when they're trying to uh, mention a certain group of people and say that, oh, I don't get how people don't see these certain issues. It's like, okay. Um, but for me, the main thing that I noticed from, from Jedi Survivor is that the game is not optimized. Um, it, it needs more optimization. Now, I, to me, I don't think it's as bad as when Elden Ring released. I mean, it's definitely not as bad as when, for example, um, Horizon came in uh, to PC or some of the other more recent PC ports that have uh, dropped in uh, to PC, but the frame rate drops are the most noticeable things for me, especially when you get into town um, or when you get in th into these huge areas. Um, like if you're walking through a doorway or this opening and you can tell that there's, it's opening up to a wide, a, a different area kind of, there's something that's happening there. To me, that tells me there's something, there's something going on with loading the assets in. Um, and that's what's causing the lag. Uh, or the frame dr drops to happen, but it's only in certain sections. Now, if I had to give it like a numerical comparison, the frame rate issues that I've noticed is probably 10% of my experience. The other 90% of my experience outside of like, you know, when you put capes in games, 
how the cape kind of does whatever the fuck it wants to sometimes where you'll get into a certain angle and then it's like for whatever reason now the cape is like super stretched out it's all in your screen and it's like flapping in the screen and shit uh you know those little bugs that you get from having like certain clothing materials i was seeing stuff like that happen but no loss of progress um no like combat issues um even when the frames did drop I think it just speaks to the game design itself. It still felt on point for a lack of a better way to put it. Like I was still put like in doing the button prompts and it, it was still hitting them as I was like, it, like the adjustment was still done really well, or it was able to keep up really well. Um, sorry, I didn't get my first cup of coffee in. Um, so I'm all over the place, but <laughs> Overall, the experience has been extremely enjoyable. Um, the set pieces are definitely a lot more impactful this time around. Like from from the beginning, and then every set piece story moment that they put you in after that is like this is what Star Wars is about. This is what I expected this out of Fallen Order. Um, they just make it more over the top. They put more of the um, force abilities to use. Uh, like, honestly, this is the best use of a Jedi that I've seen since um, Star Wars, Unleashed. since Unleashed. A thousand, a thousand percent. Um, especially as, as you get towards to close to the end of the game. There are, like, I know people were saying, like, oh, man, the story is super predictable. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. May, maybe I just pay, I just get so involved in the story sometimes or get too involved in the game where I'm not overanalyzing everything and expecting for the story to be something that I've never seen before. But I, so far, like, I, did, I wasn't necessarily expecting some of the things that happened in the story. Like, I'm trying not to give too much all, uh, like yeah, away here yeah, because yeah, there are yeah. characters that are, that have been reintroduced. Um, but as far as Cal as a character, I do enjoy him much more than I did first game. He feels much more well-rounded. They are touching so much more on the gray side of things, where you can tell that, of course, he was dealing with that uh, that loss, and he was dealing with drama and shit in the first game. But you could tell in this one because he's had that time to pass. There's other things that have happened between. He's kind of stepping, really stepping into his own where he's really trying to understand. And the other thing too, is that the order's not around anymore. So he doesn't have anybody to go Got to it. it to show him what the way is. He like, of course he has seer or whatever the case, but even she is like from, from, from the previous game has stepped back into her role as a Jedi, but she is not his mentor anymore. Like, and she wasn't really that necessarily in the first game either. It was more so like, hey, we have a we have a central goal. We need to hit this goal, and I'm gonna help you throughout this way because there is nobody else. Um, so I mean, it's been really dope. It, the story's been gripping. Um, I'm probably towards the end of the game currently. I don't know how much further I I, I, I need to go, uh, but I got about 50 hours in so far, man. It's been in, enjoyable for every moment thus far. Uh, I'm definitely going to recommend it. This is definitely going to be one of my top games of the year. Um, I'll, I'll recommend it to anybody, but I do have to give a caveat there because I wouldn't recommend it right now. I can't. And the only reason is because of some of the performance issues. 
if there are some some of the frame issues that I was experiencing, just because I have the hardware to avoid some of those things, um, I don't want anybody else to have to experience. It can be extremely jarring, especially in key fights. There were some moments where I did find myself getting frustrated because of the frame drops. Um, there was a, a really dope fight that happens later on in the game um, with, with, a, with a favorite character from Star Wars. Um, he wears an all-black fit. He's based off of Anakin. The, the guys know who that is. Um, and I had some bad lag spikes in there, frame drops in there, and it almost pulled me out the experience. Now, like the f- the fifth time that I got beat for whatever reason, that final that final time that I fought him, it was a completely smooth fight. So, it like it was the best experience that I could have asked for. But nonetheless, super, it's a good game. But I I just can't recommend it right now, as much as I want to, until they drop some more updates. Um, also I've jumped back into, I jumped into a little bit of Anthem last night with PTK. Uh, he was making, I, he put a post out there yesterday cause it's like 80 K people still playing Anthem on a daily. I was like, damn, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, kind of made a, made a joke and I was like, man, what's up? I'll download it right now. And, uh, so you know how that goes. I ended up downloading it. I hadn't jumped in it. Uh, I didn't play none of the new content when that dropped. I stopped playing right before that content dropped. Uh, so that's been a really cool time. I think it'll be cool if we can get like a if I can get a squatter together or something, and we just you know get some, use run some matches or whatever the case. Get get beefed up and because man, there's nothing that beats that experience. And at least from the flying mechanics, the moment to moment combat. And I swear to God, if EA if Motive doesn't use those <laughs> mechanics, I, I I don't think I'll ever invest in another EA game again. I just it, it is such a that would be such a missed opportunity and an unfortunate series of events that I, 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 I wouldn't know how to predict that. But that's been mostly my thing for this week. Uh, once I get through Jedi Survivor, I'll probably get back into No Man's Sky because uh, I still won't, do want to keep that in rotation because that game is just, it's one of those things where I don't know if it's holding me over until Starfield mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um, but it's also dope that just the co-op aspect of it too, being able to get in there with a buddy, travel to solar system, um, and also just the building stuff and the combat. It all feels very intuitive. It feels really cool, man. So um, I'm still interested in playing that. And uh, that's pretty much it right now. Man. Uh, that's been that's awesome. my week in gaming thus far. Um, Touch much else. So. Good to hear your thoughts on Jedi Survivor, though. Um, yeah. It's, it's important, man. It's, 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 it's really good. Yeah. That's good shit. Um, because I'm looking forward to playing it when you know either I get it before it drops into EA Play or I just wait until it drops into oh. EA Play because this year is full. So that's the other thing too that I'll mention here. Uh, I am playing on like Jedi Master. I think it's the difficulty right before. I think Grandmaster yes. is the highest. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing on Jedi Master, which is one below that because I just I didn't want to give myself a super headache about it. Um, plus I, I wanted to be able to get the game. The game does have difficulty to it. But I don't think it's as hard as the first game was. Now some of the enemies. Now some of the enemies, like the uh, the rule core, he's yeah. still a fucking problem. Yeah. He 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 hits like a fucking truck, and he doesn't care about yo. There's one moment where I drop down into this area. I'm and you, you know how you pan a room to mm-hmm. see what's in the room. Mm-hmm. Yo, I pan my camera to the right, 
and he yeah. fucking comes up out of the darkness. Oh, and that shit make eyes? Did yo, he that shit. Did he yes. have the eyes like, yeah, like in Return of the Jedi? Yo, yeah. That yeah. shit made me jump a little bit. <laughs> I'm not even gonna front to y'all. I turned my camera and so I was like, because at first I didn't see anything. Yeah. And then I took a step and I saw this fucking menacing ass creature just yeah. step out of the dark. I was like, what oh. the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, hey, hell no. Oh. <laughs> So that that was really dope. They hit That's yo awesome. the design the designers of this game, man. It really just demonstrated to me that I need to see more Star Wars content for them. And to hear that EA is has more Star Wars content in the tuck, or that that they're working on more, yeah, is exciting. Too. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's it's extremely first person shooter and a uh, RTS game. So uh, it's gonna be interesting with Bit Reactor. Yeah, so we'll it's going to be interesting to see where Respawn, uh, Respawn gets it. I'll, I'll give that much as much as that Fallen Order, like you didn't necessarily hit the way I wanted it to for a Star Wars game. They're, it's undeniable that they understand the Star Wars universe. It's undeniable yeah. that they understand what makes Star Wars Star Wars. They show it so um, much more in the second game. Yeah, and, like, and I can't not everybody remember. gets it. Not everybody gets it. And that's why I was excited to hear you say that, Steel, uh, because obviously you and I kind of had the same opinion or perspective on fallen order and so to hear you say that that again because i know you so well um that that means that i probably will feel the exact same way with this one uh when i do play it so that that's huge and i've heard a lot of people say it um and i, I heard a lot of people say that the pairing is not as hard as the first one no it's always. not it's it's much more forgiving it is it's much, much more forgiving. forgiving that's that's fantastic for me you know steel so uh all of that gets me more excited uh, to eventually play Survivor uh, in its best light by the time I probably get around to it yeah. as well. So it should be it should be fun, but that's really cool. I, I'd love to hear that stuff, Steele, um, as an old Star Wars fan, to hear that we are getting another great experience from Respawn. And Zempello, we trust, man. Uh, he knows what he's doing, uh, and he's got the team behind him that understands as well, which is which is awesome. I, I think uh, I think uh, Disney needs to get in contact with Respawn on story because uh, stories, Lord, yeah. I, whoever the writers are, progr- over, yeah. progression wise, they have been yeah. fuck. They are like on the money, and if they continue, I don't know how this game is going to end. Um, but from what I've gotten so far, like I will say this: Cal gets in touch with his dark side in this. Right, well, of course. I don't. I don't that, think that's, that's a spoiler. That, that's right? not a spoiler. That's every Jedi point. goes through it. Every Jedi, every Jedi that they create a story about, right. eventually reaches that point. But the especially way you... somebody like Cal, who is on his own, like you said, that has emotional trauma, you automatically have that battle with dark side and light side because the dark side tempts you to come on over in the way in the way that they do it in here, yeah. though, man. It's like yeah. it's yeah. so like. Of course, I under. Even like when it happened with Anakin, I understood yeah. it then. But he didn't have to fucking choke. He didn't have to choke out Pepe. He didn't have to do that. Like that was so fucking unnecessary. He was that was a fucking emo moment. I, I didn't like the way that they did that for him to turn the way that he turned. That was so like whatever. Um, he already did fucked up shit. I maybe like before that, but um, nonetheless. But the way that they do it in here is just so much. It's it's just it's natural. Because of the shit that he's been through, it's it's like it, it ties so much into reality. It's like when somebody reaches reaches their breaking point, where it's just like, bro, I keep fucking trying to do right, and people keep fucking me over. Are you serious? In dealing with that aspect of it, and it, it's they just they just did it really well. It's great. I don't I don't want to give up too much. 
I, 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 <laughs> you say Evo, like I get it. Um, I think with Anakin, it was the ultimate loss of control. It was, um, it was, and it was he a tipping got, point. He got manipulated. It was a tipping. It was, a, but when you said emo, though, because it's funny, because that was my description of what they did to Kylo Ren. Oh, really? No, yeah, no, I, that's why I don't. They like Kylo made like, like I, Kylo. He's so whatever to me. I'm not gonna go on a Star Wars rant because no, I, we I, can't I, for I'm, a little bit. show. I'm past the point, but Kylo Ren. Let me tell you something. They had he could have been the next something. Later. He could he could have been the next. Listen, easily. listen. The they opening, the opening scene in the new movie. Oh, he! In, in, in I the, thought he was going to be a fucking bro, monster when he stopped. When he stopped the blaster, in and turned and looked and looked over, like I was like, "Yo, we are in for a ride. We've got our new Vader. This guy is going to grow into some." absolutely ridiculous powers and instead they turn him into an emo kid who has zero control and is a wannabe Sith like I was like you gotta be kidding me right now I'm like Kylo Kylo had so, that uh, listen yeah Kylo could have been a big they had so much potential and that's my biggest like one of my biggest problems they had so much potential with a lot of what they were working with and they just <laughs> Yeah, they, 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 they threw they it all away, man. Shit all over yeah. it. Threw it all away. Turned it into freaking nothing of what it could have been story wise. And but Kylo Ren, that's why it just made me smile because I said the same thing about Kylo. I'm like, there's some emo kid that's crying that throws tenter, temper tantrums and just goes off the deep end. Because if you think about it, that's all. Yeah. That's really all Vader. Is. Although Vader is dumb strong, but that's also because of how they made Anakin was already well, like he was yeah. that guy. Like that was he was created was the by point. the Force to balance it out. Right, right. The, the Jedi had gotten too powerful and. The force was like, nah, we gotta have balance, so we're gonna give you Anakin. Yeah, here you go, exactly. deal with him. And right, and, and you and Vader still has a lot of that now, but Vader is also a much more ominous presence, and they yeah. continue to iterate on him in such a way to where it's like there should be somebody who is stronger than Vader, but yeah. there never is. There never is. It no, is. it's a combined effort on the light side. The Sith always have because the Sith can't grow in numbers anymore right. uh they are relegated to a master and um so that's why they do it that way and i understand why and that's how the force balances out where the jedi can have groups and that's how they balance out the power on the dark side right. it, it, it it's a very cool concept and i love i love how it all formed out again they just had so much potential yeah there was there's so, so oh much there God. to do to make Kyle. such a fucking exciting i look have been such a badass my god yeah i, I didn't been, uh, that, that uh, i definitely will agree that that's probably one of my biggest turnoffs yes. from that because i was i was once they first shown him and he was yeah. he looked like vader 2.0 but yeah. in a more cool way like it was it was stupid dope how to introduce him and yes. then how he ended up being and the yeah. whole thing with this fake Skywalker chick, and it's like, bro, when he when he stop when he stops the I again I was in the theater and I was so excited. It again he stops that la- he stops that blaster laser in midair, looks over at Finn. And I was I got goosebumps, bro. I was like, oh, they actually did it. Oh, they actually did it. Like this is gonna be it. Then yeah, nah, then drop the ball. Nah, then he's in, then he's in. And he's in a now he's one in, thing that he's I in will a data say, center 
slashing all the computers up with his yeah yeah exactly. he didn't get his way yeah, yeah. exactly that fucking whatever <laughs> it, if vader was around he would have fucking choked yeah. his ass out oh yeah yeah, yeah. he would have no, choked his ass out he was like you you fool yeah. fucking fall into your emotions i don't, I don't care if you're family fuck, the fuck? <laughs> you better go get that shit done the hell um, uh, the one thing yeah. that I will say that is a super negative uh, for me for Jedi Survivor, um, after the second time you do it, the whole drop kick animation that they have. Yeah. Why am I a Jedi drop kicking people? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I don't, I don't like it. It also puts you in some very terrible situations, yeah, especially well. when you're trying to run up on enemies to close distance. Um, I'm not trying to drop kick somebody, but it, it only does it with the cross guard. Um. But it's just like, God damn it, stop drop kicking people. Um, yeah. but nah. And other than that, that's pretty much it. Um cool. right now it's just there's there are other games that I'm like excited for and really really want to jump into and play. But I'll be honest with you, Pong, like all I've been thinking about yeah. is Armor Core Six. Yeah, that's 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 all I've been thinking about. I I've, I've just been I just ever since I've seen that trailer, I just yeah. I've been wanting more and more content to come out from that. Um, I just I, I look at I sit here get ready to game sometimes, and I'm like, man, maybe I should go try to play Armor Core Five. Maybe I should go try to play Armor Core Four. Four. Man, I just I want to play some Armor Core right now. Yeah, yeah, I got them, man. You know, I picked them up on 360. So, um, but, nonetheless. <laughs> You know what? I don't know if you listened to Xbox Ultimate. Oh, first of all, Tim, uh, before I forget, I Tim the Sorcerer asked earlier, I was scrolling through, uh, and I saw you asked if Age of Wonders 4 uh, had keyboard and mouse support on the Xbox. Unfortunately, it does not, Tim, uh, at this moment. I don't know if they're going to add it later. Uh, we've seen a lot of RTS and strategy games come out on console that do offer that support. Unfortunately, they did not include it uh, with Age of Wonders 4. So you are relegated to controller only um, on the Xbox or PlayStation. Uh, just to let you guys know that. But I don't know if you... Um, and uh, I don't know if you uh, listened to Xbox Ultimate uh, bit. last night. A little bit. I don't know if you got to the point where we started talking about the uh, about Showcase. Again, we can't say the Showcase anymore. Uh, because Phil uh, very curiously called it the showcase. No, the showcase deal. It was interesting. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but uh, showcase, uh, we talked about our predictions. And Steel, I think there's a real good chance. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say that this is like a for sure bet. This is out on a limb. Okay. What you saying? Sure. What you talking about? But both me and Mav agree on this one. Um, we think Armor Core Six is going to be on stage. Uh, you think showcase. so? Yes, we think it's going to be on stage, and I'm still, I'm, I'm still. It's fifty fifty. Okay, right now for why me, do y'all think that? Because Sarah Bond has been tweeting it out. Because she people has from she Xbox has. has been tweeting it out, and they don't do that with every game steal. They only do that with partnerships. So Mav believes that they've got the marketing rights on this one for sure. That the marketing rights are Xboxes. And then I'm following that up and saying that there is 50-50 chance that this is dropping the Game Pass day and day. I, th I think that this is a Game Pass game. I think it way. should. I think it should, too. I think it makes sense for From. Again, there's two sides. We kind of talked about this, too, Steel, I think. There's two sides. From's popularity, after Elden Ring especially, mm -hmm. 
and and if you want to go all the way back to the last armored core, we're talking about a completely different that's a position. Completely different. Software, right? That's a right. decade ago, literally. Right, right. And, and from software was still known, right, for the, different things, but different. not like yeah. now. Like yeah. this is on another level, right? So you can look at it and say, well. They're not going to give up those. They're going to see how it sells before they drop in the Game Pass, or there's going to be a delay before they drop in the Game Pass. There's... Because From knows, Bandai Namco knows they're going to get the From Software popularity boost out the gate with Armor Core 6, even though it's a completely different franchise style, everything. And we're talking about mechs, okay? Yeah. My point is, it's still niche. Yes. It's still. Even with a boost from software, even if people just buy this game because it's from and they're going to try it, yeah. even if they've never played a mech game before, I still don't think that's a big enough boost to say that you can't drop it in the Game Pass and give 30 million people access day and date to try it out and take that bag up front. Yeah, I, I mean, because there's, 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 yeah. there's nothing against, like, because there were there are Game Pass games that would come in and leave. Right. Right. And Armor right. Core could be one of those, right? Yep. Come in for like Give you were just mentioned, um, for a month. I would probably say do like a three 90 months. day, like do yeah, like a 90, 90 day stick yep. and see how it performs. And then from soft from that point can decide whether they want to keep it in Game Pass or not, or whether it's more lucrative for them to keep it out. But if they get more engagement, because again, I do think that this time around, because I do see a lot more people talking about Armor Core and yeah. Armor Core videos, like mm-hmm. people, the, the videos people are making about the game and talking about the history, these videos are getting like six digit views on mm-hmm. them now in comparison yeah. to what I remember from previous games. So obviously there seems to be, and I do see a lot of people that were like, yeah, you know, from soft, you know, I kind of, I'm just going to probably going to end up getting it because from soft, I got faith yeah. in from soft. Um, and, and then there's other, then there's also the other side of, of some people who are like, man, armor core is back. Damn. I've been waiting for this. And this one looks fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Um, so there's see both sides of that spectrum and it would be super dope because again, uh, mentioned it before phil likes mech games yeah. um armor yeah. core having a history of not doing the greatest um <laughs> that's i mean that's putting it very lightly again <laughs> like me and pong have made these jokes in the background i <laughs> yeah. would literally be surprised if the game sells two million copies um i'd be surprised if it's if it hits over a million in its first first three days um first week honestly um oh, no that because that just doesn't has never happened for Armored Core. That's why um, I say Armored Core Six will outsell. Yeah. I would not. I would not be surprised if the it outsells yeah, the, the entire franchise. I, I I would not be surprised, Steel. And I really hope it does because it definitely. I think Armored Core, not just for FromSoft, but it's going to end up opening the door for other mech games to either people are questioning on, like, I don't know. uh, People really don't like all these giant robots and stuff like that. Because obviously Mech Warrior uh, 5 wasn't necessarily that. I mean, of course, we jumped in. It's played a lot. In PC, it's it's still big on PC. It's it's definitely a different style. It's a slow-paced style versus... They're both hardcore. Don't get me wrong. Mech Warrior is hardcore, but it's slow. Whereas Armor Core... Jesus. It's it's hardcore and fast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pause. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. In yes. every way. It's hard every and fast. Way. Yeah, Let's hard go. and fast. 
That's yeah. exactly no, that's it, but that's yeah. exactly it. That's the best way yeah. to compare it. But FromSoft yeah. definitely has one of the prime opportunities to really take advantage of their IP, their brand power. And if they end up putting it in the Game Pass, I think that's going to be a big win uh, for Game Pass, but also just a big win yeah. for FromSoft overall. Because if that happens, bro, they would definitely end up giving this support for this game for quite some time, or maybe even. Well, so that's something else as part of their cap for the next. Frums Frums come out and said that they want to start putting out uh, games on a faster, on a on a quicker pace, on a, right. a quicker cadence, right? And I think they're doing this deal because they got to have something else in the rotation. Like you have Elden yeah. Ring, and do you continue Dark Souls or do you just move to Elden Ring now? Like, do you continue both franchises because? We gotta know Elden Ring Two is in the works. We gotta know that El- they're gonna capitalize. Well, we still on gotta Elden get that get the DLC. They gotta get DLC too. out, right, right, right. But I'm saying that they've gotta be in pre-production for Elden Ring Two. There's no way they're not gonna capitalize on it. So where does Dark Souls fit? Does Elden Ring just take Dark Souls place? Well, then you need another franchise in that rotation. And if they can make Armored Core Six something that's viable, it's never going to be. Elden Ring, I don't think I could be. I don't. Th- I don't think well, I don't, I, if it sell, if it comes out and sells 15 million <laughs> copies in three months. Oh gotta, my God, we got the gra- we got a new brand new IP because, that's the greatest ever. Because mechs mechs just aren't going to hit the wider audience like that. But if it does become viable, well, then you now you got a rotation where you can alternate those two, and you've got your teams working on back to back titles, and you rotate them through, and you get that nice cadence. Every couple years, every few years, we've got a new From Software title, right. and I think that's what From wants to get to. Um, they might throw another one in there too. We might get something else from From as well. Um, but I just think that to your point, Steele, you're doing second row too. Why yeah. not? Yeah. It, no, absolutely. Uh, but to your point, this would be a big win for Xbox for the fall season because we know that they want to have something big in Game Pass all the time. And yes, the first party titles are going to be there. Yes, it's only going to be a week and a half uh, because I believe this comes out August 25th. It's only a week and a half prior to Starfield dropping in. But this could be your third party solution yes, to Final Fantasy. Your, right. This is your third part. Right. This is your big third party Game Pass drop for the fall, right? For the, for the, for the late summer, early fall. It'll be exclusive. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It but it feels a, a it, it's still a big deal. It fills a role. It fills a need on both sides. Bandai Namco and Xbox have a great uh, relationship right now. There was a marketing deal in place for Ellen Ring. We know that for yes. Xbox yeah. for some reason that got nixed. And obviously we believe it probably had something to do with a push from PlayStation. Um, we don't know that for a fact, but something happened there. So maybe they revisit that and Bandai makes it up to, you know, Xbox by saying, okay, we're going to give you, we're going to give you Armor Core 6 this time around. Again, Sarah Bond doesn't retweet every game. She retweets partnerships that are with Xbox because that's what she does. That's her business side of things. She goes and creates these deals, especially in the East. Her and her team are huge over in the East getting the Eastern deals. It just seems like they're really pushing Armor Core 6. Um, and so I do believe Mav's right. The marketing rights are with Xbox. And in turn, we know that Xbox, when they cut those deals, want something to do with Game Pass, whether it's day one or it's down the road. I just think day one, it makes too much sense to get something like this in there, give that boost to Armored Core right out the gates. Um, Bandai and From get to talk, take the bag on a niche, 
genre and, and see where it goes. Especially, especially if they release it like the previous games were, where you have co-op up front day one, you have PvP available uh, yep. up front day one. Uh, I think that'll be a huge boom for FromSoft 2 because, again, Armor Core is so different and it provides a completely uh, alternate experience from what a lot of people would expect from FromSoft. I can see people, if if anything, um, and you don't even care about any of the multiplayer or whichever the case might be. Uh, I, I'm, I'll tell you, I tell you guys like this: Armor Core comes out, you guys want somebody that's gonna run with you, or you just need an extra, you know, uh, a mech to run with or extra buddy on the side. I'll be available. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you right now, like because that's the type of game that it is. It. Armor Core literally is one of those where it enhances the co-op experience because every time that we go out, no matter what mission you're playing, you get something from it. Uh, whether it be more credits, whether it be more parts, you can get different parts um, because it does have a little bit of that looter aspect of it too, where you may not get the exact part that you're looking for every time. Um, but grind it out a little bit. You get in there with some buddies. You're having some troubles. I Again, they're also uh, seemingly approaching uh, boss battles differently this time, too, which will be more Souls-esque, for lack of a, a, a better way to put it, um, in comparison to how they were previously. So I'm, I'm just extremely excited. I didn't want to go in a, on an armor core tangent, um, but that is definitely my most anticipated no, game no, of the no, year. No, no, no. This is good, man, because it's current and it's something that's coming up. And we've had this talk before about armor core six, and it's going to be kind of a big deal. And like I said, we, we talked about it on Xbox, Xbox Ultimate last night because it would be a big deal to Xbox to have it on the showcase stage um, up there. Uh, because that, again, that would turn numbers. That would that would definitely turn yeah. numbers. And Nick's, hey, from your from your mouth to the God's ears, hey, from soft. Uh, I know you guys might not be listening, but I will be your mock reviewer. Send me send me a copy. I will play it. Fly yeah. me fly me in. Let me be your personal your personal beta <laughs> tester. I want to be I want to be the influencer like these other guys in Cap for Armored Core. I want to be that. Yeah, no, I'm playing. I'm and Eastside Bandle had a great idea. What is that? Along with that, they announced that all the uh, armor cores are backwards compatible now. On are they really? No, he said. What if they announced that? Uh, oh, if they as did part that? of the announcement, yeah, get everybody interested. That would backwards be... compatibility, put them back up on the store again. We'll Woo! see. I, yeah. We'll see. Uh, I, don't that, that, it, that, I don't think it's going to happen. But it would nah, be I don't fantastic. think it would happen either. But uh, that would that definitely would be fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was your, you know, our what we got going on this week and uh, some Armored Court talk involved in there, too, uh, just to get you guys excited for it. But to start a petition and just send it to uh, FromSoft um, so I can get that uh, motherfucking Armored Court 6 early. I'm going to do a review on it. Um, I was trying to, I'm looking at the chat right now. It looks like people are going back, back and forth. Hazardor and Eastside Vandal. Hey, hey, guys. It's okay. Uh, he says, Azador gave him such a nuanced and intelligent take. He must be the rebirth of Einstein. Oh no, what, what did he say? What did he whoa, say, Bando? You go out whoa. here giving out some smoke, man. Hey, <laughs> we got Haz in the chat. What's going on, Haz? What up, Haz? Appreciate you coming We got through. a lot of people here. We got Dragonheart Yobi. We got Dom in here. We got It's Tenai. We got Talos Ray. We got Tom from Tanami. We got Jacob Novick, of course, in the house. Talos Ray, General Spartan 27, Tim the Sorcerer, brother from another Psycho Noxazana in here as well, uh, bringing that great conversation last night. We got Nix, of course, in the house, as always. Dakato is in here as well. 
who else we got in here we got we got Ramadan is in the house what's going on man uh great to see you in here as well we got atl in the house Eastside vandals rocking out with us of course as I just mentioned, both of you, thank you for dropping in here and saying hi, man. We got so many great people that always show Boom, up. Boom, Hyper King X3, what's going on? Great to see you in here as well. Uh, listen, 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 Steel. We got a lot of great people in here. Did you find out what uh, Has said? That uh, no, I, I think he, I no. think he, I think he might have, he might have deleted it. Oh, um, M Gene is in the house too, as well. Look, look, Go guys, on, nothing, nothing wrong with having disagreements with each other. Um, even giving oh, giving each other has, some smoke. Has said it was a joke, so whatever yeah. he said must have been stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and and Vandal said it wasn't funny, so <laughs> it wasn't a good has I believe in you, brother. I probably would have thought it was funny. All right, so you know what has has, has me as well. He's good people. I've, I've, oh, I'm, I'm has is, has is a huge part of this community, man. Dropping the news uh, throughout Twitter the week as well. So love has, man. So, uh, ahead, but so. but back to what I was saying, like. I know a lot of other channels, like they try to either incite the, um, the BS, right. Or, um, they either try to steer away from it. I don't mind you guys chopping it up. Oh, has said Xbox sucks. Oh, now we know that was, has, has rolling in with the fake troll. I love you. Has. Yeah, but since, since we're since we are fans of things, um, and this is part <laughs> of the reason why, again, and I, this is so tropey to say, but and a lot of people say it. Oh, we got the best chat in the business. One thing that I do like about the community that we have built up, and they, and I know you guys enjoy other shows too, um, but the fact that you guys continue to come back week to week and continue to have this conversation, you don't go over the top or anything like that you just have genuine conversation with each other even through disagreements um that's one of the most beautiful things to have right here on living split screen again since we are non-console centric i expect this to happen right Right. um i expect when we have when when those xbox perspectives come in we have people on the opposite side to kind of push back and bring up conversation pieces because that's the whole but one of the biggest reasons we kind of have created this show that would be an open platform uh, to be able to discuss many different things in the industry and me and Paul could go all day and talk about whatever, especially since uh, we don't get as much time as we used to, to just kind of chop it up, play games and, um, and whatnot and catch up. But we can go as long as we want on many different topics. As you could tell, we, we like to talk, um, but we also come from many different perspectives and because we do involve the chat, um, I just want to say I, I greatly appreciate you guys. Make sure right. just to treat each other well. Uh, again, I, I do feel like you guys are, are an embodiment of what I've been asking for from the community to be able to have conversation, not shoot down people for the conversation. Like I see people give Nick smoke all the time throughout the week on different channels. Like I see it on Boom Show. I see it on this show. I see oh, it yeah, on yeah, that yeah. show. And I, and again, I know Nick's has some really hot takes sometimes. Oh, he does. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has a perspective. But I respect it, right? Um, I respect the angle Boy, that he's coming from. I'm yeah, never he never comes. He, he never comes from a, an intent of, like, it's not from it, it's not from a it's not from a hate standpoint. It's right. not from a you know it's not from that console war standpoint. Nick's just has a different perspective on things and takes a look at different views, and that's what we love. And a lot of our chat does that, like you right. said, Steel, and that's what we appreciate. Again, there's nothing wrong with that if you just see things differently, yeah. And you have 
and you actually have a conversation behind it because you actually have thoughts about it. It's not just a as has has as joke was Xbox sucks <laughs> or PlayStation sucks, right? It, it's not that angle that he's coming from. He's actually got some. And he explains it, yeah. Yeah, he explains it out. Oh, and, no. and, and, yeah, exactly. And that's what we appreciate. Uh, Stanley Francois in the house. What's going on, Stanley? Great to see you in here as well, brother. But yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that because, again, I know it may be tropey and I know a lot, a lot of people might say those types of things, but it's it's real Um, in yeah. comparison to other people's chats. And I, I know I don't... I, I don't expect to, if we get any bigger, I don't, I don't, I don't expect for things to continuously always be perfect. There may be a day where I'll have to turn on subscriber only mode um, or something like that. So only people who subscribe, Hey, if you're going to throw in some smoke there, you're going to have to be subscribed to throwing some smoke. But uh, nonetheless, I would I just wanted to say greatly appreciate you guys coming in week to week. And um, we're on that road to 1k. Uh, I've been trying to do some things behind the scenes like shorts and whatnot to try to grow our audience. Just give you guys some additional short form content that you can enjoy throughout the week to just fill out that YouTube channel. Uh, just so there's other things there that can be enjoyed. And um, if you can share it out, like the content, hit the like button now for us if you can. And also on the audio side of things, audio listeners, greatly appreciate you all too. Um, please, if y'all can, you get a moment. We are available on any audio platform. Um, that you have available to you, Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, whatever it is. Just jump on there. Uh, look up Living Split Screen, spelled exactly how it is on here, and uh, just leave us a review. Let us know how you're feeling. It just helps out with the algorithms, and uh, it helps with the Google Always. searches too. So um, kind of so. Appreciate you all. Nonetheless. Yes, greatly appreciate it. Um, yes. I think from there, Fong, I think it's. Tony Glasso. What's going on, Tony! brother? Good to see you What's going on, brother? Um, let's get into our upcoming games, man. You think we should? I think we should. I think it's, I think it's not perfect. I think we've had enough games already in 2023. Like we just stop. Just stop. Just, just, yeah, we can just no stop more games. Yeah, no more games. We're good. I mean, I mean, after I mean, Redfall. It's already been a hell of a year. I mean, after Redfall, I mean, apparently Xbox should just shutter its doors. So can, can you, ima- can you imagine me saying that with Starfield still not launched? Can you imagine me just saying, yeah, just cut it off. Just push everything to 2024 now. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine you saying that because I knew you I, I know you'd be lying. Yeah, I would be, be like, lying. yeah, you're you're definitely you're definitely lying. Yeah. That, that would definitely be my tell right there if I said that. Uh but we have had a great first half of 2023 already, yeah. and we're not done. Um again, there's some there's some big stuff coming out. I don't know what this next week looks like here. Uh what are we coming up on? We're coming up on the week of May the eighth already. Uh that's right. May the 8th, so we're going to start there, and we're going to start off with a game that a lot of people like. Uh, it's getting a sequel, and it's coming to PC this week, uh, and that is Darkest Dungeon uh, 2. is coming out to PC on May the 8th. Darkest Dungeon is loved by a lot of people. A cool game. I have messed around with I haven't sunk time into it, um, but I definitely have played a lot of the first one. And it's a very awesome game. Uh, I think it's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, so Darkest Dungeon 2 coming to PC um, on the May the 8th. Um, my God, I just lost my place again because I'm trying to do two things at once. Good. And my brain don't work that way no more. And it sucks. So, uh, all right, I got it. Um, and then, man, you know what? I wish I, We should record Yobi doing the name of this game because he always that? corrects me. It's Yeez, I think. Yeez. 
I think he wants how he's. I, I always go. Yo, if you in chat, let me know how. Yeah, he's in chat. He's in chat. It's Yeez. I think is how you pronounce it. Yeez nine, Monstrum Knox coming to PlayStation Five May 9th, Skipping Xbox. This is a great series of RPGs. Fantastic series of action RPGs. Based? Uh, yes, and some of the early ones. I think it is now action. I think it started out as turn based. If I remember again, this is all. But this is from NIS. Um. Which again, we know NIS is one of the Eastern companies still holding out, not putting their games over on Xbox. Um, so NIS, uh, this game uh, came out uh, actually in 2021 on PlayStation 4, uh, released on Switch Stadium PC uh, July of 2021, and now it's getting its PlayStation 5 version on May the 9th uh, this year. So again, um, Check that out if you're looking for RPGs. If you're all on the PlayStation side of things, uh, do check it out. Uh, obviously, if you're on Switch, you might already know about it. So um, then we've got, yes, everybody's favorite, a new mobile game coming, Lord of the Rings, Heroes of Middle-Earth. That's right. Coming from EA, RPG, role-playing game, mobile, May the 10th. I don't know how it's going to take off. I don't know if it will take off. I haven't even looked at it to see if it looks cool or not. I mean, uh, it is EA, so no expenses spared, uh, right? They go all out with this stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, Heroes of Middle-Earth coming. Is that a card-based game or not, Steel? Uh, it, says it's a, it says it's a role-playing game. Yeah, I know it says it's an RPG, but... I, Heroes I, of Middle-Earth, I don't think I don't think it's a card-based game. Um, okay. I mean, with the coming. I, I remember. I, I was just trying to think if I've seen anything about this. Like normally, like I see things, especially when it comes to, like Lord of the Rings. Like normally, you see something, even if it's mobile, and I just don't remember seeing anything about this game. Um, yeah. If you're looking it up, tell me. Uh, Death or Treat coming May 11th. Death or Treat PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, and PC. So this is current gen only. I have seen something on this one. This is coming from Perp Games, is the publisher. That name kills me, man. Perp. Why would you ever name your publisher Perp? Uh, anyways, uh, Saona Studios. Uh, and uh, this came out. Oh, that's why. Because this was. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I have seen this game. Uh, May 11th, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PC. Uh, and coming later to PlayStation 4 and Switch. So it's going to skip Xbox One. Uh, this is uh, an action game uh, with a ghost like main character looks kind of cool uh so check that out uh the lord of the rings yeah. game is kind of like raid shadow legends with def- with better animations of- or maybe mm, okay. well i don't i've never played raid so i don't i i can't make that comparison i, but I yeah, played it, raid a little bit it, but it yeah. plays it looks like it plays similar to that play similar to raid it's turn-based it's, it's turn-based so. that's cool uh i may check it out uh if it's free to play um marvel's midnight suns you've heard me promote this game obviously lord oh, wow. cognito Damn. what i it's coming to playstation 4 and xbox One. yeah 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 it's finally it's finally coming to playstation 4 and xbox one oh um i don't know how it's going to perform uh we just had uh we just had hogwarts legacy uh get some performance reviews for the uh last generation consoles and they sounds like they did a great job um i don't know how midnight suns is going to perform i don't know how it's going to look it's not necessarily intensive it is turn-based so therefore, it shouldn't have any issues, but it's finally making its way to PlayStation 4, Xbox One. And on top of that, the most important part, and I'm going to be diving back into Midnight Suns, is Drop the Storm. final D. Yeah, the final DLC is dropping. And that's right. Storm is finally entering 
the arena for Midnight Suns, one of my favorite X-Men characters. She is absolutely freaking amazing. Uh, I love her to death. She is up there in my top uh, list for X-Men characters. So I'm going to be hopping back into Midnight Suns and um, starting to rock out on that again and uh, getting to the point where I can they, introduce Nah, them. not only do they owe Kaga back, but they owe my, my guy Ponga back too, the way he's been talking about it. Yeah, me, me, me and Mav sold a few copies up front, but Cog has been... Man, he's been adamant about on it. on Twitter, he's been adamant about it, and it is. It's a freaking fantastic game. Everybody should play it. Um, it's unfortunate it didn't perform up front like 2K wanted it to. 2K did mention that they thought it might have long legs. Uh, this game is now on sale on a regular basis. If you are so inclined... I would highly recommend the Ultimate Edition where you get all the DLC characters. Um, It's been going on sale for 50 bucks, um, so on a regular basis. Um, But definitely Marvel Midnight Suns is worth the playthrough. I've tried to convince Steele. Um, I still will try to convince him because there's a lot of people, Steele, you just don't play turn-based games like that anymore. But Marvel, it's such a great story. It's such a great time. It's such a cool game. Man, go try Midnight Suns. It really is worth it. Um, and then, of course, Steel, of course, the big one, the one I've been waiting on forever. Oh, you personally? Oh, oh my God. my One of my most anticipated games. I think you might be going a little far, Paul. I don't know, even know if I'm going to get to Starfield day one because I'm probably still going to be dropping hours into this. Uh, of course, I'm joking all, but of course it is one of the biggest games really launching this year. It's going to be gigantic. Uh, Switch is going to sell more Switches because of this. Yeah. Um, this is going to be up for game of the year. There's already people playing it. Yep. Because somebody leaked it. Yep. So, of course, I'm talking about The Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom is dropping. Shout out. To all you Nintendo heads, shout out to all you Zelda fans. Shout out. You guys have been waiting for a long time. I know what that's like. Um, that's why I appreciate it, even if I'm not interested in this at all. I still appreciate the fact that you guys are finally getting another Zelda game, and it's going to be gigantic. There's no question about it. Steel, you've been playing through Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Obviously modded on PC, mm-hmm. modded to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know okay. you uh, already pre-ordered a tears of the kingdom for the wife yes uh yes so uh are you going to be diving in or are you gonna wait till pc uh i'm not playing that shit day one i am so i am not doing that i am not i am like look guys like they got me a pokemon but like again i'm not i'm not doing that again i am i am so like as much as i enjoyed that experience because they finally gave me what i was looking for being able to link up with my brother online us going able to be uh do battles together um, you know, go Pokemon hunting yeah. together. It was really dope, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but I wish I could do that on PC with him. Uh, I think that would be so, so much more of an enjoyable of an experience overall. And, the, and Pokemon has so much potential um, as far as, especially it being more turn-based. Um, it's really one of those that I would settle for as far as that goes. But I'm, I'm also at a point where it's just, I'm not filled up with enough nostalgia um, it's like the it's like the Mario movie for an example. Um, that movie is good, but I don't think it's anything that's magical. Um, I think it's just good at just being a good Mario movie. Um, and it's only good because of nostalgia, right? Um, it appeals to kids, so that's great too. Uh, but Tears of the Kingdom, I'm definitely going to wait until 
um, years down the line, the same way that I've done with Breath of the Wild. Uh, I also will be up front, and since I'm not a Nintendrone or any of the crazy words that people say, <laughs> um, and tell you guys, that shit's DLC. I don't care how they, I don't care how you want to take that or whichever the case. This is more DL. This is more so DLC than God of War Ragnarok or Spider-Man Miles Morales is. But 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 steel, but steel. You it, can build it, in more in this it, game. It's it's you it. Got rockets. This steel. game. Here's the kingdom is go is DLC. They're literally reusing everything. Well, of course. And adding some additional things. But again, it's the second iteration of the game. What do you expect? Um, the first one was good for for many, for many, and it, it is good for me also. It, it, greatest I, of all time for many, for like a lot. I, I don't agree with that. Um, but, you know, Yo, to, according to a lot of people, it was the first open world game that ever introduced explore, exploration. Oh, so I guess... Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and those games never oh, existed. No, not not to that level, Steel. No, oh. and there was never an Elder Scrolls uh, oh. before that introduced Ow. exploration. Like Ow. Breath of the Wild introduced everybody to open world uh, exploration. So uh, I saw that pop up again this week in articles, uh, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. So, oh, 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 oh. Oh oh oh! Yeah, she she's she's oh, always trying to get can I give you some smoke about yeah, Zelda. Here comes now. the Nintendrone. Oh, <laughs> Steel's married to Nintendrone, everybody. <laughs> hey hey, this is coming from somebody who hasn't beat Ganon yet. Oh, uh, but, oh god! Oh no! But, but oh, but she has to restart the game because that's her. That was her save on Wii U. Mm. Ah yeah yeah exactly. That's a Nintendo problem, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a Nintendo problem. <laughs> no, I haven't beat it yet. I just recently started. No, nah, I don't want to hear that from you either. <laughs> oh, live on air. We're about to see a divorce. Let's go. Nah, nah. Over, um, over, over, she, she, she's going to be playing. She's more than likely going to be playing a day one yeah. uh, next week. Props. So there, there is that. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah, man. Now I I said that to give some smoke again. It is the second iteration of the game. Um, hopefully it does do uh everything that the people wanted to do. But I'm not I'm not with that durability shit that they got in there. I feel like it doesn't add to the experience. Um, I sure. feel like it only takes away from the I experience. I don't get the concept of it. Um, but it's that's just me personally. Everything else about the game is cool. Um, I do like what they've done with it. Uh, and it is creative. But again, I just. It's one of those things that I do think is overhyped in many ways. Um, but again, I, I understand. It's uh it's fueled by by nostalgia, and if you guys are enjoy going to enjoy it, definitely enjoy it. It is what it is. <laughs> Not All right. on my list though. Nope. Well that is I know. That has been this upcoming weekend gaming, <laughs> including a little domestic action uh we'll spice things up let's go let's go Dude, i love it i love it let's go uh so yeah no uh great week of games uh obviously capped off by tears of the kingdom i'm not you know again i whenever i give nintendo i wish nintendo would ex- again i'll give nintendo the smoke once again they do their own thing it's been highly successful for them they are insulated from the rest of the industry Nothing matters to them. They don't care. But my God, like you said, Steel, wouldn't it be great to have uh, these games available elsewhere? 
on PC that's, with better performance. That's my only allowing thing. for crossplay, allowing for those types of things to happen. Yeah, Nintendo, I wish you were, you know, in the 2000s, uh, but you're not. So you're going to continue to do what you do, and you're going to be highly successful. And again, I always respect that hustle. So, uh, but everybody who's been looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom, uh, shout out to you this week. Big week uh, for you guys, uh, for sure, and gals. So um, that has been your This Week in Gaming, this upcoming week in gaming, I should say. So, uh, nice. Steel, Steel, we are on. We are on, sir. We yeah. got uh, we got some stuff to talk about, brother. We do got a few things to talk about, and I think we'll just start off um, and hit hit it over the head with the Phil Spencer interview. Well, before that, uh, we'll start off with a smaller topic, real quick. Hogwarts Legacy coming to PlayStation Four and Xbox One. This is extremely surprising, at least to see the performance that they've actually gave this game. Also, um, it's super surprising. The game's running at thirty FPS, of course, on the previous gen consoles. I don't know if it's four on the xbox one and playstation 4 pro no. um i think it's no. 1440 maybe yeah i'm um, something sure that's there. what i read that's what I, i'm pretty sure that's what i read and it's like 10 is it did they make 1080 on the the PS4? yes I, I, yes they did hit 1080 um 30 frames 30 frames of course yeah, but yeah. nonetheless i mean it's not like the game necessarily for those platforms that needs it again the fact that they got it there. The fact that they got it there. They they again. They also admitted that they did have to take some things away. Of course, they did. Um, as far as like environments, environment tone down type stuff, and yep, yep. uh, the reflections and whatnot. I imagine they turned tuned down also. But the fact that they even got it running on that platform is, um, I think it's a it's a really dope thing because they they could have dropped support. Um, I'm so interested to see if they do end up putting it on the Switch still. Uh, I know that they uh, delayed Switch it. Switch was canceled. I it was was it completely canceled? I thought it was, was a different a game. game. There, there was oh okay. Was that a different game? I know there was a game this week. That, that was, was Midnight Suns. That was Midnight Suns. Oh yeah, that's right. Midnight Suns. That's why I was thinking about. It. Yeah, Midnight Suns canceled the Switch version. I should have mentioned that when I was talking about Midnight Suns. So yeah, uh, it was going to come to Switch, but they canceled the version completely. That's crazy. If they can get Hogwarts Legacy running on the Switch, I don't, I don't think it was that. I, I think it's resources. Money. Yeah, I think it's it resources. resources yeah, and money. Yeah, yeah. But none. But still, if they're able yeah. to get Hogwarts Legacy running on the Switch, mm. yeah. that's that's a who that studio is magical. Yeah. If if that ends up happening, I mean, they're already up in my belief. Again, be streaming. I, yeah, that could definitely be an option. I mean, maybe maybe that's part of the delay. Um, I do think that. Hogwarts Legacy is still going to be probably in my top five games of the year um still thus far i mean i haven't found much else dead eye survivors is is in that too now um there's another one too that I enjoyed earlier i might end up having a top 10 i'm gonna have to go back through the list and see um but yeah man uh the fact that it's cut that, that it is coming to previous gen consoles is a dope thing i do think because they also came out and said that they hit 15 million copies um, so they made the Elden Ring announcement, and again, like I predicted, it happened way before Elden Ring took this time. I think Elden Ring took ninety days to sell fifteen million. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has done it in less than sixty, um, maybe a little over thirty, which is fucking crazy to think about. Um, I know I heard you guys talk about this last night, though. Um, that I do think that Hogwarts Legacy did sell some console, right? Um, definitely on the yeah. PlayStation side of things for sure. Yeah. Um, because again, when you have a 
most recognized brand like that and the way that it was being advertised, yep. the marketing and everything, I can understand why people would think that this isn't a, a PlayStation title. Hey, I, I want to play Harry Potter. I need to get a PlayStation to play it. Um, and it's probably what ended up happening. Um, I'm not going to say that that's why they're doing as well. or No, nah, none of that. But I do think I do think it's quite helped them quite out a lot. And I do think it's only going to. I think this game may end up hitting 30 million copies before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, if it if the performance mm, is 30 as million. I, I think so. That's just my big, bold prediction that I'm making right now. Um, I think I it'll hit 20. 30 million. I would say 20. But yeah, we'll see. Just because it's available on previous gen, and I know yep. that there's still a huge player base on previous gen consoles yep, still. There is. Um, there is. Once they see a game like that coming in, that's like the again, like considering if you're still on that on that generation of console, oh, this yeah. is probably going to be the best game that you've seen, best looking game that you've seen to date. So it's yep. like, I I think that's going to play into it where people are going to be like, man, this game was fucking crazy on here. I I, I want to play it. Mm. Um, so I think that might be a factor in there. Again, money is a realistic thing, and I know us who are enthusiasts in this hobby, um, it's kind of hard to see that side of it. But I could see people who have PlayStation 4s, Xbox Ones, going to the store, um, asking about games, and being told that Hogwarts Legacy is available for their console now. I'm um, just releasing it. Say, like, oh, really? I've heard some good things about that. Let me let me try it out. And boom, um, it ends up sending sales up a thousand, a thousand percent. Um, Nick's yes, Hogwarts Legacy did have its list of bugs that it needed to be addressed also. Um, I don't think it was as bad as Jedi Survivor or Redfall is currently. Nope. Um, nowhere close. Um, it, for Hogwarts, it was more visual things. There was some frame pacing issues, but it was something, again, that was more noticeable on PC than it was on console. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've had their fair amount of fixes too. But, again, Hogwarts is a massive game. Like, yeah. and the amount of detail that they put into that game, we've mentioned that here before. Um, being in the school is its own thing, and then once you get outside of the school and get into the open world, it's a whole, that's a, it's its own separate thing, too. And the um, level of detail was it, yeah. second to none, especially inside, was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and I, and I wonder if a lot detail. of that's going to carry, and I, I hope that that magic still carries over in the previous gen, where they still have a lot of that movement, that life that the school felt, because I felt like it was an integral part. Let's be real, though. If you play it on last gen still, the fact that, this, like you said, the fact that they actually followed through and did not cancel the last gen version. That's, that's after, crazy. It is crazy. You know, like I said, we talked about it in the DMs a little bit, Steel. It, it is a testament to that dev talent. And again, 100%. what that studio, I still can't believe that studio made Han, Hannah Montana's World Tour. Like, it's where they came from to make this game. Like that's man, hats off to them. Yeah, it's extremely talented. At least for me, uh, they're definitely going to be a studio that I continue to look for. Oh, um, oh, especially for sure. uh, port key games or um, just them in general are going to be studios that we can. I continue to at least look out for, um, because I mean, I. Um, but all right, enough of that. Let's get into a little bit of smoke here. Um, Pong, I know you talked about this a uh, couple times this week, uh, yep. and I've also talked about it on the Xbox factor uh with no xbox um boom's thursday show god i can't x vlog i'm fucking dead um x vlog yes x vlog x vlog live and i talked about it with boom also when he went live and this is the the phil interview that happened this week with kind of funny um if you're not familiar with kind of funny definitely check them out uh the x cast uh they're a solid group of dudes i don't typically listen listen to them because i don't 
value all of their opinions to that. Um, that they're nature, they 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 are mainstream, but that's not. I just they don't play. Their opinions aren't games. Don't translate into my how, how I feel about some games. Although I do like to hear what they like to say, but they are because they are bigger. Um, the way that they talk about things is a lot more. What's a what's a good way to put it? Pump? Sterilized. Uh, yes, it is definitely a lot. <laughs> it is definitely much more sterile. It's um, no, it, it's Snow Mike Mike, who is one of the most positive, yeah, dudes super out there, like ever. And that's genuine, right? He's just a genuine optimist and and happy dude. You yeah. got Gary Witta, who can get cranky. Uh, obviously, uh, wrote my favorite out of all the new Star Wars movies, um, which was Rogue One. He uh, was a writer on Rogue One. Gary Witta has written a lot of movies and um, TV. Um, and then, of course, you got Paris, uh, yeah. who is who is awesome in his own ways. Positive force. Um, a, yeah, he's a positive force in a lot of ways. But like you said, Steel, they can come off very sterile. Um, you know, it just they don't get down and dirty with topics a lot. They can, but they just don't do it a lot. Right. Okay. Um, so with that said, and I, this is kind of where I want to involve the chat because me and Paul are going to make us, we're going to have a starting point um, because there's a lot of good points that we can discuss uh, about that fellow interview. And that could take up the rest of the show if we really wanted. Now we can, <laughs> um, if that's the direction that chat you would like to take it. But me upon, I'm going to continue. We're going to start with a topic um, from that interview, probably pretty much from the top. Um, well, it depends. I don't, I don't know which which is the most important part. Um, I'll kind of pass it off to you for a moment and see where you would like to start. Because uh, since you have talked about it several times, I want to see what angle that you would like to jump in here. But chat. The reason I want to involve you guys is if there's anything in particular that you took from that interview um, that you want us to kind of give our input on our side of it, how we see, uh, because again, everything is perception. Um, everything can be understood in many different ways. What you took from that interview can, can be very different from what I took. And I already know it's going to be different from a lot of people's opinions. Um, because again, me and Paul do tend to take that RTS approach um, pulling ourselves away from the scenario and just kind of taking it all in so we can have a conversation. But Pong, with this Phil Spencer interview um, and Phil coming into this interview, very, he wasn't playing any games. Um, he wasn't, he, he wasn't here to, to be jokey. Like you just mentioned, he was cranky. Uh, he did seem like he had a lot on his plate currently and there were some things that he was dealing with. Now, I do want to line this up with Xbox is also dealing with, and again, this is no excuse to them, but people are leaving this part of the conversation out. Phil is coming off the heels of, one, the deal being blocked currently by the CMA. Causing a... That was the first question. Longer... Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boss Mod Lethal Papa! What's going oh, on? what's going on, Lethal? Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you coming through, man. Um... I'm not gonna put you to work here, Lethal. You can just you can come in, chill, hang out. Yeah. Um, just get just man's get you got a vibe. Man's got a full time job. Yeah, exactly. Any podcast he's mod in it. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. So one, Phil um, is coming off the heels of the of the deal being blocked by the CMA. Uh, so he's gonna have to at least be dealing with this scenario for at least a couple questions. I mean, a couple couple years. Sorry. Um, supposedly. Now we don't know. It could happen a lot sooner than that. Um, who knows for sure? But at this point. I do feel like 
it's something that he's going to have to continue to deal with, but from a different perspective. Two, we also came to find out recently uh, within the last few weeks that PlayStation, um, from that from documentation, PlayStation has been cutting deals with dev studios and publishers to purposely tell them not to work with Xbox. Which Xbox would have known. Which, yeah, of course. Uh, but when you see that in documentation, of course, this is something you're dealing with behind the scenes. But when you're seeing the arguments you're getting from the CMA, and then now you also have official documentation coming out like, hey, there are these other backhanded things that are happening behind the scene. Now, again, you can say it's business. You can say this. You can it say is. that. Um, it's still kind of crazy to think about that. I wouldn't necessarily say crazy because I this is something that I expected anyway. But it's it's crazy to see that this is the reality of the situation. Um, they are working a they are on an uphill battle. Um, they're they're running uphill, I should say, um, through sand, through the beach. Uh, you know, every step is very cru- is very critical and very crucial. Uh, also, now Redfall has come out to seemingly very negative views. Uh, again, me and Pong are, are going to be some of the main proponents for saying, hey, if you're enjoying it, great. Please go enjoy it. Love it. Play it. We'll never hold you back and tell you not to do or to no. do or none of that. We care less. If you're enjoying it right now, great. But we, you can't take, just because you're enjoying it, cannot ignore the overall consensus. And this is not just a, oh, this side feels this way, this side feels this way. No. There is an overall consensus that Redfall is not a good game. And that is not a good optic for Xbox, who is trying to dig themselves out of a hole, um, especially from the Xbox One generation, in the continued conversation about them not having any games. Although... That's BS too. I've I've made lists and I've also went just... I've been posting that Game Pass list just for this year. And it's already halfway into the year Last year, I put together a list, and it was about forty something games for that year. This year, in Game Pass, we're not we're not even halfway through the year mm-hmm. yet, and I'm already sitting at fifty something games that have come into Game Pass. Again, I would consistently say there is no excuse for the first party output. Nope. There is no excuse for an example for Phil to say, "Oh, well, we caught it too late." Like he did in the interview when they asked about Redfall and what happened with the with the scenario and why it came out the way that it did. It is not acceptable for you to one come from that perspective or and two treat just because you have faith in the studio doesn't mean that they still don't need some form of guidance or Oh yeah, there you go. Better word, oversight. Thank you, Paul. Um, that, that does not mean that they don't need oversight, and this has been Xbox's continual issue over the years. So it kind of falls on deaf ears when you say, "Hey, well, you know, Redfall, yeah, we got there too late." But Starfield, don't worry, we we've been there. We're we we've been in pocket. We got there early enough. It's like, um, sounds like you were real picky and choosy with this one. Sounds like at least from my perspective, that Redfall was... So, 
it wasn't something that was critical to Xbox, but then you sold it if it's as, as though it was critical to Xbox. You sold it as a 60 frame game. You sold it as your first $70 game and all the smoke that you're getting is well-deserved. So off the heels of this, Hong, I mean, what do you think is going to be a good place to kind of tackle this conversation? Because there's many different points that we can kind of go from well, um, are, beginning, you, middle, you already, and end. Yeah, you already touched on it um, a little bit. Again, for anybody who hasn't watched the interview, you should really go watch yeah. it for yourself. It's 40 minutes long. Um, it's worth the watch. You can listen to all of us, you know, in YouTube land, the pundits out here. You can listen. You can read all the articles. You can see all the clips that are taken out um, of context. You can you can do all that. But the the biggest thing for me, Steele, or I should say one of the biggest things for me, is the overall tone of this interview. Yeah. If you are somebody who has watched Phil interviews, and he does a lot of interviews, folks. Compare again, we've done this before. We've talked about this before. Give again, Xbox being a front-facing, community-driven company that you don't see very often, especially when you're this big like Xbox, is rare. So the fact that Phil, as CEO of Microsoft Gaming now, is still out here doing as many interviews, and it's not just he does business interviews with big business, you know, sites and, and, um, and, um, and shows, but he does little community driven, smaller community driven interviews as well. It's not, he's all over the place, but the big thing that I took away from this was tone steel. I have never ever out of all the interviews seen Phil this frustrated and it's yeah. not an act. Phil wears his emotions on his sleeves. But the one yeah, thing I've said through all of his other interviews is he's Mr. Relaxed. He's cool, calm, and collected. He is just, bro, he's just a dude hanging out. He's a gamer who happened to get into a high position, and he's hanging out talking about stuff. Yes, he's very careful with his words. Yes, he does a ton of CEO That's speak. Of course, he has to. He has to. This man got to that position because he has those qualities, Okay. There's no doubt about that. But when in most inter- all the inter- other interviews I've seen, no matter who's interviewing him, he is just a genuine dude out there talking naturally. He was completely, and I'm not going to say out of his element because he's natural in interviews, oh, yeah. but what I'm going to say is his attitude, the energy he was giving off, put him out of his element himself. He was in a space that you can tell Phil doesn't find himself in very often, at least publicly, at least when he's doing interviews and when he's talking to people. This man was in a totally different headspace, frustrated, tired. The weight of everything that Steele just listed off, you could see on him. Like it was, it was completely different, Phil, than I've ever seen before. And I think that's very important to take away from this because the answers that he gave throughout this interview were very pointed. And you could tell that for the first, at least for me, the first time I've seen Phil have to, he's been thoughtful in other interviews for sure. And he is careful with his words because he has to be. But this time he had to stop himself and think more often about how he was going to phrase certain answers 
than I've ever seen Phil have to do before. And I think that that is the size of the gorilla on his back right now is finally catching up to him. Phil at his heart is a gamer. He is somebody who started out in the low rungs of Microsoft and worked his way up. And you can tell that while he took this position willingly, Mm -hmm. while he has, you know, embraced it, he has been the one that has pushed forth a vision of where Xbox is going to go to Satya, to shareholders, to the community, to his team. He's that vision leader. I don't think he ever expected to find himself in the position he was when he went on Xcast. You know, it finally kind of all caught up. And so I think that's overall one of the biggest takeaways I had was that Phil right now is sick and tired of all of it. Um, not to say that he's going to step away, not to say that he's going to retire, none of that stuff, but he's sick and tired. He's finally reached his limit still in a lot of ways. And like him you could him. tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he could tell, you could tell. Again, the answers that he gave were emotional based in a lot of ways. Um, the, the, the big one that we'll talk about that everybody has run with, you know, that great games, um, aren't going to significantly, dramatically, was his his words, dramatically shift the console sales mm-hmm. that we're not going to out-console uh, Sony or Nintendo. Which that that's been an interesting talking point. And the reason why is because a lot of people take it out of context and don't look at the whole picture of what was being said there, but also because that answer still was more than what was asked of him. That was Phil going on a rant. That was yeah. Phil taking a side trip and answering a, what was supposed to be a quick hit question and expounding upon it into places he didn't need to go, but he, for himself, looked like he needed to get it off his chest and he needed to get it out and he wanted to talk about it. Right. And so I think that that's what makes it much more impactful uh in in a multitude of ways some again bs you know the the clown and pony show is gonna do it their way and even some xbox fans the doom and gloom tribe um has definitely taken another direction but there's always equilibrium in there there's always a middle ground and i think that that's what's been lost on a lot of people of what phil is saying here but again I just wanted to say that the overall tone of the interview, that's why I suggest that people watch the entire interview because you will pick up on where Phil was at. Now there was some very bright, there were some very big bright spots uh, in there as well. Steel, some things that he, you could tell he was excited about relieved about. And I think that that's where the Xbox community as a whole, if you're an Xbox fan, if you're looking for um, if you're looking for the goodness in this interview, Mm -hmm. there was some of that. There was some big, when he talks about uh, the uh, game per quarter, that was a big uh, moment for me as well. When he talked about Showcase and about how he was excited for Showcase, that was another big moment. When he gave the list of games, he was running down the roadmap, folks. Like I said, if I was Phil, I'd give you the whole roadmap as far as I could see it. Phil doesn't do that, but when he listed off the games, he listed them in a specific order, Steel, and no... There's no surprises in there per se that he listed, but he came at it from a confidence level. He was recalling the list in the back of his mind as he has seen it internally. This was not a random list. It meant something. 
So there were some bright spots in here as well. But overall, Cranky Phil, uh, he's, he, he's sick of this shit, Steel. <laughs> he really is. Uh, he doesn't swear. I, I honestly believe that Phil would have sworn during this, this interview if he just let it all out. He was ready. He was ready to rock and roll uh, during some parts of it. He wasn't hearing any positivity. Paris tried to play off the 12-month deal like, hey, you guys kind of you, yeah. you didn't nah. really hit. And he stopped. He was like interrupted Paris. No, 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 we did not hit the 12 months. What was so beautiful right. about that when he, when he did that is, again, I don't care about credit or whatever the case might no, be. No, no. But it, it was, it's dope to see that people like ourselves um, hit the nail on the head as oh, far as like what oh, the, the expectation, right? Self-inflicted um, wounds. He used that term, Steel. How many times have we said that? Yeah, self-inflicted uh, numerous, wounds. numerous yeah. times. Yeah. And as many people tried to like downplay the whole twelve-month thing, and um, yeah. as much as we, and then we were sitting here like, man, like, oh. no, they didn't hit it. Like, I, I see and what you guys important. are saying, but it's important. no, it it's didn't important. happen. Um, and he knows it's important. Yeah, and, and, he, and even he knows it's important. So it was it was a super integral part of that interview too. Um, just, there was definitely a lot of candid things that that were said. And this is his job too, Steele. Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but oh, this is good. his job. I give him credit for doing the interview, as I always do. I give Xbox credit for being front facing. It is a double edged sword. When times are good, you get to get in the community and everybody's praising you, and you get to see live reactions, and it's a good energy and it's a good feeling. But if you're not, if you don't go hide, which is the wrong thing to do if you're a front-facing company when things are bad, and you continue to be out there in the community when things aren't necessarily the best, then you got to take the hits. And as a leader in Phil's position, I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, you know, this is you know credit to, credit where credits due." This Phil's out here taking his shot. That's what you do as a leader. It doesn't matter when you're the head coach, when you're the GM, when you're the quarterback, when you're the faces of a franchise. You take the good with the bad. That's why you get paid the big bucks. And Phil gets paid the big bucks. He even said in this interview he's overpaid, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but you get paid the big bucks to be that face of the franchise, to come out and take the hits. Yes, you get the praise when times are good, but you've got to take the lumps when times are bad because there is valid questions, and that starts at the top, about the processes in place, which I guess we can get into because you touched on it, Steele. Uh, about some of his comments about what happened with Redfall, about what happened with Arcane specifically, and where he thinks it went wrong. He explained it. They were hands off. They didn't check in with Arcane. He, you know, he he said the game was so f- too far along in the process, but he admits that they should have checked in on him. And I gotta say, Steele, it's shocking to me to hear. Again, we've heard this before. We've done this with Halo Infinite. Unacce- it's, it's unacceptable. It, it, it's unacceptable because it's Makes basic no to me. This is not Xbox's first rodeo. They've been doing this. They've been in this industry. Yes, there's been a lot of change. Yes, they've gone through a lot of different things. But they've been in this industry for two decades. And if you're telling me, Steele, this is my main problem and question. You invest $7 billion in an acquisition and you're telling me that after that acquisition is is complete, you're not walking into each and every single one of those studios and saying, show me what you got. Where are we at? What's going on with this game? I want to see this game. No, you're sitting back and saying, 
no, Arcane's so far along into Redfall. We're, you know, we're just going to let them do their thing. And Oh, and we're going we're through this transitional we're period. We're going through this transition period. No. I'm walking in after no. making a $7 billion acquisition, and I'm on the phone. I'm in there. I'm flying out there. I'm like, hey, what, what do you, you need got. help Let's with? What hey, you... what's going you on? You are now, hey. yeah, because you are now Microsoft first party. Like Phil said, right? He said that we didn't stress or talk to Arcane enough and make it clear what that means to be Microsoft first party. Arcane didn't understand the differences now of what it meant to be Microsoft Xbox first party. Phil said that directly. They didn't do a good job of making that clear. To me, that is shocking, Steel, because you are putting out a game. Sure, it was a game that started in development long before you acquired them, Yes, it was a game that went through obvious changes. It started out as a game. You can tell it started as a game as a service. You can tell that they restarted this game at some point, hence why some people feel it's incomplete. You can tell all that happened, but this is still going to have your brand name on it when it launches. It is still going to be marketed as an Xbox title. It is going to have implications with your first party triple a output it has all of that behind it the minute that you acquire them steel whether good or bad that game is yours yep the fact that they that that phil admits that they didn't do enough to check in with arcane to make sure arcane was good bro that's where i go i don't after 20 years I don't know if I can accept that. Like, that's a basic to me. And again, who am I? I don't run billion-dollar companies. I'm not CEOs. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I hear y'all out there that say that all the damn time. What do you guys know? Listen, there's just some basic common sense. Like, hey, man, I'm going to check in. On my seven billion dollar investment, and I'm I mean, gonna again, make sure Nick makes a Nick makes a good point here. He says, "Funny how Phil left them alone, except when they had the energy to tell right. them to cancel the PS5 version. Why not right. keep that energy for the whole developmental process?" Right. right, correct, correct. That's what I'm saying, and I'm just saying that it seems like a basic to me, Steel, that I would have been there. Sorry, I jumped in on you again. No, I know, I, no, I jumped. Just, we're jumping in on just, each other. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Um, but no, I mean, as far as the whole Redfall snafu, I mean, again, you're exactly right. Um, it does it doesn't make any sense uh, again for you to come out and and just say that oh we stepped in too late. Oh, uh, we know that we have all this Unreal talent. The game's being made in Unreal, but we didn't send nobody over. Although we probably have some of the best expertise in house to make sure that people can understand how to use these things. Oh, we didn't get in there to uh to get the sixty frames done. Oh, it, again, and also the way he framed it, um, they knew about that for some time. Uh, they also saying, you know, stating on the fact that the game was marketed the way that it was, and then it coming out to the thirty uh, frames instead of the sixty that they marketed it at. It's there were so many negative things that go into this, like. Um, as far as the, the entire conversation goes, where I can understand why people are like, man, we've we've had, we've seen enough of this goody two shoes telling us the same thing over and over again, um, you know, telling us again, oh, I'm sorry that things played out this way. We'll do better next time. Um, well, I mean, it's next time, and it still hasn't gotten any better. Um, and you guys are like heavy marketing this game, also, which is kind of like you know, it's. Consensus is the game isn't that great, 
and you want to double down on this one, I need to see these same type of consistent pushes with Hi-Fi Rush. And it's like, and that game did really well. So it's like, where, where, where are y'all at in this decision-making process for all these things? Which is, again, which makes it understandable for people who say, why, would, why should we trust Xbox with anything else? Trying to get Activision, trying to get all these other studios, thinking that they're going to put out good quality games, and they can't even get the basics down, right? They can't even check in on their own teams to make sure uh, that they understand what being first party is. This just doesn't make any sense. You've put, again, you loaded a purposeful bullet into a chamber. You played Russian roulette, but instead of one bullet, you put six bullets in the chamber, and it's just you are so much more likely to hit. Why? And this is it's going to continue to be something that people mention. And people discuss and ask questions why a trillion-dollar company cannot get the basic shit together. And again, if it's because there's a lot going on over there at Microsoft as a publisher, again, um, especially in the gaming division side of things, who I understand it's business. There's so many aspects of the business, and maybe you did feel that Arcane could handle it. They have a history of putting out decent quality games. I haven't played their games like that. Um, so I can't say whether they are or not. I'd only go off of what uh, my brother Pong has told me. But if they, if this studio has traditionally put out decent games, again, Deathloop was a one of the top criti- criti- criticized games um, as far as positively criticized games of the year. Um, it had a lot of positive marks on it, and that was from Arcane. I know some people don't like it, but... Arcane Leon. But, but it's still no, 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 regardless. Yeah, it's still no, arcane. No, and Arcane Austin is a great studio. Again, yeah, praise. They're, pro- they're supposed to be so. the you know, yeah, the A team per se, right? <laughs> they're both A teams. Uh, just about this, uh, arcane, they're both A teams. Arcane, okay. Arcane Austin sometimes is thought of as the B team, but they both are really A. Both, both solid. They're both, yeah, they're both solid. They're both got the experience. This is definitely a miss, missed opportunity, and again, it's going to end up being a a piece of conversation for the future, uh, and understandably so because this is it's not okay. And then for you to to bring it that, I mean, again, you being candid, you being honest, that's great. Yeah. But it's <laughs> also like, guys, like how many times do you have to go through this exact same process? Because you could say the exact same thing about Halo. I mean, you were saying the same things about Halo. Oh, hey, you know, there's all these things happening behind. And we get more and more information that people were making creative decisions that nobody else, like, agreed with or knew about. And people were overriding certain each other. Like, what the, f- what is going on? But off of that, um, because, again, Redfall, Redfall is an issue. Uh, again, I'm not going to be one to sit here and tell you whether you should or should not play it. You make that decision. The game is in Game Pass. It is available to you. I do have a problem with the, oh, we'll release it. We'll release it. And because it's in Game Pass, we'll grow the game. Um, That is an issue for me. I don't, I can't accept games coming out not complete day one. And I know other people have been having fun with it again. But when you see things like broken AI, when you see things like some of the mechanics not working as intended, um, 
and some other issues like that. Emptiness it's just, is is incomplete. Emptiness. Steel, while we while you're here on this, listen. First of all, Phil is the head, and we talked about this. When you get the, as high as Phil, right? Buck stops with you, right? Yeah. Okay. But but what I will say is this is a breakdown lower than Phil. Oh yeah, yeah. Phil no, Phil Phil doesn't have the time to be dropping no. into studios and saying what's up. Phil is responsible for bringing people into his team and giving them the responsibilities that they all have. This is a breakdown in the lower chain. We found out with Halo Infinite that Chris Lee was telling everybody that everything was great. That word got all the way up to Phil. It wasn't. Phil, Phil has to have people underneath him that he can trust Maybe 100%. He, maybe he trusted Chris Lee. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. He does, right? But when that break happens, that's when you got to make changes, right? That's when you got to find the break and you got to fix it. You got to resolve it so it doesn't happen again. So I'm not blaming Phil for, for Redfall. I'm not blaming Microsoft Xbox for Redfall. This is Arcane's game. Arcane is the one who made this game. They, again, it happens to the best devs that you will have a game that doesn't work. Arcane was trying something completely different from what they normally do. Yes, they were bringing mechanics in that they are masters at doing. There's an arcane style game that you, you don't get out of other devs, right? They do something that's very unique. They try to make this open world games as a service. It did. I, I truly believe this, that this started as a games as a service underneath Zenimax prior to the acquisition. Just like Fallout 76 was a mistake. I yeah. feel like Arcane was told to make a game to the service open world game. I think when the acquisition happened. Beforehand, they, yeah. From Zenimax. Yeah, they were from told Zenimax. That. Right, right, right. And so I think when the acquisition happened and they were told to get off the PS5, you know, cancel the PS5 version, all that kind of stuff, they gutted this game of the games of service because they didn't need it anymore. Right. And they thought they started rebuilding this game. So they were trying to do something different from the get-go that isn't in their wheelhouse, which I give them praise. I want devs to do that. I want devs to expand. I'm with Phil on this aspect that I'm not going to have devs just continue to do exactly what they're the best at just for the sake of making sure it's safe, right? I'm not going to do if, – if creatives want to branch out and try something new, I will let them do that. I would let them do that. <laughs> I, make yeah. I would let them do that. And I agree with Phil from that. So sometimes – you're going to have a great studio like Arcane Austin make a bad game. It's going to happen. Phil said that directly. People took that out of context too, where he said, we're going to have games in the eighties and we're going to have games in the sixties. Yeah. It, and, and people ran with that for all. Oh my God. People ran with that for all different reasons. With the same listen, thing with the great games thing. Listen, like. listen, he followed that up by saying, we don't go internally to put, we're, we're not, our, we're not in the business internally of putting out a game at 60. Okay. 60 rated. That's not what we're here to do. What he's what he is stating As is that creator. because he gives them creative freedom, there are going to be games that just don't hit, right? That just don't appeal, just, just don't work out that way. Not the performance side. The performance issues is a whole separate thing that can yeah. happen. That that's BS, okay? But I'm just saying from a creative standpoint, you're gonna try and take risks from studios with games that might not just that just don't work out right they just didn't hit and i think that's part obviously of redfall's issue 
Arcane tried something new. It just didn't work out. They tried rebuilding this game after scrapping the games as a service from the inside. They have some of the bones there, but mm-hmm. they wound up not having enough time, not having enough resources at the end of the day, because like Phil said, it's core design was not going to be fixed with a delay. That's what Phil said. He said the core is not three months, six months. It wasn't going to change anything. Now, I don't agree with Phil, like Steele just said, where he said, well, the bugs, the crashes were with an acceptable range, and so we, that's okay. I, no. Yeah, <laughs> you can't tell me that, you can't tell me that anybody looked at this game, tested yeah, it out, and it, didn't notice that the AI but, was dead. Right, but internally. Steel Unless you're playing on easy, apparently. Like, and that's the, other, that's the other part of this too, right, Steel? Internally, they got their review team. And they said that it was going to review double digits better. So they thought internally 70s at least, right? They thought 70s at least. And there's no way that people missed this much bad, this much problems. Somebody said something. I had to. Internally, whatever. And if that team did give you that review, then you got to question that entire team yeah. and wonder what they're doing because you people can't are setting have that you, kind of feedback. People are setting you up for failure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't have that feedback, yeah, right? Nah. That, that's awful. That's a big miss. But again, what I want to say is I'm not blaming Microsoft and Xbox for the game itself because that's Arcane's baby. It's Arcane's vision. It's Arcane's yeah, it's their creation. Vision, yeah. Like I said, at that core vision level, they missed. Okay, they missed in some. I'm still excited to play this game. When the patch hits, I'm still going to play it. I don't care about dumb AI. I, I'm just going to go have a good time with this game. Is it going to be the arcane game that I wanted or that I thought they could do? No, it's not. And I've already lowered that expectation. This is not that game. But I'm going to still have a fun time with it because I like just killing things and it's fine. Vampires especially. So it'll be a fun time. But overall, they missed on their vision, Steel. They missed on their vision. And that's a big part of this. The bugs, the the... The, you know, Phil saying we didn't step in and say hi to Arcane soon enough and make sure that they were good uh, and didn't get a plan in place early enough to get the 60 frames done. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's where I go. Nope, that's on that's on Phil and his team. And again, it's not Phil directly because Phil ain't flying out saying, hey, let's show show me what's going on with the programming in the 60 frames. That's the guy. That's the people below him that failed him in the end of the day that they didn't go out there and make sure that Arcane was good and that this game was going to come out in its best, you know, possible light. Right. And, and that is on Xbox for not doing that. Because again, I, I, I think that's basic to me. That's basic. Like, I, I just don't understand that. Um, is this doom and gloom because of Redfall because of one game? Uh, no, this is one bad game from one studio. They have 22 other studios. Um, we have another big game in Starfield coming out. Does yeah. this mean Starfield is going to be bad? Nope. Completely different team. Completely different set of circumstances. Again, I take a bright spot out of that deal that he said that they were in Starfield early, that mm-hmm. they got the top, they got their spec ops team in there to work with Starfield early his confidence in how he was talking about Starfield yeah, seemed- actually boosted my level back up again about whether or not we get 60 frames in Starfield. Cause it had dropped after Redfall, but uh, after Phil talked, really it boosted awesome. that he, again, I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not going to say, Oh, it's going to be there for sure. I'm not going to do any of that, but I think that we can have a confident, I, my confidence is up 
that there is the potential that they do have a performance more for Starfield just because House Phil was talking about it right after he was talking about the Redfall, right? Mm-hmm. Right during that conversation, he made a point to say, well, we got in Starfield early. That gives me confidence. So no, this is not it doom and sure. gloom. This is spilled milk. It's a bad look. It's a terrible time to have your first AAA after your first first AAA game. $70 game after a year and a half of having nothing. That's bad. I, I, I agree with Rand, who said yesterday at Xbox 2, shout out to Jez and Ram. Uh, he said, and we had talked about this deal, if we had gotten Starfield first, like we all wanted, like right. us marchers wanted, had we gotten Starfield first this year, mm-hmm. and it was the generational type game that we think it's mm-hmm. going to be, and it was This wouldn't have mattered. Red, I mean, it right. would have been a hit, it but it mattered. wouldn't have been... Yeah, it would not have been to this level. It's because last year, nothing from first-party AAA. Halfway through this year, Redfall is being marketed. Redfall is being pushed. Man, we're coming. Arcane, vampires, killing, blah, blah, blah. We had all this lead-up. And then it comes out like this. It makes it that much worse as your first game out the door in a year and a half. Like, over a year and a half. That's the big part. Yeah, no, nah, it, it definitely doesn't make any sense. And again, I can, I have to continue to understand why people are going to use this as a conversation piece because it should be. Uh, again, it does throw things into question. I even saw Boss Mod, uh, Luther Papa say it in, in chat. He was yep. just like, it does throw future games in question. Like, no sure. matter what, I mean, sure. we, we have to ask questions about Starfield now. Oh, yeah. Is it going to, is it going to have that? No matter what Phil says, I mean, again, he even said it multiple times during the interview. You, no matter what I say until I get the controller in your hand and you're playing and you're smiling, that's the key thing. And you're smiling from playing our games. It's not going to matter. And he knows that. Um, and the only thing that he can do is acknowledge that and continue to move. Uh, Nick says, got to respect, respectfully disagree. Spencer apologizing yeah. once to spill milk. The man does it nearly once a year for something. Yeah. Um, it's ingrained in his script. And Nick's I, like, yeah. I definitely get where you're coming from. Um, and again, yeah, it is. And somebody that's in his position, that's the only thing that he, he can, really can do. He can't just say, oh, um, yeah, I'm going to change everything tomorrow. It just, again, I don't know what it's like to be in a position of his. I do know what it's like to manage a team. Nowhere close to the amount of (laughs) what he has available to him and what he has to make sure is good to go. And I have to also imagine that he does have people underneath him that he has trusted to get things done while he handles the more important things at the top. Because... Like whether, yeah, he has to. And whether you want to, like anybody wants to accept this or not. And this is something that me, uh, that Boom touched on this past Thursday. And really, I didn't notice that it was like this. But since 2020, we just want to talk about their first party output real quick. Since 2020, they've gotten Gears Tactics, uh, Flight Simulator uh, in 2021, Psychonauts in 2021, Deathloop, I can't count, but I, I will because it's first party to Xbox, although it released on PlayStation first. Um, but it, it ended up being a very, it, it was a good game though. Again, Xbox first party. Um, Age of Empires 4. Again, you can feel however you want to about that game. It might not be for you, but the game did good and it was a great game. And people still play this game. Forza Horizon 5, say what you want, 2021. 
was a good game. Halo Infinite came out. It still almost hit a 90. Well, all the bullshit that Halo has on it right now, it's still well, hitting yeah. 87 with the people. Yeah, the initial upfront Halo yeah, the upfront. was good, although it had to be delayed a year, which was not in the cards. That game needed to launch with the system, and it didn't. Exactly. So that, was a, that was a fail, but it came out eventually good. And it, then... 2022, a year that we that we've all kind of considered weak for Xbox. That was uh short for their first party. They did release Ghostwire. Well, that also came out in PlayStation first. Grounded full release. It's been in early access for some time. Pentiment again. Feel however you want to. It's not God of War. I, I mean, but not everything has to be. Uh, <laughs> I know that's because that's the first thing when you mentioned. When you mention Pentiment or some of these yeah. other games, yeah. that's the first thing people say. Well, it's okay. not this. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be that. I mean, <laughs> anyway, um, Hi-Fi Rush going into 2023, Age of Empires 2, and then Minecraft Legends. For- yep. yep. Um, although all of these games may not be for you, they have been releasing games. Now, none of these games are games that are going to get the critical reception that people are looking for. And this is going to be a talking point that I probably I might as well just talk about it now since I'm thinking about it. Um, Xbox does have an identity problem where PlayStation doesn't. PlayStation can sell a, Gears, uh, a God of War. They can sell a Horizon. They can sell a Spider-Man. And whether... That holds any any gravity for you is going to be up to you, but that those are the things that they use to sell their console. Xbox has Halo right now, and Halo is not doing the great. And Forza is not something that you can necessarily make a mascot out of. Like it's just yeah, you're talking about character. I'm talking about char- character character driven things IP. that get people yes. excited. That yes, these are the things that people are talking about that they want from Xbox. Pop pop culture. Icons, exactly that, that kind of stuff that that that's puts you in that conversation. Yes, correct, exactly. Because even like we talked about this deal real quick. No, good. Even Bethes- good. even Bethesda titles, your character is you. Ex- ex- exactly. It, it's not one character. It, it, it's not character focused. It's not character driven. Again, when you say PlayStation, you can rattle off a bunch of games because of character central right. type. Nathan Drake, right? You can you can you can Kratos. You can name off all these games when you say Nintendo. Mario, Zelda, you can go down the list. Been a long time for a long time. Right. When we say Xbox, you've got Master Chief. Right? You got Master Chief, which you just said is not in the best position. And then I can name off great games, but none of them are character driven. None, none of the, like I saw, I hear people bring a Gears of War up in the conversation. Yes. Yes. Like Gears of War is impactful yes. and those characters but, do mean something, but, but it's has trailed not... off as well. Yeah. Because, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, and, right. and again, I see people when they, uh, maybe a slight Gears tangent, because I see people say that, oh, well, look what they did with Gears. It fell off, and this, that, and other thing. They couldn't maintain it. No, the problem with Gears is that Gears is a hardcore game. Well, Gears is not, we Gears is not accessible to everybody. Like, it, that, outside of the story. But, but still, let me stop you. Yeah. Gears of War started hardcore as well, right? It was a hardcore game from the get-go. It was. What pulled people in, though, was the story. Right, but and the characters. Yes, Marcus the characters. Phoenix, right? Marcus, Kate 
while while she may be a, a beloved she's character not to some people, she's not Marcus Phoenix. Not yet. Okay, either. you don't have a Coltrane. train. You don't have these. And again, because the characters can still be in the game, but they they took away the focus off that dude bros who were household names, and now it's that's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about the franchise overall. I'm just talking about the trend of what you remember about those games character wise it's not the same as the original trilogy and that's the problem they There's didn't no character driven they didn't do enough work to make sure that these characters were going to be recognized outside of just the game right um unfortunately and that just speaks yeah. to their marketing it's the same thing with halo it is unfortunate that a halo has been kept to a just halo halo wars and then ODST. Right. It's super unfortunate that that's, that that's what happened because Halo from the beginning has had, has more than enough to be a rival to something like a Star Wars, a Star Trek, a um, Stargate. And it has that type of universe that they can expand on that they never expanded on. They let it be what it is. They let their hardcore base carry it for what it was. Halo became also more hardcore because Halo's another game. Microsoft's identity right now is multiplayer gaming, which they also are not continuously doubling and tripling down on. You need more. Of course, you have multiplayer games that come in, but none of them that really hit the mark and get tons of people to flow in. Like, right? You have Roblox that's only available on Xbox, for an example. It's not available on PlayStation. So they cut a smart deal there. But at the same time, it's not like they, it's not like my kids just associate Roblox with, with Xbox and just say Roblox. No. It's, it's like Roblox. Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft's the same with... thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. those are, it's, it's my, it's on Microsoft. It's the main place that you could get access to it, but it's not associated with that. No. So again, when you are associated as a multiplayer console, you have no other identity. And when your multiplayer games aren't hitting the marks that they need to hit as far as brand recognition, because they have become, you haven't been able to evolve them in such a way that more people can get access and I'm somebody who is a hardcore in these games. I can tell you from firsthand experience. I've been playing multiplayer games for a long time, PvP focused games for a long time. Since Rainbow Six on PC. The OG Rainbow Six. Once these games get to a certain point, Halo is not a game that you can leave for six months, come back to, and think that you're just going to have the grandest time of your life. If you're playing with a bunch of friends, maybe. Yeah, if you're playing with some friends, sure. Yeah. But again, all things in consideration, you might get in there with some friends and get mopped the fuck up. Well, yeah. yeah. And then sure. that takes you out of the experience because that's how those games have just been groomed. And I think we need to be really clear here still. You guys all know, but we always got to be clear because people hear what they want to hear. This is definitely not us saying we want Xbox to be Sony. No, I love, hell no. I love Xbox's diversity. I love all the different experiences that I'm getting on Goddamn Xbox. Right. I love everything about the vision, about having all these different types of games out there, mm -hmm. right? And the credit where credit's due. Like Steele said, there are games that have already come out, like a Grounded, that you have to give Xbox credit for and say it works. It's just that, to Nix's point, 
right? We have heard Phil apologize, and I agree, Nix. Like, there's some basic things in place here or that should be in place that just aren't in place. But each situation has been with a different studio. Some studios work very well with hands-off approach. Some people are great naturally or have great natural leaders in place that don't need the constant attention from a teacher or from a parent or from whatever, right? If we're going to take it to kid level. You don't have to have that attention to put out great work, right? We've seen it. We've seen it from some of the studios. But there are cases where it seems that Microsoft could use a different presence to make sure that the games are getting out. And I don't say I don't think that all games are in question from Microsoft, right? Because of a Redfall situation, because oh. of Halo Infinite. What I will say is, is that you can look at each game and go, I don't know if we're gonna get good or bad. Like it's like a it's like a, 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 a 50-50 <laughs> chance, right? That's, all, yeah, that's not good. All, all all publishers, all developers put out a bad game, right? It happens. Yeah, it does Sony's, happen. Sony's put out bad game. Nintendo's, <laughs> Nintendo's put out bad game. They they full on supported it. They full on marketed right. and supported uh, Babylon's right. Fall, which yeah, yeah. Well, when the, your player base is down. But let's go first party. Destruction All Stars. But you Destruction All Stars. I mean, that's terrible, pretty. right? Days Gone didn't hit to the necessary quality level, right? Of Sony. The difference is is that they have stretches where it's quality, 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 and then they have a bad game. Everybody expects that. With Microsoft, it seems like they start to go, they go quality, quality, and then, quality, quality. Oh, no, I think it's more so like quality, quality, Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And that happened. That's what what has to change, right? And that's what has to get on track is that you have to have streaks where it is great games. And then if a dud comes out, people go, mm, because you know the next one's chances are 75, 90% chance that you're going to get another great game the next go going, right? And that's yeah. where that consistency helps you in the grand scheme of things when people look at your games. And then the other thing is, Steel, like you said, they just don't have a real character-driven identity. It's not necessarily a problem. However... That association, brand recognition, is definitely supported when you have those mascots, when you have those character-driven games that do push you and to if, the forefront of if, pop culture. And if not, then you need a game that's going to speak for your comps. You need a game that's going to speak for yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not going to have a character, then you need a game that's going to be able to do it. And, and Starfield could do that. Yeah, could. Starfield could do that because it's a Bethesda title. Skyrim is yeah. pop culture. Again, Fallout is definitely pop culture right They're, that that's a, they don't have character driven it's not character again it's you as the character but like fallout you got vault boy everybody knows vault boy if you see vault boy you know fallout right so bethesda creates their own yeah P, bethesda creates their own icons in their own way so starfield certainly could turn into that first game like that that gives you some identity and that people got to st- sit up and recognize and say, oh, okay, oh, okay, I got to go get Xbox or I got to be on PC. I got to get in the ecosystem to play that game. And that goes into Phil's, you know, big comment about great games aren't going to change the console shift. Yeah, right? which is create... which is going to be the next thing that we get into yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Starfield can be 11 out of 10 and people aren't going to go sell their PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, again, people are taking that out of, out of context yeah. too. Um, and I, I definitely want to touch on that, but real quick. Um, this Nick brings up another good point. And again, I don't know. I'm not trying to pick on you, Nick. And I see you and Lethal going back and forth and y'all have a good, con- <laughs> y'all have a good conversation. So yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Um, y'all might end up getting to a point where y'all agree to disagree. I see that yeah. kind of happening here shortly, but uh, nonetheless, uh, cause Lethal's also, you know, he's bringing up good points cause he was talking oh, yeah. about Redfall and um, how Cole solved some of the things, which, whichever. And it, yeah. you can only take people at face value and you got to make your decision from there, whether you believe them or not. And, and Redfall is such a, oh God, man, Steel, we could be here forever. Redfall is such a miss to Steel on the topic that we were just talking about. Because prior to Redfall coming out, yeah, when there was a lot of hype behind it, when obviously there's some of us who are big Arcane fans that were really hyped for the game. And, and again, I'm still excited to play it. It's just not the same. I, I know what it is now. But Redfall as an IP Steel, had a chance, and we talked about this last night, if they resurrected it, it still has a chance. It's a a slim to none chance they resurrect this. But Redfall was exciting to me, and we talked about it here too. Yeah. From the transmedia standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game, with the characters still, they have great characters in this game. Now we know that there's no cutscenes. You know, there's there's none of the what you... Right, that's a whole other issue, right? Because Redfall... The story behind Redfall had a chance. If this game hit the way we some of us thought Ooh, it could, Lord Jesus. it had a chance to be trans. It had a chance to have a TV show. It had a chance to be a movie. The character-driven stuff in Redfall, because the characters were so damn cool, there was a chance to have that franchise that was identifiable to Xbox. That's why it's another big miss. No, it, 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 no. <laughs> the engagement between lethal and Nick's is funny. Oh, yeah, 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 it, it, yeah. It's it's funny. Um, <laughs> um anyway, uh, y'all y'all are, y'all are having a good time. Hey, this uh, on the audio side of things. This is why you guys got to come in and come through and chat sometimes. Uh, just it, to be part of the conversation. Again, don't ever don't don't take anything too personal. It's just conversation. We're talking about the games and whatnot. I don't think any of you guys are. Um, and again, y'all probably gonna end up coming to a point where you agree to disagree. So it is what it is. Or just to, or just to, and, or disagree and, completely, but which is probably well, I, I see Nick's talking about that Spencer never changes. Well, they just gutted three four three. Yeah. So they gutted three four three, right? So that there is no question it changes might not happen as fast as some of us would like. Uh and again, I've said this that that Phil's loyalty is both a credit and a hindrance i think in a lot of ways he's very loyal to people underneath him and i think that that's caused some issues and we saw that at 343 which has now played out people told us long ago when we were talking about this "Mm, i don't know about the people in charge people said don't talk about it 343 is great everything well they just gutted the entire damn place there's a reason they did yes it's, so not, again, it's not because people, I mean, I'm, I, maybe some of them are, oh, they weren't happy with what was going on, <laughs> but I think it's a lot deeper than that. It th- goes a lot deeper. The failure, of Halo, the failure of Halo on. Infinite to hit definitely finally reached a boiling point, and, and the chopping block happened. They, they got rid of, they gutted the entire place. So, Nick's, I got to disagree. Phil does make changes. It might not be on the timeline we want or the timeline we expect, but I think that Phil does make changes. But yes, I do agree that at this point, again, there was a breakdown somewhere in the chain and he's got to make changes and fix it. And 
I would say he's got to bring in a heavy. I agree with David Jaffe. Jaffe's been talking about this. I don't agree with everything that Jaffe says, but I do like Jaffe's opinion sometimes because he does take a, a different tone with it. And I do agree that they need a heavy to Matt Booty's nice guy. They need a heavy over the studios to balance that out so that when a studio is falling behind or having issues, that heavy walks in and goes, nope, we got to get this we got to get this fixed now. This is not, we're not going to have this coming out. This, this is it. And to make those tough decisions, I do agree that there's got to be somebody else in there, whether right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, 1000%. It, there's just, it is easy for us just to say that, oh, he should be doing these things. It is easy to compare them to PlayStation, which and again, I can sit here and have a and have a conversation all day with you about all the things that I don't like that PlayStation does. I could. Um, I don't think as many people tried to justify all the all PlayStation is so great. I like. I mean, I posed the question this week, and may, maybe it's just me. I don't have a million followers or whichever the case, but I posed a question, genuinely asking, you know, why did people buy a PlayStation Five, or what and what is your favorite games, or what are you playing? And I ask that because I'm genuinely curious because the only thing that I ever hear is that, oh, you need one for God of War, Horizon, and something else in Gran Turismo. Um, none, all three of those, I can personally care less about. Returnal, I, I could wait for it. I, I waited for it to come to PC. It seems like a lot of their games is going to be me waiting to play them later because they're going to be better later, right? Demon's Souls remake, that's a good one to throw in there. But to me, and this is something that is integral for all gamers because, again, people are having this conversation also to where it's like, oh, well, you know, Xbox, this, 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 and this, and they're just not making me happy, and I'm not excited about anything that's releasing, and uh, I don't see the vision, and you guys keep capping for it. And uh, it's like people are having an aneurysm about something that they're not satisfied with, and instead of, again, Rational Clank's another good one. Shout out to you, not not one for me, but and yes, Tom, I know you did bring that up on Jaffe's show. By the way, uh, he said I it in the past, yeah, but I, 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 you did, you did bring it up I, again. I saw you talked there, about it uh, when I was listening to it. But Jaffe's brought that up in the past, long ago. He started talking about that. Uh, but yes, I, I did see your comment. That was the one that Jaffe did. Spider Man, see, there there are games over there for some. There are games that are over there, but those games are. My problem is those aren't the games. I'm looking for as a gamer, right? I, but I also, again, freely admit that I do have a different outlook on gaming most of the time anyway, in the type of games that I feel like are worth my investment. I will openly tell you that I think the best game that's on PlayStation right now is um, Gundam Breaker 3. <laughs> it's the best game on PlayStation. Story. Customization, combat. It's great. One of the best games I've played on PlayStation in the last 20, 10 years. Outside of Spider-Man. The Spider-Man is great. Um, but nonetheless, like, you have to find out what's your reason. And if somebody's not giving you something, then why are you investing in it still? Why are you bringing up points of view? I'm not going to say why are you bringing it up because all points are valid. But 
if you're not satisfied with it, then get rid of it. Because on the, on the backside of that, you can't sit here and say that, oh, well, we need to speak with our wallets and gamers would never get anywhere because they just invest in everything. They cap for everything. You haven't sold your console yet. You haven't canceled your Game Pass yet. The first thing that I hear a lot of times, oh, I can get it on PC. You're still supporting Xbox. That doesn't remove the equation that you just put in front of yourself. If you do not support or like what they're doing, why continue in supporting if you don't have nothing there? Leave. That is the only way that you'll get any of these corporations to get the point. It's for you to leave. That's the difference, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the difference maker, right? That, that if, you, if you are so, again, that's the difference between us criticizing um, Xbox. I don't want to leave Xbox. I enjoy Xbox, but I'm going to criticize what I think that can be better. But there's people out there, like you said, Steele, that legitimately hate or absolutely are finding no fun or value in Xbox and continue to talk about it on a daily basis at, at what point do you take action and just go to a different option? I'm always for that. There's options out there. And, and, I'm, and not saying that you can't continuously say that, hey, these things are unacceptable and this oh. is why I remove myself. It's the same way that I'm telling you guys right now, hey, PlayStation has not given me what I am looking Correct. for. Correct. Spider-Man 2 could possibly be that, but I still have a standard that I'm looking for. They have to hit with Venom. I'm not just going to invest in the game. They have to have iterated on, on it enough to be for, for it to be worth it to me to get it day one at least. Right now, it's not enough for me to be like to justify to myself because it's not money concerns. It's a I have to justify it to myself because fortunately, unfortunately, I grew up in a way where I don't believe in owning things that I'm not going to use. Unless it's tools. That's different. You'll never know when you need a tool. <laughs> uh, you work on cars, you work on bikes and things like You'll never know when you need certain things. But in a hobby, which is gaming is our hobby in this aspect, you, it's not, you don't need it. Yes, it's nice to have everything, but if you aren't using it, then what is the point? I, at least that's my perspective. And maybe it's because I have always been investing in PC in some way. Maybe it's because I have an Xbox console. Maybe it's just because of the type of gamer that I am. Matter of fact, I know that's what it is. And going into this situation, especially when, when with, my, uh, with Phil, going back to the interview, talking about great games and whatnot, and... Hold on real quick. I want to make sure I'm not I'm not not missing anything from uh from the chat. <laughs> um Nick's just be careful about calling calling people frauds, man. Like nobody nobody's a fraud in here. You're just they're people again, you can have your personal feelings and think about things how you would like to think about them. But let's 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 refrain from calling people frauds and shit like that. Yeah, name name and, calling, and, name calling and, st- and stuff like that. Hey, guys, let, let's just relax on that. Um, just because it, it's not needed. Again, there are. I do agree with you both. Um, lethal. There, there is definitely some shows out there that uh, kind of 
But again, there are other shows that I do, I myself listen to also, not because I value the show or whichever the case, but there, I do like to hear opposite about other podcasts. They're, they're arguing about a multitude of different things. I'm not going <laughs> to oh, say Jesus. anything in particular, <laughs> um, but there's, there's, they're, 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 they're going back and forth. It's they're, they're having a good time. Nothing yeah. over the top or whichever the case may be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Hey, just let's not call each other. Let's not call people fraud. Um, Y'all can have that conversation without the name called and shit. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Uh, but nonetheless, to get back to Phil talking about the games, right? Yeah. And Tim, I understand it, it's just games, but yeah. at the same time, it's your hobby, and when you, it's a hobby that you care about, people are going to get, or there, there's going to be some emotion involved, right? People do it with. Uh, and I know you've been around lethal. Again, I'm I'm not saying anybody's doing anything wrong just yet. I'm just throwing it out there, uh, between the both of y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying y'all's conversation. Oh, never mind. He was referring to somebody else. What well, damn, Nick? <laughs> Don't be for everybody. <laughs> anyway. Nick's is self aware. Nick knows what he does. He hey. makes, you know, you know. You know, you know how people are going to react. Hey, shout you know, out to you, Talos. your first rodeo. Yeah, it's not Nick's first rodeo. Hey, if, hey, if you end yeah. up getting blocked, Nick, so, hey, as long as you don't act like you don't know why. Hey. Oh, he said he was calling <laughs> Calvary a fraud. I don't, again, let's, again, let's not call people fraud. Um, anyway, get back on topic with Phil and his whole conversation about great games. Yeah. Because this is something that is taken way out of proportion. Because he also clarified the point that he made. When he made the statement about, hey, I I just don't think that it's true if we make great games that the console, people will sell their PS5 and everybody would just uh, flock to Xbox. Yeah. In today's day and age, I do agree with his statement. And I see where he's coming from. I don't fully agree with this statement. And I can't fully support this statement because even Xbox has proven that if you make great games, that people will move over. The you point. Agree in the sh- let me ask you this real quick. No, let me ask you a question to yeah. clarify where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see if it aligns with me. Short term, I agree. Long term, I don't agree. Is that where you're at? Is that where your thinking's at? More so, yeah. That 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 definitely definitely more so. Because okay. in the okay. short term, no, it 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 does it doesn't matter. Because up front, people aren't going to move over. And then the yeah. point that he made directly after that is people have built up their digital libraries mm-hmm. at this point. He 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 stated the Xbox One generation, the previous gen was the was the worst generation for them to lose on a digital stand front, on a standpoint. Because unlike previous iterations of consoles, the Xbox 360 to one generation, Xbox 360 more so, was the beginning of people building up their library. And I 100% can support as somebody who has continued to stay with Xbox, mainly because of the games that they have put out and also um, the multiplayer side of things, but also because of my library and because they started early on doing the backwards compatibility, uh, backwards compatibility thing, especially in Xbox one where things were moving forward. 
that is something that is a heavy impact and people do consider. Now, that's not going to be everybody. And no, that's not going to be something that works for us. And I, I don't think that his focus on, because other people, because I've seen people say this too, well, oh, it's not about you know, getting people to sell their PlayStation. I don't think that's necessarily what he's trying to say, right? But I think he, he, people aren't going to get rid of a PlayStation and get an Xbox. We're no longer in that era. This isn't back then. This isn't 15 years ago. Nobody's going to do that. What you can do is give people more ways to play and give them access in different ways for them to be part of your ecosystem. That is why this is turning from a console war to a service war. And the longer that people take to realize the direction that things are moving, the longer that you're going to be frustrated about the moves that are being made. Because Sony is doing the exact same thing that Microsoft is doing but trying to do it differently, right? Oh, well, you know, six months scale. to a year. Yeah, and they can't do it at scale. Because again, they, we're talking about a company that's a couple billion, some billions worth versus a company that's trillions of dollars. There's a huge difference. Xbox is backed by Microsoft. PlayStation is backed by Sony and Sony is PlayStation. Ta-da! They are doing other things behind the scenes, but a lot of PlayStation's money or Sony's money goes and funnels into PlayStation. They have to support that console. So no, they can't do it the exact same way and they don't have to because they have created games and created an ecosystem of gamers that have deliberately told them that you don't have, that they don't have to change. That they, well, I say that, but in the same breath, Sony has bounced, has fought that ideology and said that, well, and I, at the same time, what we're doing isn't enough. So we got to do something different. We got to go for more live service games. Hey, factions, I'm hoping it's on, play, on, on PC. Then I definitely want to have a reason to get a PlayStation yet. But if it is, and factions is going to be one of your mainstays, it still has something to prove because even that wasn't... Um, renowned by the by their by the own by their own community great games do change the perspective of a consumer if starfield comes out and hits i can guarantee you that people will buy make sure that they buy the game on whatever platform that they have available to them if they aren't willing to get a pc they will get an xbox to play that game why because Bethesda is a, what was the term that you used earlier? Early, it's, a, it's a pop culture studio. Yes. yes. Bethesda is known to people. Not to, I mean, no, not, maybe not to everybody, but no. they are much, much more known than most studios are, right? right. People know what um, Skyrim is. People know what Elder Scrolls is. And Elder Scrolls Online is still one of the top MMOs that are out currently. And Fallout 4 sold 15 million in the first day. So, I, I mean, when you use when you use that, that's fucking. Do <laughs> you compare that to Elden Ring that also had that zeitgeist, but took three months to do that exact? That's that's a fucking drastic comparison. So, this could be a main sticking point. Oh no, you 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 good, Lee? I I don't, I don't care. 
Um, but this could be a main sticking point to prove why some of that ideology that he's coming with isn't 100% accurate. But in that same breath, it is because nobody's going to sell their PlayStation to play, to play Starfield. Now, some might if you're in a situation where you can't afford to do both, which is also a reality of life, right? Some people can't just sit there and get whatever console that they want, play whatever game that they want. And this shouldn't be a, oh, oh, you're a broke boy because you can't afford whatever console um, that you want to play these games on. That's how we grew. That's how I grew up, at least. I had to make decisions. I, I didn't have a library of games to play. I had to trade games back and forth between GameStop. <laughs> you know, the Crash, the first Crash Bandicoot was one of the first games I've ever traded in the game. Well, no, it was the second one. Did I ever? I, trade, I traded with my friends. That, <laughs> it, that was the first game that I ever traded into GameStop and traded for a new game. Because I beat the game and was like, oh, I'm done with this game. I don't want to play it again. Yeah. And I got a different game for it. It, that is not that doesn't exist anymore at least not as much as it used to no. now to the average consumer it does still and that's why choice does matter and also why i personally think to add on to his statement at least the other reason why he made that statement is because their focus isn't just on consoles anymore either our goal isn't for you to be so enthralled by one of our games that you get a console. We want you to be so invested into a game or be so excited for a game that you go play it wherever you want to play it at. We want you to get invested into our ecosystem. This is not about the box anymore. And this is something that Xbox has been stating since this, since this whole Game Pass thing has started. Uh, and I know some people continuously go back to well well look at the console sales and the playstation selling four to one and oh with if if games didn't matter then why are the console sales so high and again it's not like playstation is getting the same engagement that a nintendo does so it's hard for me to understand that perspective that some people use because their games don't sell the same way you can't say that oh god of war horizon Grant Turismo, Spider-Man, oh, these games are so great. But to your 100 million base, 90 million base, um, they don't all buy the game. But Nintendo, had, Nintendo has that. Everybody will buy the goddamn game. Well, Again, yeah. Nintendo is different in that aspect, but the reason I bring that up is because there are way too many things, and again, I think this is just more of them being uh, based out of Japan more than anything else, and it's just a dra uh, uh, an Asian culture kind of thing, where PlayStation, I feel like PlayStation sees themselves as Nintendo. That's the way that I feel sometimes. Like the way that they carry themselves, the way that they present themselves to the gaming community. Apple. Uh, Apple's another good is is another I, good comparison. I think that they think of themselves more like that. I think they think themselves better than Nintendo. That's why. Oh, you think so? The whole premium console experience. Okay, well, like, I can see, I, I see what you're that's, I think that's where they different. I think they think of Nintendo as you know, a, you know, not a competitor at all. I think that they. They look at themselves as the premium. Not necessarily experience. as a competitor, but as no. far as like mentality, hey, Ment our consumers are going to buy our products regardless kind of thing, and they're going to invest. Although right. your games that people love so much, 
they're not they're not having that same effect which is why they've come out and also said that hey it's not enough so we have to do things differently so maybe so maybe the apple comparison would yeah. be better um in that aspect because apple does do that they'll be like oh you guys didn't like that well uh, we'll change these things and now oh those things that you like from samsung ah don't worry well yeah. it's an apple now look right. it's brand new you guys didn't know about this before look at our uh we got the best security around nobody can hack us hey come hang out um so i could i could definitely i could definitely i can see that but so from that i can still get why people are running with the opposite side of the conversation oh i i don't like the fact that statement like that came from fit uh because it does give some defeatism of anything. It does sound like you're defeated uh, in some ways, right? It's not, it, you can't leave it up to people like Pong or myself to break down your statement to help other people understand what you were actually trying to say. Cause it's not like he was saying that great games don't matter. He was just saying that it's not going to move the needle the way that people are expecting it to. And still it's important that before he made the, Here's my point and why it rubbed me wrong. Again, it's probably because it wasn't the words that I would use. Like, I understand conceptually what Phil is talking about, right? But here's the deal. Prior to this answer, this is when he said, he pa this was one of his longest pauses during this whole thing. And he said, I know this is probably going to be disruptive. <laughs> so it was purposeful. Again, this wasn't something he said off the cut. This was something that he's been thinking about. So I think it is important that this is something that Phil wanted to get off his chest. This is something, again, I think a part of this too, Steel, is he's been talking to regulatory bodies across the globe for the past year about these same scenarios over and over and over again and explaining the vision of Xbox over and over again to people who don't understand it and i think that he's done i think that he's done and when he said this is probably going to be disruptive too he was specifically thinking about the community and about what was going to be made of this and again we've seen it run that oh phil doesn't think they have to make great games anymore oh phil phil's saying that their xbox is going to put out anything Coming off the back Earlier, of... Earlier, he said completely right, opposite. Right, 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 But coming off the back of Redfall, right? So it just... People are running with that. Uh, the whole Game Pass fodder narrative, all that kind of stuff that's been around. People ran with that. That's obviously not what he's saying, right? That's not what he's saying at all. And to the Xbox fans, again, for the Xbox fans in the community, for the Xbox community fans who swim in this pond and have heard all the the clown and pony show talk nonstop about oh xbox never makes great games xbox yeah, got no games xbox should get out of this business xbox is going to become a third-party publisher xbox doesn't care about the console uh you know the console player anymore it just throws gas onto it because people do take out of context and run right and so that for the xbox community for the xbox fan it's like, oh, God, no, Phil, no, don't say that. But people also forget that in the same breath, he said we want to make sure that our console players still feel like first-class citizens. 
our console players are still important to us, right? They, because they are our biggest fans. He said all of that during this answer as well. But people want to run with the bits and pieces they want to run with. Of course, of course. The, 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 it did rub me the wrong way, Steele. Yeah, again, as a it's... as a guy who, again, I've said this. I wish Phil had more Peter Moore in him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I wish Phil had more. Again, but he's not. No, he's not. And like I've said before, I don't know if the, I don't know if Peter Moore could have convinced Satya to stay I, I in the business. I think Phil was the right man for the for for this job at the right exact moment when they needed a bailout to make sure that Xbox wasn't going to die. Like I, Phil was the guy who saved it. That's why I give Phil all credit in the world. And that's why the fire Phil nonsense, even though Phil brought that up too. Phil Phil is very aware of what it said. He brought that up too and was laughing about it. And he said, "I understood it." The fire Phil nonsense is also stupid. Because, again, without Phil, we don't have Xbox right now, and I firmly believe that, right, completely. So, no, I'm going to let Phil ride out his vision to the end. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to say that Phil deserves some criticism. That's not going to say that I don't think that Phil needs to make some better decisions with his leadership team, all that kind of stuff, none of that. But at the end of the day, it rubbed me the wrong way because as a competitive person, even if internally I see all the numbers steal, even if internally I look at it realistically and I, and I look at my team and we're talking about where the console, where we are in the console space, we got Nintendo and Sony, and then there's us in third place. And all the numbers, all the metrics tell us that there's no way we could ever eclipse them. And I believe that. I, 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 again, I'm not against the fact that with where Xbox is going, no, chances of them taking the number one spot in console sales probably wouldn't happen, right? Even if all that's the case, Steel. Yeah. I don't say it out loud, right? And I still fight it tooth and nail. I still fight it going, no, we're going to put out great games. We're no. going to make it so that the next, because again, short term, I agree with Phil. Long term, what I say is, even if you believe all that, that next console generation, because there is going to be another console generation, as much as people want to say, oh, nope, see, going third part. That's not going to happen. Phil's already said it. They're already they're going to have another console generation at least. See, the only thing that I have to I have to fight on that, yeah. though, is like even going into the next console generation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just not the, it's just not the central focus no, anymore. No, no, so it's, it's not like, the same. No, it's not the it's same. Not steel, the but, same. What but what I'm saying is if we're talking specifically about the console space. I'm going to make that decision. Digital libraries be damned, okay? Digital libraries be damned, all that kind of stuff. The casuals don't have giant libraries. The casuals have three games yearly, and they don't go back and play Madden 2021, okay? They don't go back and play those games. No, no. So, so the casual digital library is much smaller, right? I make that That's casual true. market make a hard decision coming into the next generation when some of their friends who do want to play Elder Scrolls 6, who mm -hmm. do want to play the next Fallout, who do at that point realize, again, not the enthusiasts, not us in this community, but the people who the news gets out to very late, when they finally see Starfield drop and are like, wait, I can't get this on my PlayStation? Oh, wait, 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 what, what do you mean? Bethesda's all their games are exclusive now? Wait, wait, what? So Elder Scrolls 6, when that comes out, that's going to be Xbox only. That next generation, when they walk in and those friends make that decision, I make it very hard for those friends to say, 
well, actually, I'm going to switch over to Xbox this time. And then all the casual friends that play Call of Duty and Madden with that person have to follow suit because they're like, oh, wait, now you're on Xbox? Yeah, 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 I'm on Xbox. Oh, well, I guess that means I got to go to Xbox. We're going to keep playing together. I know there's cross-play. I know there's a bunch of stuff involved. Yeah. I'm just saying that from a competitive standpoint, long-term steel, I make the decisions for people that much harder, even if I don't believe I'll ever eclipse Nintendo and Sony in the console space. I make it as difficult as possible. I make it a battle. And so I come out and say, no, we are going to make great games. No, if Starfield does come out as 11, and t- 11 out of 10, maybe you don't sell your PS5, but you go buy an Xbox Series S. Or maybe you do decide that, Hey, yeah, that's I enough. That. And you do say, you know, way to say it. Mm. like I said, it's just different wording overall. Right, right. Generally right. speaking, I, of course, understand the vision of Xbox. I, of course, understand what they're, again, the console, the console space is capped. Microsoft is, is transcending beyond consoles. They already have. They, they are moving into a space that we've talked about many, many times, Steel, where it's not about that one entry point. It's about five entry points it's about 10 entry points where can you get into the ecosystem again if out of the big three nintendo sony and xbox Mm -hmm. there's only one company right now and i know sony's moving but there's only one company and that Mm -hmm. company is xbox that is in the position to go after two billion three billion people they are the only ones in the position to hit those numbers that's what sony's worried about that's why the cma blocked it is because they are scared that nobody else is going to be able to come along and get to where Microsoft gets numbers-wise of active users in their ecosystem. Not console players, Mm -hmm. active, monthly active users, which again, Steel, for all the success Sony saw, set records on console sales, Mm -hmm. set a record, blowing up. Their monthly active users went down. Yeah. Their, 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 their leadership team, Sony, at Sony, coming out saying people aren't buying enough games. No, because you're not keeping them invested in the ecosystem. Right. That's where Xbox they play is going. And... That's where they're transcending. They're going beyond the box, which they've already done. They've already started this process. And you can believe in it, or you can say it's never going to work. But to Microsoft and to Phil's point... Yes, you're still going to have great games. Yes, they're going to try to launch the games that are scoring in the 80s, 8s, 9s, and 10s. Yes, they want that. and They want to build that library up for everybody, but they're not worried about the consoles. The console war is over for them. They gave up on that a long time ago. It's done. And that's what Phil's saying. Whether I wanted him to say it or not, he said it out loud. He said the quiet part out loud, right? And, And everybody's not wrong about that. But that's not because they're giving up. That's because they're moving beyond. Yeah. And they're going after 2 billion, 3 billion people. And again, that's what Sony's worried about. Right? That's what they, because they know there's going to be a tipping point where Microsoft all of a sudden, right? They're still sitting. They're still, let's just say, let's just say they sell 50 million consoles this generation steel. Let's say they get back to Xbox One numbers, right? They sell 50 million, right? Mm-hmm. And I know they're, they're, beyond, slow, but yeah. they're, they're on paid. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, I got you. Let's say they sell 50 million. But let's say in their ecosystem, they have 120 million people, active users in their ecosystem overall from across mm-hmm. all different act access points. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for Sony? That doesn't, that means that Sony's hundred million consoles sold 
is nullified because again, their monthly active users are going to be nowhere near that. And then from there, it continues to grow because now you got the great games lineup that can be played, not just on the box, but can be played on the phone, can be played on your steam deck, can be played on your ROG ally, can be played on your TV when the TV starts showing up with chips, right? That's the difference because then all of a sudden everybody's going to be like, well, I can go buy PlayStation. Yeah, that's great. I'll go buy PlayStation, but I can access Xbox wherever and I can still play Starfield. I can still play all these great games Mm -hmm. anywhere I want to. And they move beyond. They're transcended at that point. The console sales are nullified. It doesn't matter. And Sony is left in the dust because Sony is dealing. Yes, we see them moving into the PC space. Yes, they've um, started a mobile team to move into the mobile space. But they're still going to be looking up at Xbox. Xbox is already going to be there. And they're going to still be trying to catch up. And now Xbox has got the lead. And that's what Phil was talking about here. Um, because consoles don't matter anymore to Xbox. They don't. They're going to continue to produce them for the enthusiasts, for the people, the Xbox fans. Phil made that clear. That's still a focus for them, but they are doing more. So no, all the attention that we want as console owners right. aren't gonna, isn't going to be on us, right? It's not going to be like Nintendo where we know every game that comes out is going to be on my Switch. It's not going to be like that. Their focus is in a lot of different places. And so we, as console kids, are going to have to understand that mommy and daddy aren't going to pat us on the head all the time anymore. That <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to have their attention elsewhere. And I, and I say that in jokingly fashion, um, as we're, most of us are all adults here and we can understand this concept. Right. Um, but that's what, that's what Phil was saying overall. He's not saying they're not going to make great games. Of course, they're going to freaking make great games. That's the goal, right? That's, that's the end goal for development. That's where you make your money is in software. Of course, they're going to make great games. But it's just not going to be necessarily, oh, here you go, console players. Here's another 10 out of 10 for you. No, it's here you go, console players. Here you go, PC player. Here you go, mobile player. Here you go, cloud player. You all get a 10 out of 10 game. That's well, and, and you also will all get the 5 out of 10. The 5 right, out of right, 10 right. game. You get those you know? because we're going to be creative and we're going to keep our diversity, which again, he reiterated, so, which I love. I agree with him. Not, he said, not, we're not going to make the one game to rule them all. He took shots yeah. at Sony again. He talked about the deals that that they're making undercutting Xbox and making it very difficult to compete in the console space. But he also said, we're not going to make the one game to rule them all. That's not our goal. We're going to continue to have a diverse lineup and make many different styles of games from many different devs. That was, I love that as well. Yeah. And and again, that, that point right there is the additional point uh, that people just skimmed, skimmed over. It's like, you're going to, if you're going to keep your creative vision, right. Not saying that you can't like streamline the creative vision or at least get some people in there to be like, hey man, what's going on? Quality control. What? Yeah, quality control is a part of creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you can have all the creative vision you want. Just please get some extra people in there to make sure that the creative vision that people have forth um are actually worth it, right? Uh, because and you can complete and complete and not performance issues. Like that that's yeah, the basics. Uh, it has to do it says it feels like Xbox is trying to be jack of all trades and master of none. I mean, in a lot of ways, yes. When you take the focus off and you go for the big pie on that is, that is kind of the weak spot per se. If you don't pull it because it's much easier has to focus in one area. That's, that's obvious, right? Anything that you put all your effort into one, you're going to get, you, 
you can you can become masters like the, you said the thing so too uh, is i can't say master of none because they right. are the masters of multiplayer gaming and they're gonna be the masters of cloud so and it's like gonna, i can't yeah. like i do agree they're trying to be the jack of all trade but they've yeah. already mastered something they had now like whether they've continue to put out things that speak for that and get more people yeah. invested in the ecosystem on the multiplayer side of things because that's xbox's biggest advantage it's still and, I, and again i know people have this other side of the argument oh playstation has grown and things have changed and it's easier than ever before and uh, great i get that but xbox had that already they've had that since the og xbox this party chat became became involved and they, they became the masters of multiplayer when they were focused on the console solely. Yeah, exactly. So now, since you did master that, it's time. It is time for you to become the jack of all trades because even with you mastering that, Halo one through three did numbers, and they still barely were able to outsold the PlayStation three. Well, for an example, the the PlayStation, PlayStation two three. three. PlayStation 3 outsold them in the end. Yeah, exactly. You still had a problem. <laughs> and you had one. Of- yeah, there was reasons behind I mean, it. Of course. I mean, of course. There's other things that go into It was into a Blu-ray that. player. Okay, so it was. It's kind of, again, the same thing with the PlayStation 2. They just right. reiterated it and gave you right, another right, reason right, to invest right. in the system. Right. So, uh, there's, uh, that also, though, proves that there are other things that you can do to get people invested. If everybody has a has a Blu-ray player in their house, if it makes more sense to, for you to get a PlayStation 3 than just get a Blu-ray by itself, the same way it made more sense for you to get a PS2 than just a DVD player by itself, I mean, it gives you another outside reason to invest in the console. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Nick and says, Nick. no way, Steel. They, they used to be the master. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't listen, agree with that. Listen, one, one, once you are... Again, when you earn a master's degree, yeah, you can. even if you don't use it, you don't take it away, right? Yeah, yeah, Just because yeah. you don't, because you go into a whole different field, doesn't mean all of a sudden your master degree is wiped out. Now, now, once you become a master, you're a master. Yes, we'd like to see it continue, of course, but yeah, it's still there. You no can't say Halo and you Gears aren't, aren't part of that because right. these are games that have also had so many iterations. This also came up in a different, uh, came up at a different time, and, and it's it's still to your point to let me tell you something else. And I, 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 this is just my talking point because yeah, yeah. I love it so much and I'm so interested in it but Microsoft now has another leg up steel and that's an AI oh yeah something that really... either Nintendo or Sony will not be able to touch Microsoft Corp's investment into AI whether you like it or not whether you think it's a danger in the end of the world or you think it's going to create utopia or somewhere in between. Whatever your feelings are on AI, AI is moving in. And there is a big player in the AI space. And that happens to be Microsoft. Bing has taken off from being something that people used to make jokes about to now Bing is like the cool thing to start using because of its AI integration. When they integrate the AI into gaming, when we get our first smart games, Maybe next generation we get our first smart console steal. I don't know what that looks like, but once if they integrate AI into the console, it will be the only place to get those types of games at scale or even a console that has AI integration into it will be Xbox's side. 
that will be a huge differentiator going forward. When we're playing games where NPCs are unpredictable and react to you in different ways every time you play, and depending on your actions in real time, there's not going to be, well, I shouldn't say there's not going to be because you know anybody can license AI and, and people will start integrating it. Microsoft is going to have a leg up because of their investment, though. They are going yeah. to be ahead of the curve in that. And that is, that is again, whether you like it or not, a part of the future. Yeah, uh, again, and there's uh, there's things going on right now where with uh, with AI where they're trying to halt the halt the progression of AI because it is in a very scary place. And if things if somebody doesn't get in and I'm not gonna say streamline things, but at least give it some form of regulation that again, and that's another scary conversation to have because what's gonna end up happening is. The people who got money are going to have full control over what the AI is actually capable of, and they're just going to make sure it's it's regulated for us, for the normal people, while they do whatever they want to with it. That's exactly what's going to end up. But then, but then there will be the open source AI that's floating around that everybody gets their hands on that's uncontrolled as well. It's it's almost too late at this point. Almost like the internet, but like the, the internet. But a, a lot a lot late. of the big a lot of the big proponents for uh, AI currently are trying to reel yeah. it in a bit but we'll see how those things go but i do agree that it does it definitely has a opportunity um for ai to be involved in gaming it's probably one of the most strongest yeah. things that could happen for the future because yeah. again humans only have so many possibilities again uh, to to make right only so many different ideas designs this that and this, so forth and again we are going to get to a, a place of uncanny valley to where you can only make games look but so realistic and what point do we get to before we just inject ourselves in the system? Not like what me and Pong want, right? Um, <laughs> VR isn't enough. We just, you might as well just inject me into the system and I'll pull myself out when I'm ready or whatever the case. Um, there's, a, there's a huge opportunity for that. I don't want the human element to take it taken away completely no, from it no, because games are still... Again, the thing that makes them so unique is the fact that you there. There's so many things that you can relate to. There are stories that for you to enjoy from your own perspective and pull things out from what you experience personally. Um, and it's one of the only spaces outside of like movies and things like that. Um, but even movies, it's a little bit more refined. Uh, but gaming is one of those spaces that no matter what, you can have a hundred hour experience and still feel completely different than somebody else um in that same amount of time so you're talking about bethesda yeah cool. i mean that's uh, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure but ai as a tool every game enhance, for me but <laughs> ai can enhance and if microsoft goes full bore and integrates it into their gaming side of things it could help with performance it could push games to the next level uh by becoming a tool for the developers which enhances their own creativity to another level, which goes in as a tool and looks at performance and tweaks, is able to tweak code, is able to make sure that the code is running properly, is able to say, hey, we could optimize here, something that the developers themselves couldn't see, and all of a sudden the game's quality level is now what we've been talking about, which unfortunately in the AAA space lately has not been acceptable in a lot of cases all of a sudden we see that start to disappear and all of a sudden we get better, more polished, triple a bigger experiences out the gate with a little AI to it. 
that adds a little flavor to that creativity. Again, that makes those games unpredictable. That makes it a unique experience every time you go in in real time. Like that's that's what gets exciting. That's what gets the, the, the God. I'm pretty sure you're joking. He was like, I was looking forward to Wayfinders on PlayStation until I found out it's coming to Xbox as well. <laughs> oh, now it's shit. Yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a completely it's a garbage yeah, game now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Wayfinder got some other problems. I, I was kind of excited for that game too, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I'm more excited for Chrono Odyssey, which Chronos Odyssey, I think it's called. Yeah, Chronos Odyssey. Um, that game looks fucking phenomenal. Another Korean, another yeah. Korean game. Steve, we've been talking. We've been we talking. keep, we keep beating that drum, man. I'm just yep. saying. You should be dropping bags full of money over in Korea right now, man. The dev and talent over there look, is off. And I maybe it's just my algorithms, but I'm seeing more marketing yep. from the play on the Xbox side of things yep. than I am on PlayStation. Although that PlayStation YouTube channel though oh, yeah. Yeah. for that for that game is yeah. leagues and bounds way beyond what uh Xbox has on their channel, which is again can, you see it. the difference there already. Yeah. Right? It's if that automatic. doesn't tell you if that yeah, doesn't tell you what the story really is, like it's a it's popularity automatic. thing. Yeah, they got more. They got more users, man. They do. They might not have more monthly active users, but they've got more players overall, and they've got the bigger pop name. Did they? Did they um, confirm it's free to play, uh, Dakato? I don't know if they confirmed it was free to play or not. I have not seen that they've confirmed that it's going to be free to play. I, I'm the only thing hoping, I've seen is the MMO, right? Yeah, the only thing I see was the MMO. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to assume that it's free to play, especially with that type of quality that they have. If you go through that trailer for Chrono Odyssey, um, and for audio listeners, if you haven't checked out Chrono Odyssey, it's a new upcoming game. Um, by that's not Inside. Somebody else. They have. They haven't created very many games. Um, but nonetheless, it's a new game. Uh, it's an MMO, and open world has all the great things that you would come to expect, but the hit boxes in the, in the hit detection that seemingly they have in this game seem extremely accurate in the gameplay mechanics themselves, at least on a combat standpoint, there's a lot of effort for this just to be coming out of nowhere. But again, this seems to be the case with Korean, uh, with Korean games it's, though. It's N pixel and pixel there. Impixel is the publisher, and it's also developed by them and Gameplex Company. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 fucking crazy. Um, Unreal Engine Five. Dakota says I've never seen Korean MMO that charges though. Black Desert charged. Um, they made it free to play. Um, Originally, it started out as a as as originally was a thirty dollar game. Uh, you you had to pay thirty dollars to jump in, and then of course, like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, it was it was just like Final Fantasy fourteen. You have to pay for the upfront content. Uh, well, now it's different with Final Fantasy fourteen. It lets you play up to a certain point, and then if you want to keep playing, you got to buy the additional content, uh, which is it is what it is. It is what it is. It, it's it's a hundred hours worth of content. At that point, it's kind of like. You gotta decide whether it's worth. Yeah, why not? Well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why, Bill yeah. Wars Two has the same thing going on for yeah. them too, where it's yeah. like they have a hundred hours worth of content. And then at that point, decide whether you want to jump into it. And a lot of people are saying good Here, things about it. Here's what I. We're off on a tangent because we gotta get back to Phil's interview and get because yeah, yeah. he's got some good things that we gotta get into too. Uh, some really good things uh, at the end there. Um, but the thing about the Korean devs, and I know they're starting to get this um, name, people people are sitting up and taking notice, but a lot of people like Dakato are saying, you know, we, I just saw it on Twitter when this was launched. Oh, another free-to-play MMO from a Korean developer. 
shocking or whatever the case may be. They're starting to get that namesake. But that's why I'm saying if I was Microsoft right now, the aesthetics and how they develop, I'd throw some money at them and say, make me a single player RPG. Now, I wouldn't even say, hey, hey, no, make the game that you're making now. But fucking, uh, here's some money. Well, here's some money, but I'm just saying I would go after (laughs) them to to counter Square Enix. I would go after the Korean developers and say, make me make me a single player version of this. Make me a single player experience. We'll fund it, but give us this style because this style, this detail, the aesthetic to these games. Again, it's not for everybody. I understand that, but man, is it gorgeous steel. And some of the stuff does rival some of the A team from Square. So it does rival a lot of it in character and all that kind of stuff. I love it. I, I just think it looks gorgeous. So anyway, that's yeah, I'm no, it, it looks really dope. It looks really interesting. But yeah, uh, to get back to the fill interview, what was it? What, yeah. what was the next point that you want to touch on? I want to touch on the good stuff here. Okay, you know, I want to talk. Good I want to touch on when he got into showcase. And again, I'm leaving out the showcase or Xbox showcase purposely because Phil did it in this interview. Again, go listen to it, and it's not accidental. He says. Uh, he says, I'm excited for showcase. Right. So, so it, it's funny how he did this. Um, so yeah. And, and about the roadmap steel and about what he talked about there. So um, this is where the tone changed one time during this interview, when Phil talked about showcase and when he talked about the roadmap steel, and this is when you could see Phil get to a, a point of relief and a point back to normal Phil where he was, had something good to think about, and he was excited. And of course, you can say, well, of course Phil's going to be this way. But listen, again, what they did last year with the 12-month thing, I think is thrown out the window by his comments here. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Steele brought it up in the beginning. I think it was thrown out the window uh, by what he said here. Um, I believe that he, I think it's back to business as usual, something we talked about, Steele. They have been dragging this anchor, which is the ABK acquisition around because i think the attorneys i think the legal uh eagles involved in this i think that the corporate side of things all told xbox you guys got to be quiet we got to go into victim mode we got to go into weak mode we got to go into hey we just got to push this abk deal through so we can't show all of our cards we can't be out here promoting how much we got coming we can't be doing all this stuff it's been frustrating for the community that's why so many people are sick of the ABK deal right mm-hmm. now because it feels like Xbox has been quiet. It feels like Xbox lost a lot of the momentum we had prior to the announcement of the ABK deal because I think it has been dragging them down. But now all the cards are out on the table still, right? CMA has blocked. FTC is going to continue to move forward. We don't know about the EC. It's sounding promising in the EC right now. But again, it was sounding promising with the CMA for a while there too. So we don't know. But I think now that all the cards are laid out, Everything's on the table. It doesn't matter anymore. Everything's here. They're going to appeal. They're going to fight. It doesn't matter what they do at this point, okay, outside of another acquisition. So I think it's back to business, and I think you can see it in Phil when he talked about this because Phil, they asked him about Showcase and about the future because Snowbike Mike asked him to give us something positive that he was feeling. And he first talked about the roadmap deal, and he said, finally, and he, he literally said that. He goes, finally, I can see it. The one game per quarter. Yep. And he said, we're done with the COVID. And he goes, I'm sick and tired of talking about COVID. Right? And he said all that. And it was very demonstrative in his, um, in the way that he said all these things. 
but he said, finally, I can see the one per quarter. And he goes, and he goes, we've got great games coming up. He goes, and this is where it gets interesting. And this is what I picked up on and other people picked up on. Mav and I talked about this because Mav picked up on the same thing, Steel, and I think you picked it up. He goes, we got great games coming. Starfield, Motorsport, Hellblade 2. Starfield, Motorsport, Hellblade 2. He listed them off in order. And he included that in the first grouping that he talked about. Those were the three that he talked about in the first grouping. Starfield, Motorsport, Hellblade 2. What caught me was the inclusion of Hellblade 2. Because he wasn't just... Again, you could take it as this year, because we've heard smoke that Hellblade 2 might be ready. Yeah, there was some smoke on that. Mm -hmm. Or very early... 2024 it's ready it, or it's close to being ready steel he said that and again human nature i'm not a psychologist but i've read plenty of books and anybody out there who's done sales i've taken and you've and you studied you took in psychology human mind when you're going through and you're listing names you generally speaking will do it in the order that you saw things in right and phil of course has probably been looking over the roadmap non-stop like this is his job like this is what he does and he specifically went down the order. So I do think we get Starfield in September. I think that Motorsport is after Starfield. I don't think we're going to see Motorsport July, August. Any, I don't think we're going to see it June, July, August. I don't think we're going to see it. I think it comes Starfield and then Motorsport. Now that would end the quarters, right? Because we got Redfall, Starfield, and then Motorsport would end the quarter. Hellboy 2 could still sneak in there. I still think there's a potential the way he said it that Hellboy 2 in there. Right. Christmas type. Right day. around that time. Right around that time. I think it's possible. I also think it's possible that I also think that it's possible that he was thinking about January, February, starting out the year. Right? That early yeah, that could be in, nice too. in 2024. Yeah. Hellblade 2 sitting there, right? January, February, nice big drop would be a giant coming off yeah. of that, coming off of Starfield, coming off of Motorsport, two games which we, I think, are still in the camp that both of those games are going to be home runs. Both of those games are going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. They're going to be great games. Motorsports right? are going to show people why, yeah. why they should probably get a console. Right, right, right. Like, right, like, exactly. they, like it used to be back in the day. Right, right. right. Think, and it's, um, it's racing. It's a niche genre still. Not, but it doesn't matter. It I'm doesn't matter. It's great game. Yeah, of course. So am I. But Starfield, Motorsport, and then Hellblade 2. And then... He said, I've seen, we've got, we've got collections of games and he goes, and we've seen, I've seen good builds from Avowed. And then he redid the list and he said, Starfield, Motorsport, Hellblade 2, Avowed. That's your lineup. That's your roadmap till next summer. And that kind of does line things up too. There's going to be smaller stuff in there, yeah. right? There's going to be smaller games Game in Pass there. too game pass stuff but there's gonna be smaller games that show up a hi-fi rush games collection col or uh collections of games was curious steel could he be alluding to a possible gears that we've heard about potentially a marcus phoenix collection dropping something in there was he just talking about other games in general a collection of games interesting stuff really good stuff because what i'm saying here folks is is he reiterated we finally are to the point where we're going to get that game per quarter. And the way that he said it in confidence means now all this talk that we've had, all these times that Steele and I hear on Living Split Screen and all the other shows that have said that 
you know, because Phil originally said that he wants one big game per quarter. Phil, I believe, has now seen the roadmap, knows where his developers are, how many games they have in the pipeline, and they're all lining up where <laughs> he can be confident in that one per quarter, Steve. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's just going to be one per quarter, but I think that that's it. And I think he gave us the roadmap till next summer before showcase next year mm-hmm. that we're going to see Starfield Motorsport, Hellblade 2, and Avowed all in the next 12 months. All right, got to be careful with the 12-month thing. I know, I know. He's not, he's not using that terminology. <laughs> know, but I'm saying know, that, know, that the funny. roadmap is laid out now and he can see it and that they're in a good spot and that those are ones that he's confident in. That's four in the next 12 months, right? Mm-hmm. One per quarter. Now, I do I do agree. If if those, if that is the lineup, yep. especially with the way that he iterated it, and again, people can say, oh, you're overanalyzing. Okay, sure. No. Um, you can say, you can say whatever you'd like. Um, and none of it may be true. We may not see any of those games. They may all get delayed until next next year, <laughs> no, and we don't no. get them until 2025. That's not happening, Steve. That's um, not happening. It's not happening with Starfield and Motorsport, I don't think. Um, and <laughs> I... I Again, the way that he talked about those things, the only thing that has me kind of questionable is avowed. Because when you when you make the comment that oh I've seen builds of avowed, mm-hmm. that kind of tells me that they're they're still working on something. Well, so yeah, because they moved over to Unreal Five. We right, right, right. So yeah. there is a there is the chance that I do think again, especially since avowed was the last one, that that it's is upsetting. probably it's upsetting. Twenty twenty. That's Four. definitely twenty twenty four middle. Yeah. Maybe yes. that's the game at the next E3 that you say, hey, this game's going to be available this fall. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe sooner. Or maybe it's the Redfall spot. Oh, it could be. It could, it could be. Summer. That could be. It definitely May. could be a summer, a summer thing. Spring. It depends on what else they have in the tuck and what other games that they have. Because, again, yeah. especially when you maybe throw... It is. Maybe it is the fall game. You're yeah, right, I mean, who knows? Be, who knows? It could be the September slot. But I, I, Obsidian is damn good. And I think that they're going to have it ready. So, and yeah, he yeah, was confident. And it, did, it did seem like it. all the games that he mentioned, though, yeah. uh, there is a specific reason why he said that, uh, said those things. And we can't say that, oh, well, Phil's good at, just good at talking and giving people hope mm-hmm. and he all is. these things. And he then <laughs> not, and then not yeah. also consider that he does a lot of things purposefully. Right, um, things on his shelf which have come to he mm-hmm. well, where he'll say, oh, no, there's nothing on my shelf. And they come to find out. I mean, some things have started. Things have lined up based off that shelf. Um, so again, to each their own on how you see those things. If they are able to hit that Starfield Forza Motorsport, it's kind of it's kind of it's a little depressing to me that not depressing, but um, sad to me that if, if Motorsport comes out after Starfield, kind of weird. I, I don't I don't know. I, I was expecting. For motorsport to be before Starfield, but then they would say it'd have to be before September. It's kind of yeah. like, ah, why, why rush it? Um, you might as well just release it again. Hopefully, I would like to see them go to what I spoke on before, where Forza Horizon, Forza Motorsport have an opposite kind of cadence from each other, right? Mm-hmm. Where they release around the same time. So, for an example, so if Motorsport comes out in November. Well, Horizon 5 came out in November. Mm-hmm. So now you can do that two to three year dev cycle. You can expect and set the expectation and build anticipation for, okay, well, Forza Horizon 6 is going to come out 
two years from now or maybe a year from now, depending on how they end up developing it or how they want to release it. I would say give your racing games two years between each other. And, and motorsport has a big expansion. Because yeah, I think motorsport is going to... This it's is, going to live on. It's going to live It's going to live on. So now we're going to get big expansions, right? So you would get a big expansion in a... In a you would get smaller stuff. You would get DLC right. like normal. But then you would have a big expansion, a big addition two years, right? After, you know... It, whatever the case may be right exactly yep. so if they're able to line that up i think that would be perfect now if if november is going to be car month then hey again there's perfect marketing for you to set that up and it's right there within the holidays you got a lot of people that are going to be at home willing to spend that time racing sims are becoming more and more of a phenomenon uh more people are getting like racing builds set up they're getting wheels and everything else and it's becoming the thing on uh to be streamed and people love watching that uh there's such a huge opportunity to open up right there so it's a prime space and uh lethal i do i, I saw you say hey, you need to get on jedi um again if you like the first one you're gonna like the, you're gonna like the second one at least four times more at least bare minimum and i was and i'm saying that as someone who first one was kind of weak to me but I, I thought it was all right um but anyway as far as these games go, uh, Starfield is definitely the my most anticipated and the confidence that he had. Uh, well, as far as Xbox first party goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the confidence that he exuded about Starfield, again, coming off the heels of the Redfall conversation and then clarifying and making sure that you said that, hey, well, we got in there with Starfield. And, and answered the question of whether or not we're going to get clarity on 60 frames. And his answer was, yeah. That gives me a lot of confidence for what, what to be expected, at least for that title. Um, I, I personally think, and I'll stand on the hill, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't care if I'm wrong. Um, yeah. about, I'm not, again, I'm not yeah. somebody who gets paid for their fucking opinions on whether I'm right or not. Um, I do anticipate there to be an option mm-hmm. for performance or, graph, or graphical quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be their day one. One, because Todd has made the point that he thinks that 30 frames is all right, but I also don't think that Todd is, he's not a newbie to think that, well, uh, we're not just going, we're just not deliberately not going to put 60 in. Because regardless of what they do, even if they don't end up dropping the 60, it's going to get modded in. And that's going to be one of the first mods, if that's not the case, to where um, it's going to get implemented very quickly. And especially with them being very open with mods um, and letting the people know that, hey, this is something that we're going to focus on. Um, but there is there is a lot that is going into the anticipation for Starfield um, and to this release. And I think that they all understood that, which is why they made sure to get in there early for Starfield. Um, because, again, which is why... It adds on to the conversation earlier being really weird that you would get a studio to come in like Arcane with Redfall and don't get them to understand what it's what it is to be first party, but you do it with Starfield. To me, that blatantly says that Starfield was a much more important game than Redfall was ever going to be. Oh, yeah. And it also tells me that you definitely oversold Redfall unnecessarily. Um, again, yeah. hey, hey, you had to do whatever you felt was necessary. And again, we had that conversation I'll leave it at that, but it does give me some faith. Um, 
Thib says, hey, still shut up, but Lethal Papa told me so, and I, I like to be on his good graces. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, Lethal says, I really don't think that it'll be 16 to be successful, in my opinion. It doesn't need it. It would definitely be a huge... Mm, um, no, it doesn't need it, because there's plenty of Bethesda fans who will play it in 30, just like me. Like It's not going to help the conversation. In 2023, again, I would understand, because of the scope, and I understand what Bethesda I does. Still, I, I would right, right, right. Steel, I told you on a I hardware you, standpoint. I, I, I told do. you if it doesn't come, if it doesn't come out, I will be playing the game and loving every. I'll mean, play it on PC, so it is what it is. Right, right, but I'll be playing on console, thirty frames, and loving every fucking minute of it. I have zero problem admitting that, right? No, multiple. But I will be on this show saying that it was a mistake and that there's no reason why that there's there should have been a performance mode available day one on launch. I will still be here giving them smoke in 2023 with now that we know for a fact, and we already knew because Todd talked about it in the Lex Friedman interview. Yes. Now that we got Phil out here talking about how they sent the spec ops in early on to make sure that Starfield got all the bells yeah, no and reason. whistles, there is no reason why that again <laughs> there's not a 60 frames performance mode even if it drops it down to 1080p i don't care even if it drops it down to sub it's an option i don't care it's an option again it's yeah option. you don't have to play that way but it, it should be an but option. no lethal lethal it still will be successful no matter what because it's it's bethesda type it's just the conversation around it will not be the best and it's also going to be different regardless yes. because yes they've openly said that mods were going to be allowed yes. um and yes. they've been this has been a thing Thanks. and I, it'd be crazy to think that no. somebody immediate that's going to be the something that happens within the first week of the game it's being happened there. with all their games every time <laughs> so it's kind of like ah uh, Leave also says, I guarantee you this, no matter how good it is, Starfield, the showcase, yeah. the usuals that will dedicate oh, yeah. an entire show to pick up. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. <That's, laughs> the microscopes are going to be out, Lethal, blowing up pixels 400%. Oh, my God, look how horrible this is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, okay. that just speaks to yeah. Xbox, unfortunately, is always going to have that stink. To of course. Uh, um, don't matter. They're the, they are the little brother Xbox, not Microsoft, Xbox. Even though X, Microsoft is supporting Xbox, Xbox is still the little brother of the gaming industry. Mm. And Redheaded stepchild. Yeah, redheaded stepchild more so. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, so no matter what, yeah. they're always going to get that same. Again, That's you fun. see it. Halo has always got Halo is the best example that I can give you of oh. a game that would never get anything right. Um, after the first three, but people want all these people to come back uh, from Bungie to come back to make the game great. But even during those times, people were complaining about those games. And, and, and to be fair, Bethesda has gotten the moniker Bugfesda long before they were ever associated with Microsoft for a reason. Skyrim got yeah. the flack. Fallout's got the flack. Oblivion got the flack back in the day. They get the flack, but guess what? 10, 15, 20 years later, people still playing the games, still talking about greatest of all time, <laughs> no matter yeah. what. Uh, Todd and his team, they have thick skin at this point because they've put out generational games, no matter what anybody wants to say. Oh, they're overrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Don't matter. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't see them as a. That's that part of that conversation when people go there, that's like, oh, different. they're overrated. Like but again, I, I can see why people say that, and you could say that the game isn't for you. you. Um, yeah, you could literally say that about anything. But anything at the same, popular at the no, same was, time, like, okay. you you can't say that and then not admit that there's no no other studio that does exactly what they do. Right, 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 right. right. Literally, yeah, from yeah. a story standpoint from a w- immersion standpoint uh from a wor- world building sandbox standpoint like there's literally nobody who does the same thing not at that level at least Matt, i mean again no. uh, the closest i could comparison i could give you was mass effect but that's even that's still a different game yeah, no, no, no. Nah, I guess what's still much controlled. Different. That's a much more controlled, narrative-driven game. That's but but in is. there, it gives you that fake fantasy that you have full yeah. control of everything, yeah, 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 and they yeah. also continue it through multiple games. So it's kind of whatever. But anyway, again, it's, yes. it's very, very, very few. Uh, yes, and, and Hazardor yeah. that's pro- probably going to be the case. But yeah. that mod is not going to be available on Xbox. It, it he says sex mods on a sex mods on a thousand. <laughs> oh no, 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 Phil won't allow those. Yeah, nah, we are nah. gonna get mods. We are gonna get mods on console. I think that's gonna be a big part of this too. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. It's it's yeah. definitely gonna blow it up. I'm I'm I know that people are like thirsty for it too. They're mm-hmm. waiting. People are there's already four on up. Steam. Number one wish list on Steam, man. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. They can start up their own again. <laughs> Skyrim. There's some interesting things happening in Skyrim on Reddit. I'll just let you know that. People people are going to remember, Steel. Again, people forget. We don't get these games very often. People are going to remember. It's going to be funny when it happens, bro. No matter how much flack, it don't matter. Unless the game's completely broken, which I don't believe it's going to be. Unless the game is completely broken. Yeah, especially what People going to remember. Now. People going to remember the power of Bethesda and the power of Todd Howard and his A-team and what they do and why they're so special, even in 2023. It's still a unique game setup that they've got, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be extremely interesting to see. But for Phil to, uh, to rant off those games like that yeah. again, especially with the mindset that he was in currently, um, well at that time, I think he was just trying to prove a point. And again, he continuously iterated that you know I could tell you all these things, and y'all aren't gonna believe me until something happens. So the only thing that we could do is see if these games end up releasing. Um, if Starfield hits and then Motorsport hits, and they're both great games. Which I'm, I'm anticipating both will. Again, Turn Ten has has never dropped the ball, so there's literally no reason. Like I saw, I see people downplay it, and again, you could just say it's oh, it's just well, a car game. Well, um, that's fuzzy. They dropped the ball, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, we compare no, from what they said to yourself. From what they've said, they're not dropping the ball this time. But we only the only comparison yeah. you can make is yeah. to yourself. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like yeah, it, it you know it is what it is. Got to you got to take it for what it was. Uh, yep. I mean, again, I, I I agree with that too. Uh, Motorsport ha- hadn't pulled me in in recent years, um, and how they have set up, especially with like having the race set up. Like they set it up, especially in Motorsport Seven, at least from what I've seen, to where you can't put your because before it was like as long as your car was was in the class, that's all that mattered. Then it turned into. Even if I kept put the car in that class and put it at the top of its class, that for whatever reason, there was still an issue, and it and then you put me in a scenario where I, I can't like I can't win the race or even have a chance because and I'm playing on a harder difficulty and I can't make money because because of how it's set up. It just felt like the system was working against. 
again. Yeah. I'd been away from motorsport for some time. Last one I seriously played was motorsport five, probably. Five. So it is what it is. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's motorsport's gonna be fun. Gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And then we gotta talk about real quick too, Steel. We gotta get into what he said about the about showcase too. Um, because Paris listed off all the games that it were announced over the past few years, right? Fable, Perfect Dark, In Exile's new game, Compulsion, Contraband, Compulsion's new game, Contraband. Um, he went down the list and listed off a pretty big list and said, Phil, show, it, during the showcase, um, you know, what are you guys planning on doing? Because he brought up the 12 months, and that's when Phil jumped in because Paris kind of went, and you really didn't hit the 12 months. And Phil jumped all over him and said, no, 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 we didn't hit the 12 months right. uh, and made it quite, quite clear. And he talked about the showcase and he said, still, you confirm we're going to have new game announcements, stuff we don't know about. He said, there's going to be new game out game announcements. There's going to be gameplay up ga- updates on some of the games from Paris's list, which again was all the games that we've been kind of sitting on stated. K three was another one he announced in there too. He said some of those games we're going to see updated lists, um, and uh, so Steel. Yeah, sounding like they're going beyond the twelve months, brother. <laughs> we're going to get they some should. hopes and dreams. We're going back to normal. Like I said, business, business back to normal for business again. I think we're going back, uh, and they're going to they show should. us some games even into twenty twenty five. I think so. I think we're going to see some some updates and some future stuff and new games. I mean, exciting. as they should, there should be people who you have, you have to give people a little bit of hype, right? I, I, I know some people feel like, Hey, we well, don't show me too much of the future. Cause you got to prove to me right now, the games I'm, I'm going to be getting and that's cute. And that's great and all. But if there's one thing that, that Sony does do f- extremely well, especially for me, well, they haven't for a while. Uh, <laughs> that's a different conversation september 2021 i believe was their last full showcase for sony i thought that was 2020 was it 20 the one that people were sharing it was tw- no i'm just saying the last official playstation showcase was it 2021 or 2020 i can't remember it was one of the two i think it was 2021 it was where they showed yeah. where they showed a variety of different games i think they that was showed, 2021 isn't that when they showed god of war 2 or god of war ragnarok I believe so. September. I think that was it. So somebody on the chat will remember, but I think it's September 2021 um, is the last time we had an official showcase from Sony. So they've been quiet for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. They had a little state of place, but Xbox has been here yearly. So, uh, but yeah, go ahead, Steel. You, you were saying they're going to be, the, that's what Sony does well. Oh. Um, obviously, hopes and dreams. Yes, selling hopes and dreams is something that you have to do as a as a platform holder, mainly because you got to give people a reason to be excited. We are also in a space to where those visions aren't what they used to be, to where it's like, oh, you're showing me CGI and the game's not ever going to look like that. And, and Nix, you don't have to say Xbox positive comment. Nix is just get out here being silky, being silky now. Um, <laughs> oh, y'all are, I, I, y'all are funny. I love y'all. Um, but you have to give people the reason to get invested. Something that people could talk over the water cooler about. Uh, something that's going to spark conversation and get people excited for what's to come. Um, because again, like the point I was making is that CGI is closer to what the gameplay is actually going to look like now more than ever. Whereas before it was just like, oh, the game's not going to look like that. Like we got with Cyberpunk. 
eh, six years later, the game don't look the way that they tried to advertise it. Um, and it is what it is. And a lot of the promises they didn't fall in with. Uh, but me and Pong loved the game, so it, you know, it was what it was. They hit something right. Um, there is... You, the only thing about that entire that entire scenario of selling people on hopes and dreams is that you have to do it properly. You have to do it with games that are going to get people excited. Um, it can't be something. It can't be a, for an example. Um, wow, why do I always forget about the name of this damn game? Like right there in the moment. Um, the pirate game. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. You can't be trying to sell people on a Sea of Thieves three years from now. That's that's not going to do anything for the people. Sure, it has a base now, and that's cool, but you need something like a, a Stellar Blade, for an example, to get people excited. You need something like uh, a Fable to get people excited for, right? When is that game going to come, going to come out? Is it a 2025 game? Um, can you put some form of a timeline? And again, the more of a roadmap that you can give the people and also give yourself to kind of internalize and say, hey, this is the marks that we're trying to hit. Regardless of how people feel about delays, delays happen. That's just the reality of gaming at this point. And if you're going to afford to delay a game, just because you said the game is going to come out in 2025 or whichever the case, you got to delay it for whichever reason, 2026. Again, you're building hype. And you, the one thing that Xbox has missed on is just building off the hype. You can delay something, but give some in in that in between time. Give people a reason to continuously be excited, right? No, uh, give updates. them some gameplay. Yeah, updates. give me a give me a fucking update. Can't go three years dark. Spider Man, what? Why? I need an update. Factions, I need an update for an example. Or in this on the Xbox side of things, hey, we avow contraband, perfect fable, perfect dark. Go down the list. When we need updates from these games. Where are they at? I'm not telling me that you got it. You don't have to give me an hour breakdown, the perfect gameplay scenario. No. But just like with this most recent Dev Direct that you guys did, it's a perfect example of setting anticipate or setting the expectation for what's a, what's to come. Now, it, it didn't really work for Minecraft Legends, unfortunately. But it, it, it did work for... Um, for what they needed it, uh, for for what they needed. So, um, that's what they're gonna do in the showcase, right? At least that's what that's what I'm expecting. But again, people like me and yourself, Pong, we are some of the few that look at these showcases and in, in boxes, right? Back Others look at them and as oh, how does it compare to this previous one? And I, I do some of that as far as pacing goes. That's the mo- that's the main thing that I consider. Because right. other they've than that, lessons there because their right, shows have they been have. really good at pacing. Really the main the main thing that's always been and the reason that I always look at these in that vacuum is because I always fi- end up finding games that I pull out that seem to be enjoyable for me, um, or that are at least of some interest. And if I can find a few, then that tells me that that was a good showcase. Um, in most cases, so. Hopefully they can set proper expectation. They can get people excited for what's to come for the future. Again, stepping back into that bag because obviously the 12 month thing didn't work and they should never do ever do that again because there's no reason why you, especially as a trillion dollar company need to put, need to corner yourself um, 
and then fall short on the things that you cornered yourself into. Just doesn't make sense. How about you? We just do better with marketing. We get better with setting expectation. We get better with building up the hype. And you as a trillion dollar company have every opposite. Uh, have every opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and I want to see you, th- you know, take advantage of it. So that's, that's really when I, what my expectation anticipation is at least at this point, especially with him naming the games that he named. Um, and again, everything was purposefully done um, as far as the interview goes, right? Uh, there's a reason why he mentioned those games, uh, what the games that uh, they come to expect for this year, um, as far as the pipeline goes, and then also going over the games that we can anticipate for the future. Yeah. And each one of those has the potential of being something major, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of my, no. that's kind of my thoughts on this. No, no, it's huge. And uh, I, I think it was good that he quantified it and that he stated that, that we are going to see a few updates uh, from Paris's list and Paris didn't list all the games they've announced. So uh, the fact that he said there was going to be a few on that list, um, you know, Paris didn't mention like Indiana Jones, which I think does show up at this showcase. Um, I think that they capitalize on the movie coming out. Uh, it's not going to be ready, but I think we get to see a teaser from Indiana more than we did the first time around. Um, I think they capitalize on that, but I think we do get updates from contraband. The obvious ones are going to be there, right? Motorsport's going to be there. I believe yeah. Hellblade 2 will be there in some form or fashion. Now, Mav brought up the fact that if Hellblade 2 is a January, February, they're probably going to have a dev direct for that at some point, like they're doing with Starfield, like they did before. They're going to have a blowout. But I think at the showcase, you give us another uh, a glimpse and you announce that dev direct and say, hey, we're going to deep dive Hellblade 2 at this dev direct on such and such a date. I think that would be exciting. Mark your calendars type scenario. Uh, I think it'd be good. There's um, those rumors I, for that show that's coming at, uh, yep. at two days after the. Um, yeah, focus. yeah, and, and I think, but I think Hellblade two further out. I think we get a dev direct closer oh, to for the sure, launch. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, but either way, I think that shows up. I think Avow does make an appearance here. Um, if if Phil is saying he's seen good builds, I think they pull something out of one of those good builds. Unreal Engine five. We already know it's going to look good, gorgeous. It's Obsidian already really high. Um, expectations from Obsidian, of course, because they know what they're doing. So I think of Vouds there. I think those are the easy ones. And like I said, Indiana Jones is my kind of out on a limb one there from first party. I think In Exile is there. I don't think Compulsion is there. Now, some people think that both are going to be there. Some people think Compulsion is going to be there. In Exile won't be. Compulsion, we just found out this week, um, it just is hiring a community manager. So that means they're ramping up. Right, because you hire a community manager because you're getting ready. You're yeah. going to make an announcement at some point. You're going to need, you know, have somebody overseeing a team to handle social media, to handle all that uh, PR stuff in the public space. So I think that they're ramping up. I just don't know if they now they could tease it. They could give us a title card, uh, give us a real quick teaser on it, and do something like that. But I think Compulsion holds back from this one um, until a later date. I think an Exile though is ready. I think an Exile. I think we see. Um, for sure. Um, third party stuff is going to be there again. I think armor core six is on the stage. I think there's an outside. We're going to see age of empires four for console. will make its appearance. I made a joke last night. Um, sea of thieves, ESO fallout 76 grounded. <laughs> we, we get, to, we get the middle of the show, uh, updates. Uh, it's a joke. I don't know what we see there, but I think that the potentially we're going to see some more from those. Um, but I think that, uh, overall, we're going to get some real big surprises. If that's the market, we might get a gear six teaser from coalition. 
Um, I think we're, with, I think we're still with a, a flash, yeah. or well, like a teaser. You know what I'm saying? Like a flash, like Gear Six, just the oh, just like a flat a splash screen. You splash screen, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, just I, I think we could, or if the Marcus Phoenix collection is real, that's I would. That, then I think we see that. I, that's probably one of my more so bigger hopes as far yep. as like just the one to throw out there. Um, one that I don't know if it's how how, how likely that it is. Yep. Although because of the whole PC push Microsoft has been making as far as more gaming wise, at least um, Gears one through three aren't on PC. Right. Um, and that's a prime opportunity to start building up that hype again. And you could let that game be, uh, you know, the Marcus Phoenix collection, as long as you bring over the multiplayer and everything, um, and it's, if they do the Marcus Phoenix collection the same way that they did Gears 1 Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. um, then we, there's definitely something there to hold over Gears fan for at least two years, I think, um, for you to really develop that game, Gears 6, and because Gears 6 is going to have to hit a different echelon. Uh, the gameplay is going to have to change in some facts, uh, change in some ways, shapes, and forms, um, because this time around, Xbox... You have to take advantage of your IP. You have to see, or hopefully you've been sitting in with creative meetings with the coalition to see how they can reinvigorate uh, the multiplayer for Gears. Because Gears, fortunately, unfortunately, um, a lot outside of the campaign experience, many people are scared to jump into the multiplayer experience or are turned off of it because of that. Um, Just fine. I mean, yeah, Honestly, which is which, which is fine. It, it is what it is. is. In this but, space, in this day and age, deal with how many options there are. Sure, you still want a presence. There's not multiplayer. But there's not many third person games. No, that that, no, no. That but I'm just saying, player. overall, there's there's a limited amount of people that just play third person multiplayer games, right? So you're right. still competing against the first person. You're still, you know, and you got Fortnite. Let's be real. It's the elephant in the room as the third person, right? Different. I I get all, what I'm saying, Steel. Yes, you still want multiplayer. Yes, you still want to have a presence. But in 2023, are you going to dominate any, no matter what you change, are you going nah. to dominate the markets? No, you're not. Not looking for domination, but you can't do what you did from Gears 4 to 5, where sure. there was so much content in Gears 4 yeah. um, to where you released Gears 5 and it's, lo- it's lacking content yeah. up front. Yes. When it's like, guys. It's easy um, to slip back. <laughs> <laughs> um there's there's a lot of game here still and yeah. it took gears six months for them to gear to five. get content or well, gears yeah. five sorry it took <laughs> gears five six months to a year to get yeah. the content and to make the changes that they needed to the store for it to be appealing right. to people correct and for them to be like oh now it's worth me grinding this saying. out I, I get what you're saying it's got to be up front they got to be ready day one they, right they, they exactly have it this can't be halo yeah, like they, you can't go from halo to now your second most important ip arguably um in gears because i mean wow. fours are well, of course but um i'm not again that's not something to worry about personally yeah um but in Gears, your second probably most important IP, uh, the game that really has put Unreal on the map the way that it is currently, you can't look over this opportunity, right? No. no. And then we get uh, Project Belfry, uh, Wandering Tower. I believe Jez says it's now called officially Wandering Tower from Stoic, uh, which is another um, you know publishing deal that they have exclusive. Uh, that's the studio that made the Banner Saga. This is the one that Jez has described as hand-drawn animation. Uh, 2d style um rpg 
um, that is in the vein of Dragon's Crown, which again, not a lot of people are going to remember, but I loved Dragon's Crown, of course, which was published by uh, Atlas and which was developed by Vanillaware. Um, one of the best looking animated style games out there. Uh, so Project Belfry, I think, does show up. Wandering Tower, I should call it, because I believe that is the name. Um, that'll show up there as well. And then we're going to get some surprises, Steel. We're going to have um, some games that we probably are, are, are shocked about. Some third-party deals. Yet again, like we had last year with Persona showing up on Xbox. Um, I think that the Microsoft has been working behind the scenes diligently, and we're going to have some surprises, some new new games out there. Um, and uh, I'm 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 really excited. Steel the way, like I said, the shift in Phil's energy during this segment when he talked about the roadmap, the one game per quarter, and he talked about showcase. I'm excited. Um, it's not just Phil being salesman. He wasn't in the salesman mood. He was in a very a bad mood throughout the entire interview, but this sparked that excitement in him. And that means it's genuine. And to me, I'm hyped. I'll always be hyped for showcase time, no matter what, but I'm hyped. Cause I can't wait to see. And I think Steelers an outside chance outside chance for me. And this is a me thing. And a couple, I know we got, I know we got some people in the chat that enjoy RTSs and strategies, but there was a little hint this week from Andy Robinson. Shout out to VGC, Andy Robinson. Uh, there's another Star Wars RTS game outside of the Respawn one. So we're talking two Star Wars RTS games. There's another RTS game, he said, from a big-name developer. And if you whittle that down to only RTS developers, there's only a handful, literally, that you would consider big-name steal. And it so happens that Microsoft has either in-house or relationships with a majority of them, like close relationships. And I think that could, like I said, if that shows up on the Microsoft stage and it's either Creative Assembly, which did Total Wars and has done Halo Wars with Microsoft and Pass, and they're underneath Sega, of course. World's Edge, which of course is the Age team, and they have done a Star Wars RTS in the past, long ago, but they have done one, and they're coming off the success of obviously Age Empires 2 Definitive Edition and Age Empires 4, World's Edge, or my Dark Horse Steel. Blizzard jumping back into the RTS arena, doing a game because they would have to put together a new RTS team because the, the, the StarCraft team, the old Warcraft uh, team that did RTSs was dissolved years ago. So they would have to form a new one. And we know Mike Yabara teased and obviously Phil talked about StarCraft coming back if they got the ABK acquisition. But let's say internally Blizzard wants to bring StarCraft back. They got to form a new team. Why not get your feet wet before you move on to bringing back StarCraft, which is huge, gigantic. Yeah, that's not one. Bigger than anybody realizes. You don't just jump into that, right? You build a new team and you take on an IP like Star Wars and create an RTS to get your feet wet, to get the team gelled, to get that you know, to get that experience before you move back into StarCraft, a Star Wars RTS from Blizzard on the Microsoft stage, on the Xbox stage, boy, oh boy. Again, niche, but it's Star Wars, and it would be Blizzard. It would turn some heads, and it would be kind of exciting. So yeah, that's just could, a me thing. It could, end up, thing. And it, could end up, it could end up being pretty dope. Yep. Um, that's for sure. Yep. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, we're talking about the KOTOR remake 
uh, in chat. And they were saying that Jesse B was saying that Sony wasn't happy with what they saw early on mm-hmm. and they yeah. put it on hold. Yes. I don't know how yeah. I missed that. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was last year. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how I missed problems. that. Hey, show, shout, problems. shout out to that. Everybody was so which excited about, about yeah, that. Which is, and, which is very sad. Again, first of all, that Microsoft missed out. Saber. And, okay, that's what it was. Saber, it's under Saber yeah. now. Yeah. yeah it's mind. under Saber. They moved it. They moved it. So, well, it's not necessarily on hold or canceled, but it's... No, 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 but it had a blip. It had a delay. Somebody else is working on it. Gotcha. To do with it, right? So, uh, yeah, no, like, Tim, you're, you hit the nail on the head with StarCraft. You said StarCraft is 10 million sales day one just from Korea. Oh, oh guaranteed. That's yeah, why I'm saying... They're still that's playing StarCraft, too. That's why, it could, <laughs> that's why I'm saying you could see Blizzard, and it's weird to say, well, a Star Wars RTS would not be as big of a property of star yeah, no it it's not even close to, not even to. that's what i'm saying expectations lower for star wars rts out the gate let your team build on that experience before you go do a new starcraft because that's starcraft yeah expectations, pe- people aren't going to play about that bruh, starcraft bruh, 3 would have to be magical, magical. yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. you want to talk about a player base that'll be upset yeah, and be well, extremely StarCraft vocal. Two wasn't even like they they had issues with StarCraft Two. Like that's that's why it didn't hit as well, except outside Korea. Yeah, right. Korea's I mean, over time. Well, overall, the feeling about StarCraft Two was it wasn't the same as StarCraft One, and that's why they dissolved the team. Right. That's why they got rid of it. That's why they stopped making it. Like I said, if they're ready to bring it back, it's got to be. It's going to be gigantic. I still so, think that the first thing that they need to do is. Um, do starcraft ghosts yeah, um yeah, sure i think that that think that would be that would be the first thing only reason i say that i know rts isn't making a third person uh game no. would be completely separate from each other um yeah. but at least you'd be able to demonstrate if the deal ends up going through um even if it doesn't i, I whatever yeah. I, I i would just hope that if blizzard had the opportunity to do that that whatever team jumped in that they would understand the StarCraft universe first um, before they moved on. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that you know you know how Blizzard does, right? It's just like Diablo. Like, that lore in StarCraft for an RTS game is... Should be like Warhammer deep. right now. Yeah, it's ridiculously deep. They're going to do it right, Steel. I think, the, even without the acquisition, I think that Blizzard themselves being rejuvenated with a good expansion for World of Warcraft which they just dropped, which everybody, again, World of Warcraft, it, it, it's one play. of the biggest names out there. It's had its, it, it's, it's still one of the off, but it's still one of the biggest MMOs. They had a streak of very bad expansions, but they came out with a good expansion. And now with Diablo 4 seemingly on the cusp of gigantic numbers still, it's, I, think, I think Blizzard just opened the door, it's even major. if there's not an acquisition. I think if there's not even an acquisition, I think that those two successes have kicked open Bobby Kotick's door and Blizzard is back to kind of controlling their destiny. And I think they're ready to go back to StarCraft. Is it is the server slam this weekend or is it next weekend? It's next weekend. Okay. 12th through the 14th. 12th through the 14th. Yep. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the numbers from that one um, and see what see what ends up hitting. Because again, I, I am anticipating that Diablo 4 is going to... It's, it's, going, to, it's going to obliterate some numbers. I think it's going to really be... I don't think it's going to do anything. I, I was going to say, I, I hope that that would probably tell them that they don't need to release another Call of Duty this year for under Activision. Yeah, 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 no, uh, but I don't, I don't They want to get that Sony deal done, I think. 
I think that's why they're releasing it. We'll see. Uh, I mean, we still Go haven't ahead. seen nothing from that. I'm anticipating something from that to come towards E3 also. Um, you think so? Yeah. That early? July? Well, they'll show something at least from it. Yeah. Okay. Teaser. Yeah. My, my, I mean, might as well. Uh, they just do their own le- showcase for it. So that's at least let people know to gear up for it. Yeah. Because um, I don't, Warzone's not going to go anywhere. Um, but I guess we'll. I just don't know how they're going to pull this off. I, I, I just, I don't understand anyway. why you would even do it. I, I get rid of the contract with Sony to be done with if, it. If, if, if that is the reason, then yeah. great. Cool. I, I support what you're, I support what you're going to do. Yeah. But if you're, if that's not the reason, right, and you're just doing it to save face or to have more money coming in, shoehorning this in, man, you, just... you are so much better off to supporting your current game because it it's the expansion that you originally said it was going to be it was originally going to be a full fledged DLC. It's even your Modern Warfare Two was having a lot of drama around it, right? That it didn't need. And again, especially for a game that has so many things positively working for it when it released, but yes. now it's like, guys, you might want to wake up a little bit. I don't, I don't know. But again, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I mean, again, Modern War. I mean, Call of Duty could just be showing its age now. Um, that people may just be have had, have had enough and want to move and want something else. Who knows? Uh, again, it's going to sell. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how we did it. Oh, we did it. But we're over four hours in. Two, um, two, two and a half hours on the Phil interview. Of course, again, we did get sidetracked. We no, did, we got we, we got sidetracked quite often. We, and we, again, we, we, yeah, we did. that is what makes Living Split Screen a little bit differently. Because <laughs> even though we did tackle uh, a conversation piece that has been something touched on many by other podcasts yeah. and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully, we did it for you guys from a, another different perspective. Maybe add in some additional context to the conversation, um, and also the in-between conversations that we had mixed in there to add even further context to what we were speaking on. Hopefully, that really got you guys um, juiced up, excited, and at least added something additional to uh, this topic this week. Um, I am probably going to say that this is probably where we're going to wind the show down. Uh, again, as much as we would like to go even even beyond beyond uh, four hours, I do believe is our limit, uh, mainly because <laughs> I, I need to eat and then take some care of some things behind the Grand scenes. Grandbabies are coming over today. Too. Yeah, so yeah, we need to get up out of here. We still got lives to live. Uh, again, we we do two plus hours over what most people would advise you to do. Um, <laughs> but we love y'all. But it's because, it's, it's, because, it's because we love it, right? Yeah, um, we love it. We love, we love this. We're continuously, we're continuously to grow, and this is something that's always going to be. I kind of consider this like an, exact, like an additional work day in some aspects, although it's not necessarily work per se, um, because I get to chop it up with my brother from another. Uh, we don't really get to talk throughout the week like that. Or, uh, you know, game over the weekend like we used to. So it's always dope when I'm able to get in here, spend some time uh, with my bro and just chop it up about games, hear his opinions. Although I do tend to hear them in other places. Um, <laughs> I'm able to draw out a little bit more from the conversation uh, yeah, it's different on, when you on our I, Saturday show. When you and I talk about it. Yeah. And it is, it's that banter going back and forth. And again, uh, you beautiful people being in chat on uh, the different angles that you guys were coming from along, along with a little bit of smoke that we had in there. Again, <laughs> you guys kept it respectable. Everything was good. Um, 
No, Nick, and again, Nick's please, again, nothing but love to you. Love, love, you already love know, Nick. You're an OG here, I'm, man. I'm, I'm not expecting for everybody to get along with each other. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. People are going to have disagreements. People aren't going to like each other. But you I got do, one of the most chill chats out there, man. I, I do want Living Split Screen to be a place, again, since we are non-console centric, yeah. to be a place where anybody could come into, um, as long as we're not attacking, <laughs> as long as we're not attacking each other and yeah. trying to, uh, go after each other's character and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I, we're good to go. Everything is free range. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, don't cuss and oh, don't do this. Oh, oh, do, do. I'm not your babysitter. Um, if you go, you if you go, parents. yeah, we're not going <laughs> to definitely not going to be your parents. If you go over the top again, we'll warn you again. I only have so many mods. Um, Jacob Novick being the one, one of the one of them. Um, uh, and also fun space. He's got a quick trigger, everybody. Oh, no, Jacob. careful. Yeah, uh, Jacob being <laughs> one of the, our main mods here, and again, J- I greatly appreciate you, Jacob. But even he doesn't have to work too hard because, again, a lot of the things that we do here um, don't really need a lot of. Because hmm. we ain't going down that road. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't need a whole lot of babysitting. Talk through it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. we'll talk through it, have conversation about it. Again, I feel like that's the most important part um, of this show. Um, it's just being open and being able to have those open conversations because that's a, that's another conversation point that's going on consistently throughout this week is where you're not allowed to have a perspective, right? Like the whole Redfall thing. There's people who say that they aren't experiencing many many issues and people uh, on the opposite side saying, there's no way that you don't see any issues. And then in that same breath, people who are having issues and people um, on their opposite side saying, well, I don't, you should stop complaining. There's not, you're being overdramatic. There's not that many issues. Mm. And you also can't ignore the obvious. It's blatantly, it's blatantly obvious that this game isn't doing well, regardless of who, if you're having fun or if you're not having fun, again, the consensus, this game is not great. And that's and that's not good for Arcane. And that's what's something that we should talk about again, like we did here. Um and continue continue should be mentioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with it. Again, enjoy the games. I'm again I I capitalized off a post from somebody I don't know. Somebody retweeted it and I saw it and somebody it was very timely. Um, post a game that you've enjoyed that was bad. And so I posted two worlds because Mav and I had just talked about it from Xbox 360, which scored a 50, right? You can enjoy games. You know me. I'm the proponent of that. I play games that people consider bad and have had a blast. I played bad games that I thought were better than some AAA highly rated games. Like, it it doesn't matter. You can have that conversation. You should have that enjoyment. Nobody can take that away from you. And it works both ways. So if you're out here saying... It's a great game. I'm having a fun with it. I support you 100%. If you say it's a great game and I'm having fun with it and everybody should shut up about the complaining, that's where you go sideways. And the opposite side is true. If you say this is a, this is a bad game, I, I, I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to play it. That's fine. But when you say this is a bad game, I'm not going to enjoy it. Uh, and uh, nobody else can enjoy it. And you should stop enjoying it. And you're just capping. That's when you go sideways. You don't control what other people are, are having a good time or not having a good time with, you don't get to gatekeep that whatsoever, ever. Entertainment is subjective. Entertainment is personal opinion. Yes. And if somebody's enjoying something, that's their own experience. It doesn't matter. Again, that is fine. 
Just don't try to gatekeep and say, oh, you can't say it. And like I said, if you're having a great time, don't ignore the problems that other people are having. Or like Steele said, say that, oh, I don't have any issues. So you're just lying. You're just saying that this, this is bad because you want to complain. And the reverse is the same. Again, when I was enjoying Cyberpunk and Steele and I were enjoying Cyberpunk, we were praising the game, telling you how much fun <laughs> we were having. But we were acknowledging that there were severe issues with the game. <laughs> yeah, there, there was definitely there, people. There was problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I will. Um, <laughs> that's that's true. And facts are important, which is again why um I brought up the games that I did earlier. Um, as far as Xbox's first party, because that that is a piece of the conversation that does get lost. Um can't say that xbox releases no games and then when the conversation is actually they haven't released games that you're interested in right. um because they're games that they are releasing yes i've done well critically um and they have an overall pretty solid value they don't count in in comparison to sony which is the co- direct competitor that you have to use they are within points of each other as far as the quality bar goes on many review sites yeah so take that for what yeah. you will and that's just that's hard data facts and um that's not value opinions is subjective value <laughs> is subjective 100 percent. What, what games you value is completely subjective you can't 1, tell 000, another person 1, that they're lying or that they're not true or or you can't you can't use that list because i don't agree with those games no nah, you can't do that that that's no that's not what you, that's not you don't get to dictate another person's value or their enjoyment, or whatever the case may be, you don't. Yeah, and again, Nick's like you're mentioning, it's that's it's still that's your opinion. Yep. Yeah, I gotta keep that in mind. Uh, yep. Fun speculation says, "Come on, still, you know only third person action adventure story based games count." Yep. <sighs> I do. I it's wonder it. why I haven't bought a place. Mm-hmm. Again, if anybody can hit my DMs and. Tell me why um, I should invest or Nobody what can, game. Can convince you. Um, I mean, again, I'm open for people to try. Like, they do yeah, this with those... other people. So I want to see if it works with me. I, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I have yet to have somebody come in. You're, you're an educated consumer, Steel. You got ECP. Ain't nobody changing your opinion. <laughs> Ain't nobody bringing up a game you don't know about that you go, oh, damn, that's right. I told oh, you about I didn't that. even I think about that right one. now. <laughs> didn't even think about that one. God. Um, it, it is what it is. Games are games. I'm here to enjoy them, and hopefully yep. you guys are enjoying yours. Hey, um, Starfield was rated too, Steel, real quick. Starfield really? was rated M for Mature that's, for anybody who was ooh, worried. And there was some question. Well, we still don't know the extent. We'll find out more June 11th, hopefully. Right. But there was some people worried about that the the stuff, the gameplay we did see. There was no blood. If you go look at Fallout 4, there's limbs flying around. There's everything. That's a part of Bethesda Games' is gore. So some people were worried about that. Well, it got rated M for Mature for violence, blood, suggestive themes, strong language, and use of drugs. So we will see to the extent they're going to do, I do hope it is Fallout level. It is fun as hell to see limbs flying. I don't know if they're going to do it, but uh, it it did get the M rating, so no worries there. They're not going to. It's not going to be um, sanitized. Okay, it's not going to be a sanitized game where they're trying to go for that. Uh, you know that that E rating or that T rating, I should say. They're not going to go for the teen rating. They are doing M. So just so everybody knows. 
Yeah, and, and uh, I don't maybe Leaf was being funny. Um, he was like, still doesn't have a PS5, really? Yeah, man, nah. Um, again, there's not there's not many games on that on that side of things um that appeal to me, which is really funny, um because I am more so a third person action oriented game uh, gamer. I like those style of games. Final Fantasy 16, um, looks cool. Um. But it's not enough to get a PlayStation Five, and then um, Jacob Novick, same same thing. Uh, he says Spider Man. He says easy Spider Man Two, and uh, like I was about, uh, like I like I said to him, I said yeah, it could be. I don't know if it's enough, right? Because right. uh, the only reason I got Spider Man Two thousand eighteen is because I got the PlayStation Four for a different reason, and it was available to. I didn't even know Spider Man was coming. It just, I had it months later. Our trailer came out, and I was like, oh. That's my, I, got, I have one of those. I'll buy it. And I played it day one. But it wasn't the reason I got it. Yep. Kind of kicked myself in the foot a little bit because they had, they released a specific console for it, and it was a really cool, dope-looking console. That's what people got to realize, man. Not everybody's the same, man, and that's cool. Not everybody's yeah, the same. I, I, I could sit here and honestly say I'd rather play Age Empires 2 Definitive Edition than any of the Sony first-party games right now. Oh, you're cap. That's cap. You're you're cap. Right, right. No, there's no way. There's no way. Right. You you just you don't. You're what you're telling me, Pong, is that you just don't want to experience great games. Right. Exactly. Yep. You're not a true game. I'm not a true gamer. I don't like quality. I I see. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just don't get that. Like, how is that? (laughs) Anyway, different conversation. Uh, Buzz speculation says still got a PS4 poly for some exclusive Gundam game. No, that that's no that that's exactly what it was. Gundam Breaker Three. Yeah, Uh, that's exactly what it was. Uh, I mean, I'll keep I'll keep saying I'm waiting for somebody to challenge me on this and try to argue. Literally bought it for Gundam Breaker. Yeah, literally, literally. I I, look before we take off because I know you guys can barely see me. Getting dark in here. I took my light down. I it's in the living room. Uh, I had to use it for. Um. Literally how that happened is because before that PlayStation 4 had no other reason for me to, for me to invest in that console. Um, they had none before what ended up happening is that I went on a tangent. I went on this hard find trying to find mecha games, right? I'm a mecha, I love mecha fans. I, I love, love, love. I was looking at Gundam games and I couldn't find very many. And a lot of the games that they had were fi- like fighters and things like that. And I couldn't get uh, a lot of them to work through an emulator. Uh, I saw the Dynasty Warrior Gundam game. I didn't even know that existed. Um, but I saw that game and I was like, damn, you know, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll play that. But I couldn't get in it through emulation. It didn't work at the time. It works now. It didn't work at the time, though, which is exciting because it's another one that I, that I, that I want to jump into. Don't the game. But anyway. And what ended up happening is I found, because mind you, not I never played Gundam Breaker 2. I never played the original Gundam Breaker. So, like, again, completely oblivious to this. And I didn't have anybody else to tell me about this. Just in a mode, and it happened. And I came across Gundam Breaker 3. And I said, I saw the gameplay for it, and I said, good God, this is fucking the greatest game that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and when I saw that, I was trying to see, Hey, where's it available at? Tried to see if it was available in any local stores or anything like that. And I started getting down on it, man, because it wasn't available in the States. Like, damn, man. Well, fuck, man. I can't play that game either. And so days went by. Cause I kind of stopped thinking about it. Days went by and I was like, you know what? Let me look again. 
lo and behold, shout out to YouTube. There was a there's a ver there was a version that was created with English subtitles, but it only was available in Singapore. So, if you don't know the end of this story, I converted some dollars to Singapore dollars, and um, I bought the game. Had it sent to me. I bought a I bought a console. I bought a PlayStation Four for for like a good price too. It was a pro too. Um, bought it for like hundred and fifty bucks. And got the game. That was like the only game that I was playing for a while. Like literally when I got that game, I, would, I didn't play anything else for two weeks at least. Um, beat the game. Spider-Man came out. I played Spider-Man. Played Spider-Man. Beat Spider-Man. Hardest difficulty. Then played. Then God of War 2018 came out. Played God of War. God of War made me sell my PlayStation. I did, I did not see. I put six hours into that game. Maybe it's my fault. Playing, I was playing on a difficulty right underneath the highest difficulty. And it wasn't the difficulty that was the problem. The game was fucking boring. To me. And sure, the set pieces were great. I liked the fight that he had in the beginning where he's in this house and you're throwing hands with, oh boy, that's cool. But four hours after that, just didn't do anything. And then I didn't play that system for two years after that. So I sold it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my story on that. Uh, again, I will continuously reiterate that uh, for anybody that's interested. But this, again, this is a good example, though, of people have different tastes. Yep. And this is the way that things have always been. God of War 2018. Next, um, and th this is the way that it's always been single player games it is very it is not often that single player games get me fully invested and again it is very difficult for me to come away from the mentality because of how i grew up and ha not having money like that and also time investment and you're a kid going to school doing all these different things for me to look at single player games and wonder why there's not a multiplayer connected to it. I can't help that. Like Starfield, it's one of the main deterrents for me right now. Oh, well, the game doesn't have co-op. Man, it'd be dope if I could jump in there with Palm, we can meet up, or, you know, fucking do a, travel the star system together. That would be fucking dope to me. But eventually. it's not, it's, I mean, it they could be, star, and it could they, be they'll at have some a Starfield point. MMO so eventually. Yeah, but eventually. But, <laughs> It's still a negative deterrent for me, but because my taste in games has, evolved. for lack of a better way, evolved will be a better term. I was going to say matured. Uh, yeah, that's not a good way. <laughs> has evolved, and because I am now a father, um, time is different. I do look at some games differently. I still have that negative connotation towards single player games 90, 90% of the time. But if it's a good game, it's a good game. And if I have access to that game, then great. But they will never be a reason for me to buy an entire console. No. Never. Unfortunately. Spider-Man is the closest it will ever probably get. No. But that's just what it is. And people, you... I say all that to say this. 
This is something that I continuously iterate here. You are in a hobby. You have to know what your interests are. If you, as a gamer, do not know what you like in gaming, and I saw you bring up this point, Paul, about being able to watch a game and and a game that's coming out and decide whether it's for you or not. Right. Because you've been doing this for a while. If you, as a gamer, do not know what you like in our, whatever, playing games to fit in, I can understand why you're bored. I can understand why you're not happy. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Right. That's not Pong. That's not a lot of us in this community who are trying to work towards something better, something greater, something grander. It's just not the case. Yeah. You, like Pong says, play what you love and love what you play. No truer words have been spoken. Don't do this in any other hobby. And if you do, you might want to get yourself checked out. Because at that point, it's not a hobby anymore. It's a job. And there's nothing wrong if you consider it that. Yeah, that's fine. But understand the perspective you're coming from. (laughs) Right. And understand why other people have different perspectives. Understand Um, why some of us will think differently than you if we don't play games just to play the popular stuff or because everybody's talking about it that i have to play it no that's why some of us come from a different perspective and and steel to your point i've owned both systems every every generation but this generation is the first generation where i say i really don't need to yes there will always be a couple games here and there that i go god really want to play that game but like you said steel time wise with the amount of content coming out now, I look at all the games coming out on Xbox, including those RTS games, Age Empires, and all this. Like, I don't have time, honestly. Even if I had a PS5 right now to jump into another game, I don't. I don't. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. And uh, guys, like, and I'm playing more games now than I have in a long ass time. I'll tell you guys that much. But that's how much is out there right now that I enjoy and that I'm going to play. And Microsoft overall is giving me more. So especially with games like Starfield coming, it's over with. Don't yeah, and, and and lethal because uh, he was like he asked what would I give, uh, would we give Jedi Survivor? And again, like I told him, I give Jedi Survivor so far. Uh, again, I haven't fully completed a game, um, but so far, even up to the events that are leading up, I give it a nine out of ten, even with the performance issues. Now, the only reason I can't give it a ten out of ten is because of the performance. Right. Exactly. But other than that, response on fire. Yep. Shout out to Respawn. Got to do better about performance, though. Anyway, let's wind the show down. I am going to skip on this day in gaming um, just because we did have that additional conversation that we had right there. Uh, but nonetheless... I got the call from the wife, by the way. Hey, hey, hey perfect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to say thank you for joining us on episode 101 of Living Split Screen, your non-console-centric platform, taking that RTS approach and using that ECP, the Educated Consumer Perspective, Again, if you can, hit that like button for us on the way out. Also, leave us a comment after the show if you can. It helps with the algorithms. And on the audio side of things, again, no matter where you're listening, Spotify, Apple, Google, no matter what, try to leave us a review if you can. Um, it just helps uh, with the Google searches and whatnot and gets more people to come into the show and check us out. We are on that road to 1K, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 
Please put us out there. And with that being said, you can find me, Steel Rain I. Steel Rain I, that T is a seven everywhere. Google's the easiest place. I currently frequent the streets of the Xbox ecosystem just because it intrinsically works between PC and uh, the Xbox console itself or on Twitter. Hit me up in the DMs. I'm never hiding from nobody. Um, you can send me a DM, uh, a message. I'm going to send you a message back. If I don't, it's because I didn't see it. Um, so it, whatever. And I'm probably going to be in the streets of Anthem for a little bit here over the weekend. Let, let's see what what happens if and see if I get bored uh, since PTK wanted to throw that in part of the uh, rotation now. Nonetheless, <laughs> Pong, get lead the people to victory. Let them know where they can find you. And again, yeah. much love and appreciate you being here. No, no, no. Thank everybody uh, for joining us today. Great conversation. Knew this was going to be a big show, obviously, with the Phil interview. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you for all the lively interactions in the chat. Again, it keeps us going. That's what Steele and I do this for. So thank you all for being here each and every week. Episode 101 in the books for Living Split Screen. Love and respect to all of you for showing up in here. Uh, New faces, old faces. Love you all. And if you're listening to this in the future, the exact same to you so uh otherwise pong soul xbox pong soul on twitter you know the drill tonight the shop podcast ptk blams channel channel episode 301 because we just uh celebrated 300 last weekend huge huge number for ptk join ptk blam fuzzy belvedere myself and tonight we have another lord last weekend we had lord cognito and mav as a part of the show for 300 this week we got Lord Sav dropping back into the shop podcast. So you know it's going to be a great conversation tonight. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Next week, you know how it starts all over again. Even though I'm not a part of the panel. Well, I'm officially still a part of the panel. I can jump in whenever I want to. I just don't have time. Xbox Factor Podcast, Double Barrel Gaming, Mr. Boomstick. Every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. All good things green on Tuesdays. And then, of course, Thursdays. It's p.m. in the p.m. Pong and Mav in the p.m. That's right, every Thursday night uh, over on Fun Speculations channel. Uh, normally a two-man show. We do have guests from time to time there, but it's a lot like what Steele and I do here. Uh, Mav and I just had a four-hour show on Thursday. Uh, so uh, about the Phil interview, of course. So go check that out. But every Thursday night, we are on Fun Speculations channel. Uh, that is 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. And then Friday nights, it's back on Fun Speculations channel for Xbox Ultimate. Great conversations last night as well. Uh, we laugh a lot on Friday nights, and you never know what's going to be said. Crazy talks uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, last night was a little bit more tame, but we still had some fun moments. Uh, but we do talk a lot of gaming there as well. 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time every Friday night. And then back here for 102 on Living Split Screen next Saturday with my brother from another steel. One of my favorite people out there. One of my best friends I've got, man. Uh, again, thank you for all you've been doing behind the scenes, Steel, with the short clips and stuff. Uh, I've seen the numbers on there, like 1K, 2K views, man. We're going to get some numbers A little over bit, there, yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, uh, again, thank you all. Share us out. If you can, keep telling people. Uh, we are on that road to 1K, like Steel said, but nothing but love. Uh, hey, listen, folks, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Whatever you got going on, it is the golden age of gaming. My God, I'm so freaking excited. Again, we have all these serious conversations, talk all this business stuff. Steel and I, all of our shows, we still talk gaming, like the games themselves and the fun that we're having. We're just do a wide variety of things. But guess what? At the end of the day, like I just got done saying, I got more than I know what to do with right now when it comes to actual games and playing the games. And you guys know 
I play the games. You know Steele plays the games because you get to see his streams here. I post stuff on Twitter all the time. I'm not one of those people that just talks. I actually do post because I'm having such a great time. It's the golden age. I hope you are enjoying this as much as we all are. And get out there, play what you love, love what you play, and I'm going to talk to you all real soon. Steel, get us out of here, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you enjoyed the rest of your Saturday afternoon into the evening. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourself. And get some gaming in. Well, I will be. Much love. Peace.